0: you a charge.
1: Yeah. How many of them are out there?
0: Yeah. I I don't it's know. Cap. Seven on the left, five on the right.
2: Four on the right, two on the left. We need to find the leader. Mangalore's won't fight without the leader. One more shot.
0: You
1: start killing hostages. That's the leader. Send someone to negotiate. I, 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 I've never negotiated. I'm, you mind if I try? No, no,
3: sure, sure. Sorry. We're sending somebody in to negotiate!
2: Anybody else want to negotiate? welcome 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 to the podcast that does i think what it says in the tin it's best film ever my name's ian Uh, i'm ethan and i'm georgia hey and that is the uh that is the lineup this week we're missing our fourth and fifth elements if you will
1: we are in
2: liam (laughs) and megs who are both doing a workshop for a show yeah okay yeah workshops so i know i know liam especially wanted to be here for this one um for a movie that maybe needs Liam, <laughs> but we're here to talk about the Fifth Element. But we will be joined later on for the End Game by BFF of the BFE, James De Guzman. Woohoo! Who Ethan has uh, coined as De goose. De goose. So, the Secret of the Goose. Uh, the Secret of the Goose. <laughs> legend of the Goose, I think it was. was it, is it The Secret or is it The Legend?
0: Well, the, the Ninja Turtles movie. I thought it was Secret of
2: the Ooze. It might be. <laughs> I don't know. So if only there was a, a a platform through which we could look up information like this.
4: <laughs> I, I don't even know what you're referencing. On a podcast what, what, that used to have to Fact up? Check Corner, if what, you were back in the day. What do I need to look up? Because I don't even know Te- what you're referencing.
2: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. And then Hi. it has a subtitle. A subtitle. Cool. So the the legend of the Ooze. The Secret of the Ooze? yeah okay and we're not talking about uh the river that flows through ely not
4: that not that
2: one not that ooze Oh, okay the great great. ooze
4: or the little ooze
2: (laughs) Uh, well it's a secret isn't it (laughs) uh, but we are here today to talk about the fifth element um last week we released patch Adams. we released the besties we'll talk a little bit more about those um when we get to the reflections and corrections thing. But whether this is your first episode or your two hundred and ninth piece of full length BFE content. Thanks very much for turning on the old podcast machine and listening to us Woo-hoo. do what we do. Woo-hoo. The secret of what we do's We do. <laughs> this is uh, gonna
4: be a running
1: theme I it is, sense it.
2: It is and you know who keeps can sense it. A running theme you say, <laughs> and you know who keeps the lights up and running here at the BFE. <laughs> I'm the king of the segue. It oh, is dear. our Patreon backers. We're talking about Juline.
1: Woo! Oh, thank you.
2: Someone's got to do though. it. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so we, let's try again. We got. we were to thank Juline.
4: Woo! Hermes. Yeah. James. Goose. De Goose. <laughs> Lena Overholzer. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anthony and Davies.
4: Yep. Spock thing.
2: Making it so. Chris Peterson.
4: Yeah. Randall,
2: what's your handle, Silva? What's
4: your handle, man? Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith.
2: The Meister. Yeet. Reverend Bruce.
4: Reverend Bruce. Nate the Great. Yay.
2: Andy Dixon. Yeah. Hiding in the shadows. Oh, Holly yeah. Callan. <laughs>
4: no we said with a fish on a bike. That's not her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she might have a fish with <laughs> a bike. She might
4: have but I know
2: who a does not fish on a bike. It's Cheesy.
4: Cheesy's got a fish on a bike.
2: <laughs> Our resident curmudgeon. Uh,
4: Richard. Yep, yeah,
2: the cool cat himself.
4: Ryan Kukets.
2: Dirk, but his friends call him Digler. The shy guy himself, shy burger Freund.
4: Leave this a shy guy, shy guy. That's right.
2: <laughs> stew from the Stew World Order Podcast.
1: Come
2: on. Ed Norfolk Domus. Woo! There we go. And if you want to know (laughs) how you can have your name added to that list of, uh, of luminaries <laughs> i say luminaries because then you can help keep the lights on here at the oh. studio of awesomeness and keep that sweet sweet bfe content coming from the microphone to your ears about two times a week please consider supporting the pod joining the patreon Woo-hoo. you can get the door for as little as three british pounds that's less than four dollars u.s and about five bucks canadian other currencies are available
4: do you have one prep that you want me to secretly no, not really
2: oh, not okay. really um but there's other ones whatever whatever currency is we can probably make it happen Cool. I'm sure we could probably even try and make Bitcoin happen if we had to.
4: I wonder if they can pay through Bitcoin. On I don't know. I genuinely I don't want to answer that.
2: So I, I think it's a good time. It's the start of a year. It'd be a good time to talk about. We were just able to upgrade Megan's microphone. Woohoo! Thanks Woo. to the support of the Patreon backers.
4: Not being used today, but so, it's Not being
2: used today. But uh, we do always try to be transparent about what, what we're spent. able to use the, those funds on. We're also going to upgrade our conferencing software from Zoom to StreamYard. Yeah. Uh, shortly, um, just probably around the start of February. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's all about making the pod sound better. Yeah. Uh, so that hopefully there is more potentially enjoyment,
1: even
2: potentially better. even look better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like the decisions that have been made have been made both with audio and potential visual elements in mind, and always looking for ideas about how we can then in turn give the Patreon backers some extra feelings of uh, engagement. Yeah. In order to, because mm-hmm. uh, that's half the fun. <clears throat> absolutely the best parts about the bfe about the patreon in my perspective is uh the access to that manic group chat we have is and, Manic. and actually at the end of this episode we are going to announce a, another way in which we try to keep engagement high with the patreon backers Ooh. so an immediate impact potentially
4: that's exciting on
2: the content that comes out of this microphone into your ears
4: and if people are interested in potentially more visual elements let us know
2: yes but you can find out all the things you might be interested on patreon.com Slash BFE. We kept it
4: simple.
2: We did keep it simple. Uh, I think originally you wanted you like, I'm going to I'm going to do best film ever podcast when it's BFE available. <laughs> well, if it's BFE's available, just. Just use that. Just do that. It's, it's about as good as it gets. Yep. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, so, um, yeah. On top of that, George's might got an upgrade over the last 12 months. Ethan's might got an upgrade over the last 12 months. So mm. uh, you look at the start of 2013 versus the tw- start of 2014. 2030? sorry 2023 versus 2024 <laughs> have we
4: gone back 10 yeah. years what's going on but you think
2: about that 12 months we've upgraded the way this pod sounds oh, considerably yeah, mm. um yeah so in a sense i've got the oldest microphone now
4: technically yeah
2: oh yeah, yep yep so uh same but to be fair it's the same make as, there, yeah. <laughs> as megan's and liam's so
4: that's why i was going uh, with the technical. and pretty much the
2: system. same the same kind of concept as ethan's Ethan's has got the usb version of it so yeah there we go um Just some quick charting stuff. I usually don't bear up charts unless we do really, really well. But we were a top 40 pod here in the UK this week, and number 23 in South Africa. So thanks a lot, guys. Really, really appreciate it. exciting. And all the besties and resties thing. It's a pretty packed format. Uh, I did want to talk about the year of it was in downloads for 2023. We had another year where the pod grew. That's always good. That's always good. It's always good when the numbers – we got more – listens on not not considerably less content we released less pieces of content but what we did garnered more 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 downloads per episode and more downloads overall so that that was really really good so thank you for anybody out there who has discovered the bfe in 2023 or those who continue to support the bfe in 2023 and it's 2024 now it's time to play the game of where did what were our top downloaded nations around the world, and I'm going to give you the percentages because it really shows you how skewed I think <laughs> the uh, the podcast game is. But here we go. I'm um, opening up to to its countries and territories.
4: America. Oh,
2: okay. United States is number one at 38.4 percent.
4: 38. percent So of our more listeners.
2: than one of every three That's is mad. an American. So God bless you, America. Hi,
4: guys. <laughs> um, Canada.
2: Canada, as Liam would say. Yeah. Number four,
4: 6.6%. 6%. So
2: one in every 16 people is Canadian.
4: Okay.
0: Australia.
2: Number three,
4: 11.5%. More Australians than Canadians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
2: oh. was a really good year for us in Australia this year. So Hi. thank you. Good eye to all of our <laughs> uh, Aussie friends. Uh, have a Taki for us.
0: <laughs> taki is, is, is America. In, yeah. Isn't Takis We're thinking Tim Tam. No no Takis, Takis is Takis for, in for sure an Austra- Isn't Takis an Australian I thought they were From me? New Zealand I thought he's an American No no yeah.
2: Ethan Let's not talk about Your knowledge of Australian uh, And New okay, Zealand okay, things Shall see. we okay, okay, I'm okay. sure Takis are Australian Are they
4: Mexican Are they really <laughs>
1: Why do they ta- no, it must Tim be that people on Australian, Australian
2: Survivor just talk about wanting to eat takis. And Maybe. therefore, I've assumed it's an Australian thing. Because we just got them in they Canada. And I just plan. saw them last time I was home. And I went, oh, it's like Australia. And no, it's not. No, it's it's Mexico. like
4: Mexico. Yeah. Is Mexico on the list?
2: Uh, Mexico's not on the list.
4: Uh, um, so
2: we've the named... The UK. The UK, number two. 30.3%. So just under the United States. Just under States. every three people. But if you consider that, you know... Which where we're situated. It market, would make sense yeah, that yeah, yeah. it would be fairly high up. So we've, we've named the top four.
4: Okay. Uh, France? No. Germany?
2: Yes, number five. Oh. Ready for this, though? So we went 38.4, 30.3, 11.5, 6.6.
4: Yeah. Oh, is it about to get tiny?
2: 1.9% yeah. German. <laughs> but thank oh, you to our, sure our German con- con- da- well, When you look at the numbers we're talking about, 1.9% is, a con- is still a large still, yeah, number yeah, of yeah. downloads. Yeah. So thank you very much sure uh, for all well. our friends in Germany.
4: Uh, Spain?
2: Uh, Austria. Uh, Denmark's a good shout, Ethan, but not on the list. What'd you say, Georgia? Austria. Not Austria, but you're in the right part of the world. I mean, pretty much three of the, the remaining five countries are, yes, the Netherlands, 1.5%, seventh place. Um, so six, eight, nine, ten. 10. Finland. Not the country for, for we. Not
0: for country. For <laughs>
4: uh, South Africa.
2: No, there's two more European nations in here. And then there's two not in Europe. I
4: can't remember what I've said I um,
2: You were really close for your last. left a light in your in your last for us. Guess.
4: Yeah, this involves me remembering other countries in my brain, yep. though. And I'm not very good at that. Um,
2: Go across the mountains. Switzerland. Yeah. 1.6%, sixth place. So nice. that leaves us eight, nine, and 10. Sweden? No, we're all out of Europe.
4: Oh, we're out oh, of no, Europe. Oh, no, we have, sure, we have Europe.
2: one European nation left. I apologize.
4: Okay. Belgium.
2: Um. No, you guys are overlooking a really obvious one. Ireland. Ireland. Oh, I. I'm Number nine, learn. zero point nine percent.
0: This is really bad on me because you went, you kind of went, ah, oh, cool, Ireland, and then I
2: remembered. So eight and ten, both, uh, n- both. No, it's not true. I was gonna say both island nations. That's not true. Uh, mm. But one in the eastern hemisphere, one in the western hemisphere. I'll do that. Not
1: both, sure. both
2: in the northern hemisphere. No, not Russia, because Russia would be European.
4: Oh, does Russia count as Europe?
2: It's Eurasia, so I would oh, count it right, as okay. Europe. Plus, all the big cities are more on the European side. That's fair, yeah. yeah.
4: Um, Japan.
2: No, nope, you in part of the world. China. No, I think their they're sort of access to podcast things are pretty well. Oh, that South Korea? South Korea is correct. Um, Number eight, 1.1%. Yeah, 1. 1. And then shout out to Carlo. Oh, you know where Carlo's from?
4: Oh, Puerto Rico? Oh, Puerto
2: Rico, yeah. Very oh, good. <laughs> so we got 0.4%. I you. So you
4: I was like, I do know where Carlo's from. Thank you very much <laughs>
2: all over the world, where you are. And I'll tell you who we know where he's from. James Griesman, who will be joining us later, is from Canada. And Canada. just last week, he celebrated a birthday. Birthday,
4: birthday, birthday. Woo, woo, woo. woo,
2: woo. Absolutely. So uh, there we go. So now it's just time to hit this button here. There's a
1: mistake.
2: For some reflections.
4: And corrections.
2: You sort of started not doing it, and then he's like, oh no, I probably should do the, the, the yeah,
4: thing. Yeah, I didn't
2: really know. Uh, no, no, this one, this mistake's totally on me. Uh, I uploaded the first, was Patch Adams, missing the first 35 minutes of banter. Oh. Thanks to Russell oh. the Postie for, he goes... What's where's where's the welcome 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 welcome? He's like I've been listening to you guys for years. You've mm-hmm. never not done a welcome 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 welcome. And or like,
1: like or
4: a joke about it. Yeah, yeah. I went, surely I would
2: have done a welcome 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 welcome. I listened to it. Oh, I didn't do a welcome 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 because all, all all I do now is just take the file, put a front, put a back process but usually i make sure that the welcome 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 sinks yeah but i think this speaks to how jet lagged i was coming back from home probably and what happened was we were recording and i had a a light come up that said we were low on bat on um memory space Mm -hmm. turns out we would have had enough to finish the episode but i was kind of all we were literally recording the day i came home
4: oh we paused and then so i stopped and restarted and i
2: only put the second one of it makes sense on it so that's how that happened. Now, we managed to update Apple within, like, 15, 20 minutes of oh, it being... So by the time I got to work, it was up there.
1: Yeah. I think the
2: Spotify is still missing the 35 minutes. Oh. But if you go to podbean.com slash best film of her pod, you can hear the first 40 minutes. That's good. The lost tapes, if you will. The
0: director's
2: cut. The director's <laughs> cut. The thing the, stu- the, the people at Spotify work. don't want you to hear.
4: Um, speaking of Patch Adams, I just checked, and um, we actually do now have a... Review from
2: one of our um, patrons. Uh, tell you, tell you what, they're going to hold the entirety of the uh, of the patrons. So when we get off, you have to remind me to put the number in the spreadsheet. But yeah, that's
4: fine. Do you want to read it? I think you'd quite like this one. Okay, okay.
2: so I it's don't from want to Richard. say Richard. Okay, it's from Richard. all right here we go. I thought you'd quite like. Have it. I mentioned these are resident curmudgeon Richard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, the the the, uh, the fifth chair, as Georgia puts it up, says, "What are your thoughts?" And the response is. Happy New Year. What a load of shallow, sanctimonious, saccharine shite. This is a lump and leaden film, and there are times I thought it may never end. And when it does finally limp to some sort of climax, we get a borderline insulting courtroom scene. Total shit. Williams is mostly innocent, as is Hoffman. Oh, forgot to say, the love interest part of the film was completely baffling. What was going on there? Rating... Three out of ten. Yep.
4: <laughs> I thought you'd quite like it. <laughs> anyway,
2: so just going to drop the rating even more, jeez.
0: I have Richard on Letterboxd, and my favourite thing to do is be like, oh, I like this film that I just watched. Let me see what other people that I follow think. And it's always Richard's like, half a star
2: one star go, oh. <laughs> that's the thing about 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 i said it before but it's not just a sales pitch is the idea that there is a sense of community that gets built up yeah so yeah. you think there's his letterbox and there's he opens it up and there's and, there, and there's richard stuff you know what i mean like that's cool you know we we tend to just go ahead and just follow the accounts of the people who are on the page and we, we sort of see what's going on in their lives and things of like that and it's just a fun community yeah. Even even if it's Richard doing uh doing that, hey, I always appreciate that. So thank you very much. Uh, I think That'd he balances out Julene, who's the most hyper positive person yeah. I think we have. Richard's definitely julien's counterpoint.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And I then Hermes he is, is, is is is, is, is like is
4: the two. he's just the chaos
2: meter, isn't he? So everybody else sort I of think falls that somewhere on the three of that.
0: his that I saw and it was like half a star. I was like, I understand. I feel it. That was the worst mistake to watch after listening to your CO skip
1: there's a
2: mistake. I think I'm this one goes out to uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith? Who says, when you announced this my brain went to flubber, so I just listened to an entirely different review to what I was expecting. I haven't even seen this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'd love that. So, I don't know how Patch Adams would think of flubber. Like that's that it's that thing we talked about with a certain type of Robin Williams film. The I don't want to be anywhere expect. near. Oh. I just don't want to be near it because it's just Robin Williams, okay. Just leave the cameras running, see what he does. Yeah. And then you can animate stuff around him. That's what, mm-hmm. which is fine, but way. it's just not what I'm looking for. And I love Robin Williams.
4: I haven't seen Flubber, so I can't comment. But it's the one with the green slime, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's a remake it of The Nutty Professor. Oh, okay. Wait, Nutty Professor? No, Absent-Minded Professor.
4: Oh, I don't know that one. I
0: thought it was a sequ- It's like a proto-sequel to, because uh, there's like a film from the 60s called like Son of Flubber. And it's like one of the last ones that I think Walt Disney ever was like, because there's like a th- couple of them. It's like Mary Poppins, Son of Flubber and a load of other ones that was like the last ones he ever signed off on. I'm
2: certain like maybe the sequel was Son of Flubber, but the original I'm certain mm-hmm. was, I think, Absent-Minded Professor. Let's take a look here. A remake of the Absent-Minded Professor. So there we go. You got one. I got Never one. mind. It's the secret of his ooze. There we are. Uh, his ooze? His gooze not the not same really. goose joining us later on today <laughs> so there we are um oh dear. yeah i think oh dear, might be a good way to describe <laughs> kind of what we're off to already in 2023 before Four. but let's make sure we hit a ten. some yep. general shout outs um carlo hey we mentioned a little bit earlier but thanks a lot carlo for everything you do and if you haven't checked out carlo's podcast the movie Loop, go check that out it's always a uh, a joy to uh to to interact with carlo and Uh he does a great job hosting his own show the movie loot uh ethan and i have both been guests on it previously so uh had a good time and carlo's been carlo's one of my in case of emergency break glass kind of peeps Mm -hmm. carlo's great so because
4: he is that i don't think i get to interact with him very much not because you're usually the the emergency emergency.
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) No, no he's great when i go look man i'm just it's either me and usually ethan or maybe liam but yeah. i'm like we're down to two i could really use a third what you got yeah. and he's great he's always been great mm-hmm. so thanks a lot carlo um also big shout out to kev from the podcast that wouldn't die uh, i'm gonna go on his pod later on this year Ooh. to talk about can you ever get ready for this mm-hmm. couldn't get enough of it were you watching closely the oh I'm going gosh. on to talk about the prestige. Love the prestige. He said, name anything sci-fi or horror. And I went, "Oh, you've really hit to? That's his, that's his podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Remit. And I'm like, oh, you've really hit stuff that's not really my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I said, what are the parameters for sci-fi? Can I get away with The Prestige? He's like, oh yeah, Prestige is fine. I'm like, okay. okay go for it. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Go for it. Go for it. So there we are. Uh, gift of the week was Butterfly. With mm. uh, but Usual Suspects, Josh G., some sort of dog with butterfly wings. Oh, cute! Uh, Russell, the postie, did the fat caterpillar from "It's a Bug's Life."
4: Oh,
2: um, Heimlich! Oh, yeah, Heimlich! I have got my wings. I do. I am a. I am a small butterfly. You all look so small. <laughs> <laughs> um hermes who continues his tradition now of purposely crap gift of the week submissions <laughs> he he, i wouldn't be surprised if he made this it was a ki- it was, it, now. it was a kitten right <laughs> surrounded by butterflies and then like a swirling psychedelic like rainbow kaleidoscope thing
4: okay yeah, yeah i see it that's
2: brilliant oh it's horrendous <laughs> Uh purposely so. So I, I I appreciate the game. We're now within the game, within the game, within the game, sort of. We're <laughs> sort of like accepting each other at this point. Uh what do we else do we have here? Dwayne Smith?
4: Dwayne Smith. Who
2: said one for Liam and it was Butterfly by Mariah Carey. May I remind you, Dwayne Smith? Dwayne Smith. Who is the one judging this every week?
4: Yeah, the notion of a one for Liam,
2: set. just come on.
4: That's gonna put points against you. Yeah. Come
2: on. uh Tara, Queen of the Gif? Yeah. Did the Butterflies from Alice in Wonderland.
4: Oh, the bread and butterflies. I like those. That would be my winner.
2: It would be your winner, and I was thinking about that. And then Dirk, but his friends call him? Digger, Did the music video. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come my my pretty lady. And someone, I think it was Dwayne Smith, said I was going to do that, but then Ian said he didn't really like the song. I like it in the gif of the week sort of, hey, remember that was a thing? So I'm going to say, Hey, remember that was a thing. I'm giving my win to Dirk just to prove that our friendship has healed now post fantasy football. Hey,
4: still <laughs> William Doug.
2: It's 2024. My vote goes to the Diggler. Hey. 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 Really close for Kara on that one. Yeah, I love
1: the budget. I vegetables. probably,
2: to be honest, if we hadn't of, if there wasn't a hashtag rigged sign in her gift last week uh-huh. in front of the lights, yeah, I probably. I probably feel a bit guilty from that one. So, <laughs> so uh, I think uh, it's done enough to butter me up that I need to. Uh,
1: butter you up.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to move on. So there we go. So uh, why not, amongst all the other things you got going on this, this early January season, if your resolution, if you haven't given us a review, why not give us a review? Apple or Spotify, I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number. Indeed, it is. Yes. Whilst we are just
4: briefly on GIF of the week, I had a message from Ian Davies saying there is a few that he had gaps from, which is why he hadn't announced a winner yet. Oh, okay. However, I sent a message just saying, pretty sure they're probably the ones where we recorded out of order yeah. and out of sync. So don't worry about those ones. Hit us up with a winner. So
2: we shall see. We shall see. On that mm. note, or oh, not on that note, but on a totally different note,
3: checking in
1: with the morning report. <laughs>
2: Can we talk about this for two minutes?
4: What are we talking about? Golden Globes. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. So about Golden Globes, of course, are kind of the, the biggest thing to address rehearsal for the Oscars that we get. Uh, that and the BAFTAs probably, but the Golden Globes are the fun ones. Well, for the most part. So there's two sides to it. Should we talk about the, 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 guy, the guy who hosted?
0: Well, Joy Coy? Okay, sure. Joy Coy. Yeah. yeah.
2: Bombed. And bombed
0: oh, he's hard. not funny.
2: Oh, he-
0: He's now gone on this sort of, oh, people are too soft. And it's like, no, you're... Just What's he doing? That. Stealing Ricky
2: Gervais shtick?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, oh, the Golden Globes, you're ready to be triggered. And it was just like,
1: oh. the, one of the jokes was just,
0: oh, Oppenheimer, it's about the war and the atomic bomb. And Barbie is a girl with big boobies, which is almost verbatim what he says, which is just... Yeah. I mean, it, it, he keeps secret great and she's just upset.
2: He bombs hard. Like he, he made a joke about Taylor Swift in the NFL saying the Golden oh, yeah. Globes are like the NFL. The only difference is we have less cutaways to Taylor Swift. Cue cutaway to Taylor Swift who does mm-hmm. the non react and just drinks her drink and just doesn't. Oh, you know, good on her. Just shuts. Yeah. And you think like she sells to every cutaway. Yeah. She knows she's on a cutaway and will re and will sell for whatever yeah. it is. So she knows what she's doing. Yeah. She totally yeah. knows what she's doing.
4: Harry, she's really, really lovely. I was. Well A lot of people now that that, that that she's obviously with what's his face? Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. A lot yeah. of his family have come forward and said how nice she is, which well, I mean what they're you going do? to. But what
2: like, do come out and say, Oh, she's terrible.
4: Well, no, but it's still nice <laughs> to know that and you read stories about people from her like tour, and, like every show she's done, nope. she brings one little girl forwards and like gives her a I have no and, like, all re- sorts of stuff. Absolutely.
2: So. But do I think she's the most perfectly constructed pop star in the history of pop? Yes.
4: Oh god, yeah. But like yeah. I, it well, takes if she was an nasty human being underneath all that that would be a lot more work like for
2: some reason as i was doom scrolling today i came across a video of it was an article that led to a video of taylor swift and robbie williams doing angels at wembley when she was here three years ago Mm oh wow and uh yeah so she starts playing the piano you know yeah I lay awake, you know, doesn't, and I'm totally convinced the piano is like not her Uh, because she gets up later (laughs) and the piano keeps playing, (laughs) but he comes up from the floor, like a wrestling entrance and (laughs) sings the next two lines. There's no, he just comes on up and then she does this look like she like shock, like she doesn't know he was (laughs) going to be there or she's so overcome with excitement. And the thing is, like, yes, it's exactly what you want her to be doing, but is it totally constructed? I think absolutely it is. Yeah. I, I, and hey, there's no, when I used to teach media studies, I basically did like a whole unit on Taylor Swift. Like, yep. and that was early Taylor Swift before I realized, like, this is bad blood era Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I was like, look how she's changing. Look how she's constructing herself. And then she went, hold my beer, and did like multiple, it's like inception, oh, it's layers upon layers yeah. upon layers. Like, every step of the way, every fashion. I read this great article about how the fashion choice she does, and she's been so doing she ever since the, the beginning, led herself yeah. to the era's tour. Yeah this was maybe not the plan of the Eras tour itself but by making it visually striking she was able different to
4: colors as well there yeah. was red there was blue yeah. there was purple the different each so, one has, p- she's so not fans repeated. go
2: cosplaying yeah. as their favorite era of taylor and it's by uh, it's by um cut it's by accessory choice it's by color palette it's, it's the whole it's nine yards yeah. yeah it's it's really it's really something Whatever think you think Julia about the music, and like, the musics sort are of generally bops as well. Yep. I think it was you that was like, the
0: Taylor's version of stuff is, is genius. Oh, oh, that is also Cause genius. Because the also, there's like, oh, cool, she's going to release the Taylor's version, but then it's like on the tour, she'll say something or hint at something. And the Swifties are bloody like, they're like MI5 agents. Cause oh, like, that, oh, she said this thing, which relates to this thing. They're you look ridiculously at the date,
2: internet literate. yeah, yeah. yeah
0: yeah and this, this means that this version I, I,
2: sure she cool. knows how fans access she knows how fans are no longer just consumers but producers as well, yeah. and she lets Dude. them do the hype for her, oh yeah, all she does is leaked like mm-hmm. just this really just like normal looking Instagram photo that might or might, and whether it leads to something or doesn't, just let the swifties do it
4: because then if they yeah. find, if they her team scroll through something go, oh, that's a good idea that someone's had, let's actually run with that like that's brilliant, but speaking of cool like collaborations with music, as you said, like Robbie Williams, or whatever. I saw a video the other day of Dolly and...
2: Is Dolly Parton? Dolly
4: Parton. Or yeah. Dolly
2: the sheep that was no, cloned. Dolly
4: Because
2: <laughs> that's a collaboration <laughs> I want to be
4: Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Hope,
2: baby, now we got bad blood. Come <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on.
1: Great. I can't go on with you making <laughs> me <baby love>. laugh. No, I mean, God,
2: give, me, give me my flowers for uh, her. that. That no, was no, great. That was good.
4: Yeah. Um, Dolly Parton, not the sheep, was singing Jolene, but she was singing Jolene with Miley Cyrus and Pentatonics. It was so cool. Miley Cyrus, I get, because
0: she used to be on Hannah Montana.
2: She's
4: she's her godmother. It makes sense. Miley
2: Cyrus released a bunch of backyard sessions just after Hannah Montana days, but before she went all Wrecking Ball. Yeah. And I used to listen to that and go, well, it kind of leaked after she, or leaked, was released, made it out there after the Wrecking Ball stuff. And I was like, maybe a bit more naive. I don't know how I feel about the whole, you know, Miley, foam finger, Robin Thicke era kind of thing she seems to
4: have come back around from that she does then. but
2: yeah. she was making a big noise and i was yeah. like why do you make such a big noise you're very talented and of course we're talking about how you manipulate the media space and all that yeah, stuff yeah. so whatever but i would go listen to her i mean the girl can sing yeah the girl can sing mm-hmm. far better than she was singing on her pop records at the time you know what i mean yeah and uh no and, and her, so her performance of jolene i'm, I'm not surprised but yeah
4: so in it's, the slightest the, Jolly Parton and Miley Cyrus, and then Pentatonix doing all of the background. So there's no music; it's all like the, their a cappella style. And it like now, it is, this, is
2: this them doing it live, or someone just live. compiled this
4: live? Oh, really? Okay, and that's all impressive. All of them together on okay. stage. It was really, really cool. Um,
2: maybe we can circle back around now to uh, the Golden Globes. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah the so, And the, so the interesting thing is, it looks like uh, it looks like Barbie's dead in the water for any major awards. Oh, okay, Barbie got shut out. And that was the Golden Globes, which do drama and then comedy and musicals. Mm-hmm. Two sets. So really, it should If it was going to win,
4: it
0: should have won that one. It was going to win here,
2: and so I people really. Did
0: the holdovers, I think, which uh, I mean, that seems to be like a silent, like a was it like Simon Underdog was on? Oh, what is it called? I really want to poor the whole.
2: Yeah. Poor, the the Yamastone oh, one. Poor
0: things. Poor yeah. things. Liam and I are we trying to, to figure awesome out when
2: we can go movie. see it. We were going to watch it Wednesday. And then I had to message him and go, Guy, we've said we're going to record on Wednesday. We can't <laughs> do that. Because people forgot. And I was like, I know I'm doing something Wednesday. What is it? Oh, yeah, right. We're recording on our next episode.
1: Whoops.
0: They had like, at the Cambridge Whoops, Film Festival at uni uh in October last year. And I was going to go see it. But I do. I was like, it was, a, it was like 30 quid to see it because obviously we don't get it until now. Yeah. But Holdovers looks good. I love Paul, Paul Giamatti. And they, always, they played the trailer for that like four times before I saw Oppenheimer. So it's in my brain And now. then
2: even the most slam dunkiest of slam dunk sort of things, which was people thought that it was Ryan Gosling's Oscar to lose. Mm. Uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. wins for uh, Oppenheimer.
4: I did not yeah, even know he was in sense. Oppenheimer,
2: And I walked away going, Robert Downey is fantastic, but while the gosling hype I went, he might, he might not just be the right year, but it would be a shame because Robert Downey has always been a great actor, but he was kind of, for, for what it's worth, trapped in this Marvel... He
4: was trapped in Tony Stark.
2: He's trapped is, in Tony Stark, and it's taken him a couple of years to yes. sort of shake that off. You, <laughs> it's all Taylor. It's, all it's, Taylor all, Taylor it's the BFE Taylor's version <laughs> this week. I'm going to try and work in some Taylor Swift <laughs> Taylor puns Swift the rest puns of the way. Everywhere we can. Yeah.
4: Oh, don't do that. It'll be bad. Oh,
2: there we go uh <laughs> was that a
4: bad's a taylor swift song
2: isn't it is it oh, come on really Maybe. bad
0: yeah
2: okay well
0: like a michael know.
2: jackson song that's I'll michael J- yeah, yeah um anyway um so when gosling didn't win that one it's like okay it looks like it's it's all over no it's all i mean the front runners are uh, oppenheimer won a lot uh mm. scorsese's uh what was it killers oh, of the flower, moon. Of
0: flower moon it yeah. won
2: a lot and then the
0: Glad- Gladstone get one. I poor,
2: think poor things. One. It's won a lot. Mm. Um, so I think Barbie might have won a couple art direction, or, I, I think Billie Eilish's song won for song. Makes sense, original song. But okay,
0: and then I'm just Ken or that bloody one from Super Mario. I don't know why people were adamant mm. that either of those would actually stand a chance. Uh,
2: I think I think this is officially the end of Peaches as as a legitimate contender as well. I think Good. I think Peaches as a meme. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, which was you know it's a fun little bit of. Uh, it was the middle of the summer. It was a fun little bit of content, but trying to tell me that you, know, you got to do it's more. Not of, a good song. You got to do more than just Jack Black do acting as Jack Black and calling yeah. that an Oscar-winning song when your lyrics are peaches, 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 peaches,
4: peaches. Yeah,
0: it's
2: peaches. not a good song. No, it's not. It's a meme. It's a We're
0: going to rule.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. um, there we are. I've so the, so the really Oscar nominations, as this comes out, I think this will be the 16th. This will drop. So our next episode's drop date will be the Oscar announcement date.
1: Ooh. so probably expect Ooh. to hear some
2: bfe reactions to that on the episode dropping january 30
4: this mm. month is going so quickly already yeah
0: so quick there we go i'll go back to uni tomorrow
2: hey there we go or as it sits you've been back for a day now yeah. i've been back for yeah. a day uh so there we are 10 uh, till 6 classes now oh yeah <laughs> uh weight game wait game let's all play the weight game i went to my uh I've made the thing, I want to lose 25 pounds this year. I lost about 25 pounds last year. I want to equal that this year. Uh, I knew I ate my face off, though, so I didn't have my uh, So I'm like, where am I I at versus? It's not 25 pounds after my Canada excess has been added. It's from where I was when I left. Right. So I know what that number is. Uh, I gained two pounds in Canada, which considering how much I ate. That's not bad. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, a couple days later, I actually waited underneath that. It was just, yeah. yeah. When I was jet lagged. You're not thinking about cooking a whatever meal. You're just yeah. like, just get food into you and Sweet. just go back yeah. to sleep. The so scale
4: in our house has decided that every time you stand on it, it's just to go low and then won't give you a number because the battery The is battery. Low. So I need yeah, to replace that. that before I can actually join back in with this again. I, I, may,
2: I may have an extra battery. I always buy a two-pack.
4: I don't know what, but not the wrapper. I don't know no. what the what battery is. I assume it's a big battery.
2: It Well, I don't know. It depends. You got to open yours up and take a look. I know what mine yeah. is, but yeah. It's just one of the circular ones. What? As in, like the cylinders? No, no, like, 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 a, almost like a hockey puck. Oh, what? Like a watch back, Like right? A watch batter, Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
4: It feels like too small of a battery. Well, we have
2: the recorder. I can show you. I'll yeah. open one up and show you how mine works. So there we are. Um, so there we are. So that goes. Uh, now it takes us to. Hey, we're about thirty-three minutes in. Almost. Uh, why are we? Let's let's pivot towards the uh, the. The film of the hour, too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get. What you don't is better yet. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the fifth element. Why are we doing this? At ah, it's BFF, the BFE choice. Ooh. James, the Goose. The
4: Goose Man. The Gooseman
2: talking about... Uh, so he gave me a couple of things. <laughs> Probably honestly, the first one was some animated film I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. And he went, well, you know, I was going to do this other one, but it doesn't It doesn't really qualify. I said, hey, new year. <laughs> new.
4: new. New unqualifying I re- pick.
2: I really wasn't wanted to see... Some some Japanese anime thing because of my Howl's Moving Castle experience.
4: Oh, don't let that put
0: you off.
2: Oh, I was slamming Howl's Moving Castle to someone else the other day too. I love oh, Howl's
0: I to watch Moving The
2: Boy in the House. Heron. I hear uh, good about that one. Yeah, that one, Best Animated. Yes, Spider-Man, oh, yeah, Spider-Man yeah, probably Across probably. the Spider-Verse does not win Best Animated <laughs> Film at the, uh, can everyone's I, can like, can I what?
0: Say, I'm going to say <sighs> one thing good because that is half of a film it's not even like a you know like they do those two-part films where you go this is spoilers dude haven't seen
2: stories spoilers haven't seen it
0: oh no they, they've been advertising it as a part one and two that one well fun. i know that
2: oh. but it's, it's okay it's okay it's not a huge thing if i don't know i don't get closure going into it but yeah
0: yeah i i knew that going in because I, I got it for christmas so i watched it for the, for the first time on like boxing day it's fine it's good the art style's great the the production behind the scenes stories are
2: horrifying
4: the first one gave me a headache. I couldn't watch it. I really, really like the art. Well, we did do a whole so, episode yeah, on yeah, it, so yeah. go, go listen to
2: that. Um, but back to this one. Uh, so I said, hey, absolutely, you can go ahead and uh, and go for the fulfillment. And then here we stand. So uh, let's take a look at this. I'll uh, throw to Felix for the pitch. In the colorful future, a cab driver unwittingly becomes the central figure in the search for a legendary cosmic weapon to keep evil. And Mister Zorg at bay. Who? Good luck, guys. There oh, he. Felix! Did you think getting it? some opinions from some opinions? From Felix. Yeah, no. Felix, and I are of the same uh, of the same thing. As I said earlier, science fiction not really my go-to. No, like I like my science fiction like Star Warsy science fiction, like where is it science fiction? Technically, it's in space. Yeah,
0: there's so, there's someone. There are some laser right swords right and it's... some
2: pew pew pew. But for the most part, it's fairly grounded.
4: Yeah, yeah, I like my science fiction kind of in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Like, it feels like it could happen, rather than be... Or, completely not humanoid, not whatever, completely then, like, fantasy, right, right, rather Mm -hmm. than... Like somewhere that's, in between that's space
0: fantasy. Mm. I always put sci-fi as like Star Trek compared to Star Wars because that's more. Yeah, I agree on that futuristic. What it... Yeah, because with with Star Trek again the actually hat comes on because it's like religion and faith and like mystical beings. It's just like wizards in space. Woo, But. Sci fi is difficult see, being really
2: difficult. see, I like Star Trek, The Next Generation, especially, because it's actually quite Shakespearean in the grand scheme of things. But I'm not like a Babylon 5 guy or things like that. Like, that's just too far for Stargate, me. Stargate, right? I couldn't get into Stargate, it. Stargate, like, I can't go that far. Like, who, like sci-fi? really. I, I'm so. I, I'd liken it to the way I, I was into rap music in the 90s, where there were a few artists who were sort of permeating the mainstream. Eminem, for instance, right? Yeah. So maybe the early 2000s or the 90s, where you go, I like Eminem. Do I like rap music? I like Eminem. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go... He's so... He's so big and he's also so accessible mm-hmm. that I could get into that. Next generation. So big, so accessible I could get into that. To go down that as a gateway into deeper things, not traditionally my jam.
4: No, I just don't think I've been exposed to any sci-fi to be quite honest. If I'm like genuinely going what sci-fi have I seen? I've seen the Star is that we've done on the pod plus first two newer ones that came out
1: mm.
4: i've watched some doctor who i've seen the rocky horror picture show i think that's it
2: <laughs> i mean rocky horror takes a science fiction turn to the very end
4: yeah but like that's mm. what i mean like my yeah. exposure to science fiction is so so limited i'd really
2: consider doctor who um you're not I guess wrong. because it's
4: only one character isn't yeah. it and yeah. that's why that's accessible yeah. is because they keep it mm. For the most part. And a TV
2: series, I mean, it's got advantages once you know the lore. Yeah, you're in. You just, okay, how does this adapt to the very, in the smallest changes people rage about, you know, as opposed to here's a movie. Okay, what are the rules of literally this universe?
4: Yeah. yeah. Whereas, We've got to use yeah.
2: half a film to explain it. Yeah. yeah. Compared to yeah.
4: or you don't, here is and an then that a shit film. A series. So, yeah.
2: yeah. So, let's jump into this specific film. Co-written and directed by Luc Besson, who I was stunned. So, this is actually a French film. Okay. A French-English language film. Yeah. Directed by Luc Besson, who previously was the writer-director of a film called The Big Blue, which I knew years ago, and it was about these two competitive divers who free dive, so no equipment.
4: Oh, I'd, I really want to get into free and diving, And you dive,
2: actually. and they're, they're obsessed, so kind of like, in a sense, it's weird, I don't think I was going to make this comparison, with The Prestige, two with people you, yeah. who are so obsessed with being be the better. very best at what they can do, and then realizing, is there a physical limit to what you can do?
4: Which, of course, something like free diving there is, yeah.
2: And so uh, it talks through – one of the actors is Jean – I think it's Jean Renault is his name. Mm. Uh, he was, was – Jean
0: Renaud or Jean Renaud?
2: I can't was, you know. I think it's Jean Renault, who was in Mission Impossible as uh, one of a turncoat sort of characters in there um, as well as being in, in many other things. Generally, if there's a movie set in France, he shows up. Right. But uh, but no, it's very, very good, but it, sta- it stayed with me. It was a powerful film and really grounded. It's, 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 the, sea, it's the sea, right? Yeah. I, not grounded, but <laughs> he was also the writer director of La Femme Nikita,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, the writer director of Leon the Professional, which I know was on the poster, um, which stars also Jean Reno. Right.
0: That's, uh, it's got yeah, you, you were right, but it's it's uh, it's, it's Natalie Portman's yeah. first film as well.
2: Natalie Portman's not? first film. She's like eleven or something like that. Uh, writer director of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I hate that film. I saw that from a and I went, that's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I saw it because I had like a cinema ticket, so I was like, oh, I'll bite. And one, bad film. This is why I, because I didn't realize it was <sighs> Luc Besson who did this. So I went, ah, oh, sci fi, okay. And then Luc Besson popped up in the opening titles. So went, I had flashbacks to Valeria because that film is bad. He's very,
2: he's very famous at kind of seeing models and going, oh, I can make them into actors.
0: Right. Yeah, because Cara is not a good actress.
2: That's the, yeah, you know? and I think there may be a comparative point in this film yeah. here. Mm. Uh, so he co-wrote, he directed this. Also co-written by Mark Robert Kamen, who wrote the Karate Kid. Oh, Wait, the original one. Yep, and two and three, and cool. got a story by credit for the 2010 rebooks so It's the same story in it.
1: Uh, of course. Yeah.
2: Also did a Walk in the Clouds, all three transporter movies, which Luke Besson also did as well, and taken one to three with Luke Besson.
4: Oh, so they worked together quite a lot then. Yep.
2: Cinematography by Thierry Arbogast, who previously has done La Femme Nikita, Leon the Professional,
4: Catwoman. <laughs> oh,
2: which is kind of a famous is bomb.
4: The one with um, Halle Berry. Oh, it's Halle Berry. Yep. Is it? Which one's the one with Anne Hathaway?
2: She's in The Dark Knight Rises as, as Catwoman, Cat- but there's no standalone movie for ah,
4: her. okay That's a shame. I'd uh, watch that.
2: And also did Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets.
0: Catwoman, the film, which is the reason that DC stopped making female-led uh, films until 2017, ah. which was also so. Supergirl, the one from the from the 80s, they went cool. We'll do this. Did terribly. So they went. We're never going to make another one until 2005. <laughs> Catwoman comes out. Bombs. Did terribly. So well, It's hard
2: continues. because you go ahead and you. Okay, so you go. Okay, it is. It is show business. Yeah. So you put it out there. Will people go see it? So they put forward, hey, let's give them their flowers, as kids like to say these days. They do a it's female awesome. <laughs> lead, right? They do a female mm-hmm. lead, and they do a female actress of color. Yeah. So as far as, you know, you want to talk about way before anybody else was doing this stuff. Yeah. And then it bombs, and the audience basically goes, thanks, we don't want to see this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, I think it's a problem that Marvel's having now. So you, you put out the Marvels. Yeah. Yeah for any number of reasons, pick them what you want, but no one goes and sees them, to what degree are you obligated to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to make a follow-up?
4: Yeah, no, no, we've
2: got you. Not, yeah. you? But so I it's, it's a really it's- tricky thing.
0: Has one of my favorite comic book characters, and I still didn't see it because I went, I haven't liked what I've seen so far. I watched, like, I caught kind of played catch-up this week, and I went, oh, wow, I made a really good decision not catching up. Why did I do this?"
2: When I was home for Christmas, um, I realized what it was. We were talking about um, how Christmas in the U.K. is big TV time, and I was trying to explain what it is in Canada. Mm-hmm. And then I was home, and I realized it. Just all the channels play movie marathons. That's all it is. It's just movies oh, okay. on the TV channels nonstop. And so I saw a lot of movies at home, most of which were repeat viewings. A few a few first-time watches i uh, saw jingle all the way for the first time but amongst oh, them I, like that. I saw as, as it wasn't the first time but i resaw um 2016's all female cast ghostbusters uh, I've, I've still not seen that oh it's, it's terrible um now that being un-sunny. said it's the, it's the notion of you know no, you want feminism. Feminism is the ability to say, yeah, a bunch of women made a crap movie. Oh, yeah. A bunch of women are just as capable of making a crap, crap movie as a bunch, bunch of men. men <laughs> that's that uh, 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 Somewhere out there, I feel like you mean to say it, that's what you're striving for. Yeah. You're striving for the idea that we are holding to the same standard regardless of the gender of any or all of the characters or directors.
4: As long as the opportunity is there. As long as it's not, made. I
2: hate it because it's a bunch of women, yeah. which wasn't the case. I wanted to like it. Yeah. I, went and saw, I don't know if I saw it in the theater or if I rented it. It was one of the two. But I went out actively looking for it. I you saying
4: about it. At the yeah. It's
2: like when I went and saw Birds of Prey. I went out looking for it and wanting to like it. I really enjoyed Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad, whichever one comes first. I
0: don't know. I get Suicide, Suicide Squad. Su- Suicide Squad, then the yeah. Suicide Squad.
2: Really mm-hmm. wanted to like it. Love You and McGregor, right? It had all the, the sort of ingredients. And then I yeah. went, oh, this sucks. <laughs> And you need to be able to say this sucks for someone going, oh, I think you're a misogynist for that Why? It's all women. I realize it's all women. It doesn't suck because it's all women. It sucks because it's a bad movie.
4: That's the interesting for conversation that came out when Barbie came out as well, isn't it? Because it gets so close oh, to Oh, if you disagree with
2: it, it's it's you're a misogynist.
4: It's. I, I imagine I would not want to be a male film reviewer talking about Barbie because I imagine that gets a lot of backlash because and, if I can sit there and go, the first two-thirds yep. of the film, brilliant. Really, really well done. But they make about three story choices. Yep that without spoiling it for than, anybody out there yeah yeah rather than mm. going the more complex more dialogue heavy more important route mm. they skip out yeah and yeah. take the cheap short route I've, out for the fun which actually joke.
2: made me really glad that the golden globes didn't give it all the oscars yeah because it would have been really easy to go yes barb oh barbie's amazing yeah.
4: because it, it it's an upsetting film in the fact that it could have been it could have been very close to perfect and they don't quite stick and it. And you might
2: be going, and I promise we'll go back to, to Fifth Element in a minute, folks. And you you might be going, hey, you're taking Barbie a bit seriously. No, no, Barbie took itself a bit seriously, yeah. told us to take it seriously. Yeah. And then went, hold on, we're just a toy movie. Yeah. No, no, no. You've you not get to have you. You're playing both sides no, here. No, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Lego Movie got to do both of those things, which, we're, they're both toy company-based films and they focus on the fact they are toys. But Mattel, I get, because Mattel are like, we need to be the good guy and the bad guy and it yeah. really there is there's a couple plots there the problem is as well so many films become politicized like by factions of the internet They yeah. it's because there's that whole go work go broke thing or like you said if you don't like it you're x y and z Yep. Yeah. and i don't want to do the centrist thing where i'm like i'm in the middle and i'm usually just like i'm gonna wait till i do whatever and ignore like someone going
2: hating it for whatever no, I hate Barbie I just thought I was with Georgia the first two acts I was like okay I'm here for this yeah. and the third act I just went you have made about every incorrect thing you could do both in story logic mm-hmm. and oh it's reminded me of my fantasy football lineup <laughs> there we go been for James the Guzman in a bit um, so um, but decisions it's made which are bad for representation of uh, the argument they're trying to say that they're having but not having at the same yeah. time and um instead yeah and so then there was that so I wasn't the guy raging going this shouldn't be a movie I was just like it clearly doesn't know what it wants to be
4: I really enjoyed it whilst I was watching it
2: kind of fitting for this
4: and like yeah <laughs> I enjoyed it whilst mm. I was watching it I thought it was in the cinema it's a beautiful I watched, movie I watched it like the day it came mm. out or the day after and was like this is really good I really really enjoy it then it finished and then I spoke to a few people about it and then it, time passed and then I kind of went hang on there's something something happened in this last third that made me feel uncomfortable but the film want because the film does a very good job of making you think that it's doing the right thing so mm-hmm. then, you, then it's only when you come out of the film and kind of decompress from it and go actually no that's not right that it takes it's really quite i found it really really fascinating because no, it conditions you to think they're doing the right thing and that the film is brilliant
2: and i'll just mm. put a bow on this folks in saying that we did a cedar skipping on it uh, it's me and it's megan Sorry, Annie, I never
4: got to talk about this. No, no, that's fine. No, but I'm just saying there's there's a a
2: full-length version of this rather than just re-shred a bunch of stuff. Um, but go ahead, check that out. I remember I went and saw it with Megs and, uh, and a friend of hers. And I was sitting in the back going, I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> and then I think it was Meg's said, I don't think I like the ending. And I went, okay, I can talk. Here we go.
4: <laughs> but if anyone is, hasn't seen it already, the um, I think I said it's Liam, the Cinema Sins video on it, um, Everything Wrong with Barbie. I didn't see that. It's very, very articulate, very, very well spoken. Um, and I think it's my favorite interpretation of what, He's very articulate on what goes wrong okay. and why it isn't as good as it could be.
2: So, yeah. Well, let's see if uh, if we have any of the same sort of things to talk about here. Um, <laughs> we did that. Um, we want to finish by, saying music by Eric Serra, who previously did Leon the Professional. Surprise. La Femme Nikita. Surprise. The Big Blue. Oh.
1: I'm
2: noticing a theme book. And is a Rusty Award winner himself.
4: Oh, my goodness.
2: For Worst Original Score for Goldeneye. Oh. oh. So, there we are. Um, first time I saw this, for me it was yesterday.
4: Yep, same.
2: Same. Today is going to be the day. But the, the way you say "today" always leads today. me to that. George holding yeah. up pieces of a microphone. It's uh, there's various ways you can attach a microphone to an arm, and so those pieces ah, aren't necessary. I was just
4: concerned that no, they were like, not we're pieces, like fall out. No,
2: it'll be on the bottom of the microphone.
4: Ah, okay. So yeah, where yeah. this
2: black ring is, that's where that oh, they silver, have a silver one. Could, one yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I guess it's so you can see easily which is which.
2: Or you can go to various thread things, or whatever. Yeah, there we go. So, Ethan, you said today was the first time you saw it. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, No context, as is usually the case with um, um, BFF of the BFE episodes kind of lay out on the – on the on the context, I was getting distracted, and um, as a result, we just kind of save some time for that to just give to our uh, our guest, our visitor. So uh, here we go. Um, let's do a deep dive. Studio Canal and Gomont Pictures and intro credits aren't really a thing anymore. I've gotten my notes, and this is a pretty good job of actually sort of uh, giving me at least some names at the top, and the star power is pretty pretty considerable. And amongst the other things, we get told that uh, the costumes in this movie were done by Jean Paul Gautier, and uh, I'm just going to go. How impressive is that? I guess.
4: Yes, well, I that's, saw that and that's went. Neat. Oh, cool! Like I'm really looking forward to what they look like. Um, didn't I? Once I realised who it was that had done it, I kind of I knew what to expect. But, even so, I was still taking my back at a couple of
2: points. Uh, we start talking about the underside of a planet. It's always a shot I like when you shoot the bottom of a planet from underneath it rather than the usual you know you're sailing, you're flying around sort of the top hemisphere of a planet oh, so looking down, up, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I, like yeah. That.
2: I always like that. And uh, we enter a very non uh start truck type of starship and there's a pretty naff comet and i sort of want to talk a little bit i guess about the special effects because this is done in 90 oh i didn't catch the year 98 97 was when it's released 97 okay like, yeah so it's it's, it's probably about five six seven years away from proper cgi being to able to help it out
4: yeah, a good decade
2: in, on it this to be a different film
4: it was interesting mm. because there were some parts of the special effects in this where i went because the, the more practical side of it, I was like, oh, that's cool. I really enjoy that. But they couldn't quite blend the two yet.
2: Like you think about 1977 Star Wars mm-hmm. and its use of miniatures, and then mm-hmm. you compare it to 1997. Yeah. Um, this. Yeah. And you're going,
1: Uh oh.
4: Yeah, there was a rough patch for CG and special effects, wasn't there?
2: Um,
0: And so. What year is, uh, what year is T2? I know that's different. 91? Different. Yeah. Yeah, because two years later you get like the very
2: smoothness of like Jar Jar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, granted, I mean, uh, industrial light and magic at the forefront of everything. Oh yeah, versus um, you know French, the French cinema in itself. And I don't want to denigrate it because it's French, but I also don't want to be realistic and go, it's two different leagues. I think you're playing in.
0: It, yeah, it doesn't have. It's not going to have the same budgeting
2: or size no uh so we go to egypt 1914 and a bunch of children have seen something as a boy rushes inside a temple of some sort and then he we find that he's got a little friend called aziz and aziz's job is to hold a uh
4: reflective a
2: reflective (laughs) tray of some sort
4: yeah to kind of manipulate
2: the light so Mm -hmm. that an archaeologist is able to decipher um carvings on a wall and meanwhile, there's a young assistant to the archaeologist, and this is Billy. And Billy is played by. Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry at Beverly Hills 90210 fame, and also Riverdale.
0: Riverdale. Who is he? Is Archie's
2: dad. He's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why <laughs> I recognize <laughs> the name. <laughs> Luke Perry was like the biggest heartthrob so in, of he my died. generation.
4: He was attractive in this film. I think he's a nice looking man. In this
2: this film. is probably. You said ninety seven, Ethan. Ninety seven. This yes. is this is probably still during his nine hundred and two one zero run. Yeah, nine hundred and two one zero is a great, well, actually, a great show. I wonder if it would hold up. <laughs> Who knows? I haven't dusted off the uh, cleared for takeoff in a while. That might yeah. be one worth doing. The original nine hundred and two one zero pilot. <laughs> I
4: tell you what, this film, the, the like this opening credits bit and the like the space bit and then moving to Egypt, this film was giving me somewhere between like early Star Wars and the Twilight Zone vibes, and I wasn't able to like pinpoint where it was going to go because I had no idea what this film was about. Other than that, was called The Fifth Element, so I was, yeah, the, it was it was an interesting ride.
2: Uh, an old man is prophesying that a snake is due every five thousand years. Is that right? Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, he says about the, the, but the snake represents the really big evil.
2: Okay. Uh, Billy really couldn't care about the excess. <laughs> Billy's like not, he's like, yeah, they're going to jump ahead in a minute. None of this is for me. It's for the audience. I'm going to sit and draw. <laughs> we're we're, we're going we're to we're jump ahead sometime in a minute. So there aware. we are. He's
4: in the exposition.
2: Uh, yep. We're in the exposition phase of the film. And uh, We get told there's air, earth, fire, water, but there's a missing fifth element.
4: Roll credits.
2: a mysterious man appears he's gonna poison the water supply of the archaeologists which is difficult because then they're gonna ask me to kind of believe he's a hero in a minute yeah the first thing you do is you present him very much as a villain and he's gonna kill
4: yeah i think they do a better job of making the archaeologist a villain so that it was okay that he was trying to kill him and they don't quite land that
2: no the archaeologist goes sorry go ahead
0: i think i know the reason why and it's i i want to say it's also because of who shows up in a second, like from this ship? And if it's like when it gets there, I'll I'll say my theory. But I'm 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 willing and ready for you to go. That's really stupid. You're looking too too deep into this.
2: Uh, the archaeologist goes to they to drink a toast, and the archaeologist throws the water away. Says we should be drinking wine instead. Much to the chagrin of his would be murderer, and uh, there's a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse. Sorry. But uh, there's not really a solar eclipse. It's a big F spaceship landing and blocking out the sun.
4: Big old spaceship.
2: <laughs> I guess technically it's an eclipse, but not by a natural body, just by yeah, something in the, the way. It's
4: still an eclipse, I believe.
2: Um, and then um, there was a thing that the Billy was keeping track of every time that the archaeologists called for more light.
1: Yeah.
2: And so he goes as he's light. Aziz, light. And then the spaceship powers on with its lights, and it lights up the whole area. And he goes, oh, much better. Thank you, Aziz. And Aziz just looks at his mirror to see what he's done. I'm like, (laughs) I'll give you credit. That was funny. (laughs) And we just see footsteps in spacesuits and a reaction shot of Billy, uh, Luke Perry, as he sketches what he's seeing. Uh, And the archaeologist turns around to see the aliens. He asks them if they're German um then we and the alien you know shakes his head no then we see the aliens seem to be friendly and they just say the stones aren't safe on earth anymore and as i type this one of the aliens eyes then turn orange and the archaeologist falls down is he passed out is he dead i think both are left open to interpretation yeah Mm. uh and i've gotten my notes these aliens look stupid right
4: I really like them.
2: I think it's so you don't see them as threats. I think you look at their little heads and they go, okay, these are these clearly can't be threats.
4: They remind me of my... the well, is one of the aliens in Star Wars that like run around and they the lego in the lego Star Wars game you like you knock them over and they like fall down and go <laughs> as they like fall I don't down.
2: know of a Lego Star Wars game,
4: but I don't know what they're called in Star Wars, but they their heads look like that, not the rest of them just their heads.
0: Oh like the hammerhead people. Yeah. Oh, uh Ithorians.
4: Oh, okay there we go that's
0: what I they haven't. don't like uh, I th- my theory that I was gonna is it's supposed to be like oh you think they're really evil but looks are deceiving they're actually good like all those bullshit Doctor Who or Star Wars things go oh they look evil therefore they must be evil
2: yeah and I we ca- was wrong and we kind of get that uh, that the priest is kind of like uh, the old English knight who guards the uh,
0: with the Holy Grail the Holy
2: Grail in Indiana yeah. Jones and the Last Crusade and he's there as a uh, as a protector of, of this great secret.
0: Mm-hmm. And you have chosen Paul, that's him. It's kind of like
4: don't if you're going to do that though, don't open with the guys because you assume that the archaeologist is the good guy to begin with.
2: Well, it's a fun, hmm. it's a fun little twist, isn't it?
4: It is, but I, just, yeah. it, I don't. They didn't make him bad enough that the priest came across as being good. He came across as slimy and shady. Well,
2: here's the thing, like, because I think we're—I mean, I, I, I my readings that the archaeologist isn't really dead. They haven't killed him; they just knocked him out.
4: I see. I—I I think that's what the film wants it to be, but right? Like, because they so then
2: that's overkill. Pardon the pun, because the because the, the the priest was totally killed, going to kill him.
4: Yeah, and also I think.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. I just see him pour some some liquid. It could have just been a sedative. No, oh, he said I, something I about killing him. Does he? Does he?
1: I He's he like, did. ah,
2: poison or something. I don't think it's exactly well, he, what he, he narrates to us. Ah, poison. No, he he twirled his no, mustache no. as he did no. it.
4: A poison for Cusco. He might have. Cusco is, Kuzco is like Kuzco
2: yeah, for a religious poison. All of a sudden, the archaeologist turns into a llama.
4: A llama? He's <laughs> supposed to be dead. No,
0: oh, One he... second. I need to get your poison. The wo- nothing. Have some drinks. They <laughs> like to be funny already. Might as well do one of those bullshits.
2: <laughs> um. And so uh, they remove the stones from a gravesite of some sort and we're told that a great evil will return in 300 years. But so will the aliens. Billy's been not been privy to any of this. He pulls a gun and he shoots at the aliens and the temple walls replace uh, where they were previously and one of the aliens is stuck inside the walls and the priest promises oh, to pass on the knowledge until their return. Remember this because you're never going to see even the, co- the corpse of this alien ever again.
0: No. Oh, the thing I want to bring up as well. Like but- the, the thing he gives him is a key. Apparently. He could go thank you and open the door again. He has the tool to stop him being
2: stuck in there. Yeah, that's a good point.
4: <sighs> also I don't think yeah, I don't think the doors were so thick that like when they closed it would have just like crushed his arm. And not the rest of him so yeah i don't
0: know, I don't know. liam i know you're listening to this so i'm really sorry
2: <laughs> yeah generally i think we should lead with that uh, th- uh 300 years later they're certainly making decisions with costumes on board this spaceship oh by the way they're on a spaceship
4: they're on a spaceship
2: uh yeah this is where i mean jean paul Gautier is making choices
4: there are choices being made choices and i don't made. hate all of them yeah
2: uh i've got well you say that my next note is these costumes are horrendous
4: <laughs> I, I liked what the president was wearing and the like general ship crew because they felt very they felt very very basic but very like simple and suave and quite a uh, kind of actually quite star trek
2: maybe the problems the costumes aren't bad but then they're just clearly going into like random rooms and shooting
4: yeah i think it's like the set, the set. I don't does, does not the, the
2: set doesn't Ah, oh, fair enough yeah. yeah the set doesn't so as a result, the costumes look stupid because this, they don't match the surroundings.
4: Yeah, the costumes feel like the costumes could have been made okay. by um, someone quite let's, simple at costumes. Let's compare it to a film suave. we've
2: referenced. Not that. I think you gave it a vote a couple of years ago for best costumes or something. And that was Thor Ragnarok. Uh huh. So take the costumes of Thor Ragnarok when they're on Sakaar. Yep. And you have them use the same costumes, but put them in just regular gray-walled rooms. Yeah, they'd look
4: really weird. They'd look
2: really stupid. I yeah, think yeah. <laughs> It might be what we have going on here. It might not be Jean-Paul Gaultier's fault. It might be the fact that they just shot in, like, random places.
4: I think it is that. Sure. Because I, I, if you, like, isolate the costumes, I think they look quite good.
2: The president wants to know what's out there in space. Because there seems to be this giant ball of... Evil. Evil.
0: Well... You showed more emotion than he did the entire film.
2: Though. Well, it's interesting because uh, I, I, I nerded out huge when I realized who the president was. Um, but uh, it keeps growing, this ball of fire or hatred. And um, the president asks one of his guys what he thinks it is. And he goes, I don't know, sir. My philosophy is to shoot first and ask questions later. And I've gotten my notes even 300 years in the future. Americans never change.
4: I mean, my, my brain just went, America! <laughs> America! <laughs>
2: I wanted Michael Moore to go out there and be like, why are you shooting on this? Do you know why? Would you sign your son up to do this?
0: I went to a space bank and they
2: gave me a blaster (laughs) with the purchase. Do you think it's a good idea to be giving out blasters in a space bank? This movie (laughs) was very much in favor of using the word space in front of a regular sentence to make it sound futuristic. I I I don't just drive a taxi. I drive a space space taxi. I
1: love that
2: trope though. Oh, really?
4: Like if it's done to the point where it is funny. And they know they're being silly with it. I think it's hilarious. Oh. They should have
0: said future. Like I'm in the future text because Batman so, yeah, to does, does
4: it a too. It's the future. Batman does it too. It's well, like yeah. is it's is, is a bat. This is, a bat, that, that, this? is a bat. That's bat a trope and that's of that. Funny, yeah.
2: <laughs> but he knows he's the only bat.
4: Which, you yeah, know, but if it's done, it's some, that's the difference between some of the different iterations of Batman is some of them realise that that is funny and lean into it and make it more of a thing. Others, like, still call it a Batmobile, but are really serious about it.
2: Chicks do the car.
4: Aaron <laughs> Ron Batman
0: called it, he's like, I'm going to the Bat
2: kitchen today. That's hilarious. Which is great. Yeah. Oh, I'm, it's
0: fantastic. I'm moving back
2: to this. Uh, the president a film. of the of, of the future United States of America. It's in the future. Everything's different, but the, uh, America's still the most powerful <laughs> country in the world. Yep. The president <laughs> is Tiny Lister, who was a, a wrestler called Zeus in the WWF in the very early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. He was part of one of the worst films of all time called No Holds Barred. Where he was, where he was opposite Hulk Hogan as the character Zeus. And then they then like had the character come out of the movie. And so Hulk Hogan was an actor in the movie. They acknowledge playing a guy called Rip, but Zeus comes out of the movie as Zeus and challenges Hulk Hogan in like real world wrestling. That that sort as of real narrative. world as
4: wrestling yes. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And so they had a match based on the movie, and That's they sold funny. it as a two-pack where you watch the movie, and then they gave you the match afterwards.
1: That's hilarious. Oh, it was
2: really weird. Uh, but he was also famously in The Dark Knight. He's one of the, he's the prisoner on board one of the two boats. You know, when they're the trying to decide who should blow the other ones up? Oh. And he's the one who says, give it to me. Give it to me, and I'll do what you should have done an hour ago. And they oh. give it to him, and he throws it out the window. Like that's this guy, yeah.
1: That's I remember that being quite good though.
4: He's really good in that. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I'm going. I remember that being quite good. But
2: I think they went. He's good because his role was I'm a convict Mm. because that was the whole gimmick. Is one boat is full of convicts and one boat is full of regular people. Yeah, and so he was a convict, and so he just had to be brewing and and kind of he was a little bit clumsy. It's okay, as opposed to let's make him the president. Yeah. Also, choices. this is a pre-Barack Obama president too, right? So, f- filmically, this filmically, this is the first like black president. That <laughs> Congratulations, we, film! And rather than have the sort of uh, <laughs> the great oration of like a Barack Obama, which history would give us, yeah, we yeah. instead get Tiny Listener.
0: <laughs> it's 400 years in the future. He's probably like this second. It's cool, man. Uh
2: We're told that what they're trying to identify is absolute evil. Shooting at it will only make it stronger. And the guy saying this seems to be the successor to the priest character from earlier. And we meet Father Vito Cornelius, played by Ian Holm. Yeah. Ian Holm, I believe, is Bilbo Baggins at the start of he The Hobbit. That's not the Hobbit movie, The uh, Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings,
1: mm. yeah. Oh, yeah? I recognize the name. It's his third
2: appearance in the pod. He's also in Chariots of Fire somewhere. Ah, uh. Shout out to Reverend Bruce. I'm
0: sure we we mentioned that as well, but I've just forgotten.
2: They fire on the evil and it just accepts the uh, the gunfire and grows in size. And the ship in question is swallowed up by the planet and a fiery skull even comes at the camera and someone wakes up and we go to South Brooklyn, New York, and we meet the most sci-fi name ever, (laughs) Corbin Dallas.
4: Corbin Dallas.
2: Played by Bruce Willis, who's probably doing his last movie with his hair
4: had i not have been watching this on amazon and paused it i would not have realized this was bruce willis i
2: don't know how that's possible
4: i did not clock him (laughs) until i realized and went oh
2: i do not know how that's possible
4: yeah i don't know the face blindness has got me bad
2: uh it's his fourth appearance on the pod anyone have a go die
0: hard we've not done pulp fiction yet nope Oh, oh, you guys did another Die Hard as well. We I did remember. Die Hard
2: 3. Yeah, Die Hard of the Vengeance. Yeah. That's two. We okay. need one more. Oh. Is he in Fight Club? No, I don't really One of you guys were on this one. Oh. oh. I don't want to close oh, my Armageddon. eyes. Armageddon. Yeah. Oh, Armageddon, of course. Yeah. Armageddon. <sighs> so, he wakes up, he's hungover, and he's pining over his wife who's left him. I'm like, are we watching Die Hard 2000?
4: It, this is, yeah, this is Die Hard in the future. It felt
0: like it's like every parody they do of a Michael Bay thing, where it's like, pro, like the protagonist is always like this macho man, relatively macho man. He's like pining after a dead wife, or his wife has left him, or, or some kind of. Thing. It's a
2: dweeby yeah. teenager pining after a hot girl out of his league. He's <laughs> got troubled daddy issues. That's Michael Bay's two characters. You know, yeah. What,
4: what is Michael Bay?
2: Michael Bay's director. Transformers. Transformers. I've not seen Transformers. Ever yeah. seen Transformers? No. Uh, the Rock. You didn't see The Rock. That was a okay. boy's night.
4: Is Transformers got... Um, Armageddon's Michael Bay. Uh, Booth. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Coming out of the yeah. shadows. Shia LaBeouf.
2: And yeah. Mel... Ma- what's her name? Megan Fox. Megan Fox, that's it. Megan Fox, yeah. Yeah, there's a... It's not aged well.
4: I think I've seen bits of Transformers, but not like...
2: I've not seen I'd that argue that it's course. aged better than some of the cinematography in this film. <laughs> Uh, his friend on the phone calls um, Corbin's wife, ex-wife, a two-timing slut. Oh, good. Yep. Um, and Corbin says, I prefer my cat because my cat comes back. And then he goes to leave for the day. He, we find out he's no longer a space cruiser f- fighter. He's
4: not a space military man now. Yes. He's a space taxi man. He's a space
2: taxi man. Um, and he's uh, held up at gunpoint by a really bad hitman, and McLean—sorry, I mean Corbin Dallas—ends <laughs> up taking his taking the gun off the would-be uh, mugger.
4: I did appreciate that his hat. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but his hat looked like it was like a. So when
2: you look out the, the door, CCTV. it's a CCTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like that. Uh, and he, um, Corbin steals his gun and adds it to a sort of collection he's got at the door.
4: But he, like he like teaches him how to arm it, like charge the weapon. Then just puts it in a drawer with loads of other weapons without disarming it. That just doesn't feel safe in a spaceship.
0: Well, the film has choices.
2: Uh, into the <laughs> cab, and if, despite telling his friend he's got fifty points left on his license, he's only got five left, and he almost smashes into an oncoming car instantly. Whoops! We go back to the president. And we find out forty-eight hours until all life is terminated.
4: How do you think they're able to work that out?
2: They said based on the current rate that's moving, it'll be we're uh, here. Okay. So, I'm going to say math. Math. Yep. I'm um, put an S on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> they need the uh, the magic doohickey from the first sequence back in the right place, so it'll do what it needs to do. The
4: fifth element. The fifth element. <laughs>
2: yeah. The aliens from earlier are flying back, are given permission to enter the solar system, whatever it might be, but they're instantly set upon by uglier, and that means evil. E-
4: more evil. Aliens, which yeah. cause
2: the ship to crash, and it seems like the movie is over, and the priest definitely thinks so, too. But it turns out there was a survivor, and they bring what they call the survivor, which is just some living cells and some husk.
4: In a glove, yeah. holding onto a handle. Is that what it was? Yeah, because okay. they, they do pay—one mm-hmm. uh, of the, my favorite things about this film is they pay off this handle bit. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Only, like, as a visual shot, but—
2: yeah. Um, and it turns out the corpse of the aliens is very easy to clone it's just like human DNA but there's more of it as such they can clone it like really quickly
4: that's impressive yeah
2: and there's some very 1998 CGI and a lot of it that all takes place at once as they clone
0: this is there, thing is there, this is like when they're making this scarlet like the
2: yep yeah yeah
4: i didn't hate this this is just what it this is what it was because it was like on a screen as well so i didn't hate it
2: they finished the cloning and it's a beautiful humanoid looking female yes Mm. Uh, and they're like oh it's a it's a woman and everyone seems to be surprised because they had i guess hypothesized the chosen one would have to be male
4: the person that wields all power must be male obviously yeah
2: so then we've got uh here's the question though if it's the chosen one, not to get... And this is before The Matrix, so I can't, you know... The, the, these, these are familiar tropes within science fiction sort of... Oh, I like The Matrix. There's, there's another example of a sci-fi movie I liked. Oh, I didn't mm. like The Matrix. Um, does a clone count? Are you still the chosen no, one if you're the clone of a chosen one?
4: Uh, well, we're we going back around... It the feels sheep? like
2: we just went, good enough. Anybody got any... Qu- no? okay, no, we're running no, with, we're with it. good
4: questions. Was Dolly the Sheep the same as Dolly the Sheep? clone because i think the no. answer to that is no
2: well i don't, I don't want to give that away i'd be mean, a huge border um no i think the notion is that uh
4: no they're not the same
2: because it seems like
4: genetically the same it seems either.
2: like the version we have has to learn things and therefore doesn't even have the same memories and therefore is a new creation
4: yeah it was also weird because obviously the glove thing that they clone them from looks like the same gloves as all the rest of the aliens
2: yeah, so I think so, we were all expecting something to look like that rather than something yes, more so humanoid. I think
4: originally, if they hadn't crashed and died, the it is one of these alien-looking things, or at least is closer to one of these alien-looking things.
2: No, because it's te- cloning. No, cloning's cloning.
4: But like the, the technology that they have to like rebuild the person makes them humanoid.
2: What's your take on this, you think? Is my thoughts... My thoughts: If, if you're cloning really something, cloning literally means the same. Well,
4: yeah, you think so, but like, yes. then why is it? Why was it in the, the glove? Bit, yeah.
2: Remember, it was in a, it was in like that floating coffin thing, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the glove.
2: So we never saw what it was to begin with. We just knew it was in this floating so are coffin. All of
4: the aliens the same? Like all the aliens, like humans, inside well, of their metal armor. How
2: do you know that the aliens we saw? That you're assuming this because they were together. It means they're the same race.
4: Well, yeah, because but the glove the that they brought in is the same as the gloves as the aliens'
2: hands were wearing. Is it?
4: Right at the beginning, yeah. So
2: they can't share a glove?
4: Well, no, I suppose they can, but is that the I aliens' hand or it is it a glove?
2: Ethan, what's your take on this? If I clone my girlfriend
0: and I kiss the clone, that to me, I'm like, that's not my girlfriend. That feels... It's the same with, like alternate realities if if we have two iron mans but one's from a different reality that's a different iron man than i know I, we had when we did loki we had that conversation mm.
2: it's like i o- can't wait it's until like austin powers the Star Wars. spy yeah. uh, the, uh, the spy who shagged me when we said hang on our austin is cheating that's yeah. not that's, this year's Star that's Wars not his felicity be
0: great because it's the clone one yeah
2: so there we go.
0: that one's easier they're all tomorrow. but my
2: question was do you think it's humanoid um, it could be I think like cause, uh, may- maybe where's again. that where's a fence that Ethan can straddle do we have one
0: Ethan likes Listen. to
4: sit on the fence no you know
0: 2023 was the year that Ethan was the contrarian this seems to be the year that Ethan's the centrist my-, my brain's going oh I'll add lore here maybe maybe they're all different species but they just wear the same armor that's not how that works Ethan but my brain's going they just could be different people using the same armor or the film's just really poorly written
2: uh, they finish, They finished the clone, and it's a beautiful female. The general joke's about wanting some pictures for the archives. Okay, let's tear this Band-Aid off. This movie's not aged well. Wait, no. Uh, and maybe it's because my first viewing was in 2024. Yeah. So, yep. e, Leah messaged me and was like, oh, enjoy the movie. I love it. And I'm sitting there going, I haven't told him yet, kind of my <laughs> thought. But I'm like, oh, this is not aged well. And- that- yeah. There's a thing later which is going to have some contention on oh, Absolutely. So we meet, I'm not going to save a name. I've written it down, but I won't save a name now. But we meet the, uh, the fifth element, shall I say. Played yeah. by Mila Yilvovich. Second Mila appearance Yilvovich. on the pod.
4: I recognize oh, the name, God. but I don't know what the other appearance was. I'm not
2: sure if you were here with us for this. Oh, no, you were here with us for this. Let me take you back in time when music made us all unite. Was an all low blows and video hoes. Am I the only one That's getting Katy Perry song? It? It's not Katy Perry.
4: Jesse J. Jesse
2: J. <laughs> Jesse J. Why is everybody else stressed? That paddle can't buy you happiness. The freshman's going to hang out with the seniors there and they'll make it all. Oh,
4: right. that film.
2: Light up a blunt to the left. I
4: don't remember what it's called. It's
2: called The Dazed and Confused.
4: Also, where's the Jesse J reference coming in from?
2: Because uh, we're all back in time it's to the, the same 70s. As money, money, money. Yeah because we're going back in time to the 70s okay let me take it back in time
4: oh that was yeah. all it was, That's the, all rest was- of it, the rest of it was just you riffing <laughs> no it's just me riffing, oh, okay yeah. cool i thought uh, there was some other reference no
2: nah, no nah. so no nah, nah. so, no nah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah it's her second appearance in the pod she had a very bit part in that too i'll understand mila yulovich as an actress i just don't
4: is, um, is she an actress or is she a model?
2: i think she's she's, she's probably i would be i wouldn't would be very i don't know if someone wants to look up she's the kind of person who like calvin klein probably had in an ad campaign or
4: like in the late Jean Paul Gaultier. i'll do a check
0: yeah, uh,
2: yeah, yeah something like that so the Mila
0: jovovich that i know is the model who is uh just hired by her husband to do those terrible uh resident evil films uh did she do yeah she worked she worked for calvin klein from 1996
2: to 1999 so though you wanted to say no, no. i'm saying yeah I <laughs> just saying. That one. you don't you don't know going going you, don't, you don't know that? what's the yeah ones. one it's oh it's just a guy going yeah i don't have it i thought i had it on the thing i must have overridden it for something for the besties or resties or something yeah oh, that's a shame what's this one hey
1: it's your sister oh,
2: okay yeah, I don't have any notes for my sister. I'm just taking a look at the uh, that, that. things that we have got here. Yeah, I used to have a yeah, but I don't have any more.
4: What are the cryptic ones that are just two letters? Uh,
2: those would have been uh, me trying to set it up so you couldn't see what it was when I was throwing to birthday or Christmas messages.
4: Um, so I'm able to keep track who, of it without
2: this? losing the... What? Oh, oh. that's...
1: You let me talk to you!
2: Same I
4: don't think I've ever heard oh, that no? one before.
2: No. no. <laughs> so rare. Fun. on.
4: Um,
2: anyway, Mila Jovovich, uh, Calvin Klein, so I was right on that. She's a model, yeah. She's wearing an iconic strap outfit uh, with just these white sort of bands. It is. So I'll say this. I've never seen the film before, but there are certain looks from the film that were definitely made its way into the mainstream and I'd seen in magazines or on
4: Oh, this things. is this is impressive
2: mm-hmm. how they've
4: got this to fit and to work.
2: You have to be a certain body type, I think, for this.
4: Oh, absolutely. Mm, I, I think it's yeah. it's a choice and i think it's a very impressive one i know i appreciate that it's in there i just wish it wasn't quite as it's in there for a reason and i yes. it's frustrating because it they managed to write it in that that's they're like the bands that like they electrify her with okay to like make her come to life which that is fine then i can get on board with her being with her wearing that for this time frame yeah but then there's like
2: don't jump ahead we'll get there yeah okay <laughs> Uh but it, but it's also a little bit of let's let's take a girl in dress room as little as possible.
4: Yeah, that's what I mean, that's exactly. yeah, that's kinda of where I was okay. getting at. It's like it, they do it for a reason and I I get on board with that. But also what is the underlying reason? It's so that we can put a so, girl in
2: And so when this guy's like this. the like, Let's take some pictures, you know, for the archives, like, tee hee 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 there's a little bit of dirty old man, tee hee 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 throughout very, the it, it's, uh, it's
3: very,
0: very dirty, dirty old, old man. James Cameron and that upsets me. What'd you say? The general looks like James Cameron who okay. spent half of this film going, is this James? Is he acting nah. in this? It's not. It's just a guy who looks like him.
2: The general goes up to her and says, you'll have to learn communication skills. She then, after we were told that it's an indestructible two seconds ago, she punches her way out of the structure and then disappears uh, through a very bad paper mache sort of wall thing into a ventilation system. <laughs> and she makes it to the end of a sewer pipe and she looks and we get basically your typical cityscape from any Star Wars movie on Coruscant. And there's, you know, space traffic <laughs> going up and down on multiple levels and she's totally overwhelmed. Space levels. She ignores a call from the space police to come back from the space edge and instead goes for a walk on the ledge outside the, the building. Space edge. Yes. And then a, a flying space police car confirms that she has no file and she jumps off a ledge and free falls just as the space police should have gone, I have a bad feeling about this. And she lands in the back of Dallas's cab.
4: What a coincidence. Who
2: then loses five, of four of his remaining five points left it, on his license. there was a crash. So there was a crash. Uh, she shares her story with, with Dallas. Of course, she speaks a different language though. But the police stop him. Well, more like keep him stopped. He pulls over and... Uh, Sorry, who stopped him? The police. The space police. The space police, okay. <laughs> and uh, the fifth element sees a sign that says, please help. And somehow, I know it's supposed to be the most advanced individual ever, mm. is able to look at a Latin alphabet and theorize what the phonic sound that accompanies that image is yep. towards a Western version of those pronunciations too, not anywhere else in the yep. world and is able to sign out please help as though it has an idea what the words please or help mean yeah there's like nine steps that this thing has to jump to get to this plot point
4: not only does this have to learn to read learn phonics learn meaning of words and also know that this is applicable to the situation she's in yep all these things. Yep.
2: And he goes, no, nope, sorry, sweetie, I can't help you. No, nope, sorry, sweetie, I can't help you. And then the third time, it's like he's Mustafa in, like, a Austin Powers movie, and you've asked him three times. <laughs> and he goes, and He, All right, and he goes, damn it, three times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and off they go. And now, he, because she asked three times, he goes on a run from the police with one point left on his license.
4: This just feels completely reckless it's like how can we ride our way out of a
2: situation we'll just have our ass more than once um there's a mcdonald's advert and back to our um dirty old man sort of thing (laughs) the uniforms have definitely changed in 200 years
4: yeah and not in the way that Mm. i don't i think they will change so no
2: some people might have looked at this and gone no i'm loving it I think I said it Oh, there could have been a joke there but I'm yeah, not going to take it don't yeah, that I'm joke. not doing
4: it I think this is very much if Hooters bought out McDonald's
2: <laughs> It's this giant, like peekaboo strip at the top of which this sort of cut was a big Mr. Gautier was a fan of this throughout
4: Yeah yeah. I mean, again, though... M- Who Maybe in France, this is
2: how McDonald's people go to work.
4: I, think, I haven't Luke been Besson. to McDonald's in France in the last year. That is not... Is it
0: not? Okay. <laughs> Luc Besson and Jean-Paul Gaultier, they were so horny making this film. <laughs> <There's> a, you, <laughs> know you, know, a you know what? There's a definite feel even, right know, on this. You know, even the composer, because there is a bit later on, and when we get to it, where I, the composer goes... I'm gonna cl-
2: include porn music. Okay, <laughs> walk through it against there. Okay. <laughs> um I was gonna say the uniforms have changed, but you know what? They still have plastic straws.
4: Plastic straws. I they you. don't care about the turtles. No.
2: Nope. See the fu- This is proof the future. We're going backwards <laughs> in 400 years. Uh, there's a cra- a chase sequence with. I'll give them credit. There's this chase sequence through the. Um, I guess you'd say streets. <laughs> through the yeah. airways of Space New York. Space Street. Space, Street. space Brooklyn. Space Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, the big space apple. And uh, there's, and the score underneath it is distinctly Indian. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't, under, I don't understand, like, nothing wrong with it. It's just not a usual thing. And I was like, are we going to have any contextual information? Nope, we're just not going to do I really hope it wasn't some lazy thing, like he's driving a cab, so we're going to do this.
0: I probably oh, was. God.
2: But, cause, cause, I know this isn't like cyberpunk, Blade Runner thing, but usually there's
0: like a lot of like neo Asian influence. Like if, so like, like if it was like
2: electronic, yeah. or, I'm like, okay, I'm here. Space music. I'd expect this yeah. stuff. These are yeah. these are genres of music we usually wow. would associate yeah. with science fiction wow. or with futuristic settings. Mm. But instead, it was distinctly Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So there we are. Um, he heads down directly on the Z axis. So he's going straight down towards the surface avoiding scores of cars now i can forgive this because we were told he was a space pilot he
4: was a space pilot
2: it's the same logic that luke skywalker is able to make that shot in uh I, on the death star I
0: used to shoot animals
2: yeah oh no one's a better speeder pilot than you luke <laughs> that's literally a lie that justifies why he's able to make the shot later in the movie
0: love that yeah, we're just like it's fine, guys. I've seen him do this before. The other guy's like, I couldn't do that. He's like, Well, I could because yeah. I shot a animal. Oh, it's
2: not that psychopath. much. It's not that much bigger than the womp rats we shoot back home. <laughs> um, and so he goes down what is called the fog, which is basically the the line of of pollution so heavy that you don't live below. And that was I thought it was like oh, cool. There's gonna be this whole sequence about underneath the the, the, the smog and what that means. No, nope. Just a. Bit. It's just a way to get out of the chase for a minute. Yeah, do you remember the,
0: the more, episode yeah. of doctor who called gridlock where yeah it yeah, it's good like, one. yeah it's like if they took that yeah. and went, let's make that good i love that episode. yeah
2: it's a great episode
0: we should do that one
2: we, time. We, sh- we should we
0: yeah.
2: should yeah uh yeah yeah now we are all caught up actually I can we, we, can, we can we, we
0: can go through a whole episode
2: <laughs> we can go back to jody i guess yeah and then and then figure out a way to go from there there we are um so where am i at here the fog and, uh yep, and then he heads through the fog back to the surface, and she says, Priest Vito Cornelius, and passes out. There is a great shot when he's going directly down, where she's, like, smashed against the window. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool visual, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but it says, Priest Vito Cornelius, and passes out. And so we go to Priest Vito Cornelius' cell, and by cell I mean apartment. <laughs> And he turns them away, but when they discover the tattoo on her arm, he passes out. Now, this is part of the thing, because this film, at times, wanted to be like a slapstick comedy. Yeah. It's weirdly funny. But in, like, strange... Like, it wasn't consistent in its tone. No. When it tries to be funny, it's not funny. But when it doesn't try to be funny, it's funny. I just... If this felt really hackneyed, this felt... (sighs) This felt like, I mean, to go well back to the nutty, it's kind of weird to go back to the uh, absent minded professor, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> the French apparently were massive fans of Jerry Lewis because it was a certain type of comedy that translates well beyond language. language. Yeah. And you look at something like, oh, oh, the priest fell down. He's so surprised. Yeah, yeah. This feels like it's a joke, physical comedy outside of language. Um, and so um, Corbin then gives the girl a kiss. And she pulls a gun on him. I'm like, and cool. he goes, right, right, right. I should have asked. I shouldn't have kissed you. I shouldn't have kissed you. And I'm like, this is... Our, I, I know it's. we've come a long way, theoretically. But I don't think there was a point where in 97... 90, is that what you said, Ethan? 97? 97, yeah. Or 97, we're going, this is okay to kiss a passed out girl? Yeah, it's
4: a bit weird. For it? your
2: hero? Goes, right, so right, boring. right, right, right. I shouldn't have done that.
1: This
2: is... This is 97, filmed
0: in 95, but still releases in 97. When did Snow White come out? Snow White comes out, whatever. That's a different kind of film. And I'm <laughs> I'm never getting into that discourse because I think discourse is stupid. But the amount of jokes that people make about that because she's asleep is clearly a thing that everyone knows. That's ah, a fairy tale that. trope.
2: Yeah, you can't yeah, recall exactly. that. No, I got
0: no issue with Oh, that. no, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. not getting into the discourse about that because it's stupid. Yep, it, agreed. Does, it
4: did feel that like this is set up like he is trying to do like the whole like, prince wakes up the princess bit and then realizes that he's not in a fairy tale he is
2: not kissing her for any higher purpose he he's he's smitten with her and wants and wants to take a kiss that's all this is because even he
0: says like a minute later if he'd approached her and
2: gone she's knocked out and he goes maybe and then he gives her a kiss then you can tie in this sort of allusion to snow White or something like that no this is nothing more than he wants something and he goes ahead to take it and then goes oh right 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 i should you're you're right i should and he just kind of goes you shouldn't just goes like, he kind of plays it like it's clumsy.
0: Yeah, cause even he said, like, as he's walking back, he's like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, like, I shouldn't. No, oh, well, why'd I have to kiss he her? It it's like, like, Oh, shucks.
2: Yeah, like,
4: oh, shucks. I just, really I usually, to I usually do wouldn't thing. do
2: this, but sh- oh, dear. Oopsie, I'm glad she took pulled advantage the gun of on someone. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it's and she's it's weird cause the Sorry, go ahead.
0: It's weird because the film, like, it's like it's trying to tell us it's bad as well because she, he put, she pulls the gun on him. So we go, Oh, wow. Th- She's standing up for herself, but you can do that in so many different ways other than have what is supposed to be your main protagonist just get ready to oh. do assault
2: like obviously we're gonna try and tie in a love story alongside the other story
4: because obviously
2: well i mean it's a choice they've made yeah so if we go down that road if here's a the choice they want to make there's gonna be a barrier to them but this felt like it Let's was just a really weird the one, one. The love yeah story
4: with almost assault yeah
2: maybe
0: there's already a language barrier
1: there
2: yeah oh, they don't, you,
0: you don't need to do this
2: route, route, well. which is why she yeah. has to grab the gun because it says everything that she needs to say yeah because yeah. she can't use words right. and then she's everybody's translator and uh, the Cornelius says something like not without my permission or something like yeah. that basically mm-hmm. consent is yeah. what she says yeah she identifies herself as Lilu, so I can call her Lilu the rest Leeloo. of the it's a stupid name but uh, um, and so Dallas then goes home and he's going oh what? I have to kiss her and then uh, someone phones Dallas his friend called Finger and gives him a hard time but he's clearly in love he said I had a fair drop in my lap that I couldn't uh, and even the word in my lap it's got a sexual overtone now do I think he's being yeah. sexual no but do I think the screenwriters are being slightly implicit yes I do I absolutely do mm. yep uh, and he says what kind of fair is it all oh, about five nine red hair long legs
4: i did take issue with the fact that like her hair is very very clearly to the bottom like the roots are like yellow and the rest of it is orange like why why is that a natural that's not a natural haircut you don't so know what
2: space haircuts are it's like. this space, no, age? But is she's she- got space
4: hair? you can't change genetics that's what makes it you, you, you can
2: for the fifth element you're the chosen one
4: yeah but then why powerful. is the rest of you completely human but you've got orange hair
2: because the plot, need, the plot yeah. needs her to be, the plot needs her to be omnipotent and also a sexual partner for the protagonist.
4: So Just make her have it natural color that we can <laughs> <then>.
2: <laughs> This is your issue with the film.
4: It's not my only issue with the film, <laughs> but it is if she is a like natural human, like humanoid being. That I don't know maybe maybe in four hundred years or three hundred years or whatever is, we're able to like put a chip in up there that
2: changes the color. Of Back mind. at the priest's house, Leelu's able is learning five thousand Le- years of history while borrowing the hydration tech from Back to the Future too. You just put something in the in the thing for a second, then it blows I up in size. That's hilarious.
4: That's in one of the. Um, oh, it's, yeah, you said Back to the Future. yep.
2: Yeah. And then we meet Jean Baptiste Emmanuel zorgus The priest is like, "Who's that guy who was here?" Yeah. He was asking about the stones. He had a limp. I'm like, this is the laziest exposition you could imagine. And he but, never has a limp. I was going to say, again. I don't
4: think he has a limp. No, he does. He does. does I saw it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't see it.
2: Uh, we don't see him walking much, but we do. There's uh, a bit. Yeah, no, there oh, is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in a tunnel. Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg, played by. jean
4: Gary Oldman.
2: Gary Oldman, seventh appearance on the pod. It ties him for the third most. There's Tom Hanks, there's Samuel L. Jackson, and then there's like four or five guys with seven each. Yeah. Uh, Ethan named one of them with the Hitman's Bodyguard. What else you got? Harry Potter.
4: Sorry, Dark Knight. Yes.
2: Yeah. We've not done Harry Potter. Not Harry
4: Potter
2: yet. Nope. So it's two. We got four to go.
0: Oh, we've not done Planet of the Apes. Uh, Nope. uh, Oh, we did Mank.
2: Mank. Oh yeah.
0: Is he in love actually for some reason? No, my brain he's not saying in
2: love, he's actually. In love actually. Oh, no. okay. Get off my plane. Oh, of course, he's an Air Force One. Resty, should have been a Resty award winner for the worst special uh, effects. I'm not sure if it won or not, I forget. Find I out next week when end. we record on, uh, on the Resties. Uh, two more. Uh, one would be, oh, back into the left. Back yeah. into, into the left. What is it? Back into the I left. I can't
1: remember,
4: but I know that bit.
2: Three shots fire out. Oswald can't move from here to there because he'd have to walk by two women while drinking a Coke. Keep going. I just said Oswald. That should I don't be know.
4: it. I don't know. It's not.
2: Oh, my word.
4: I don't remember. That is
2: one magic loogie.
4: Oh, oh, um, JFK. JFK. Of
2: course. I got there. And then there was one more we haven't done yet. I don't even remember one of the lines, but it's, uh, he played this pimp. Oh. This drug dealing pimp.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't remember what it was. True romance.
2: No. Uh. Oh. So uh, it seems to be even though we've had seven films by Oldman, like really he's like hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's some bad always... performance. Like he's bad in Hitman's Bodyguard. No, he's not. Oh bad. yes. We agreed he was terrible. He's, he's in, in a different film in the Hitman's he Bodyguard. Is. Yeah, uh, he's that's... not great at, he's not great in Air Force One. Um he's also he just can't be villain. I don't well think he's great he in true to. romance either. Well oh, actually, no, that's not true. I do think he's great in, in, in true romance. My bad. Um, he's got the stones. And got I, the stones. I don't mean snap your fingers and make it happen, stones, or at least he thinks he does. But meanwhile, Lilu's getting changed. And so the priests turn over the priest and Bruce Willis turn around, but it's a two shot, and she's framed between them in the background. So even though they can't see her, you know who can see her? We can. So this is nothing more of an us being like tee hee hee, we get to see what they can't see.
4: And this is not the only
0: time
2: this happens. Yeah. Is it a joke?
0: Because it's always,
2: like, the guys look around and go, oh, oopsies. And yeah. And they're, like... But then we get to sure see, them. so we feel yeah. like we're getting away with something.
4: But they're also... Yeah, but they, it's they, strange. They don't even hide it, because you do see her boobs several
2: times. Oh! Uh, this the, film is a 12, and that... Georgia, they're right not trying to hide it. They're actually framing it so you see it. It's directing your eyeline. Yeah, that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah I'm not... i it adds I'm nothing a to the film, like... Well, 12, I mean... <sighs> I don't a, to- know, a, to- a topless different. woman 12 you can pretty much show a topless woman all day long well not literally all day long but you can show <sighs> i thought that was more for a 15 no i think if it's just a topless mm-hmm. woman as long as she's not engaged in sexual activity while she's oh, topless you're okay. okay so there's nudity the context, and there's yeah. nudity whilst was- performing sexual suggested activity
4: which is oh, yeah, which is fine that 12, should be it? that should be a difference That should be yep. a co- that's absolutely fine but like the fact at that least according to is- here in the uk yeah, the choo- the mm. fact that they choose to do this, and it's like it's not she's not doing anything sexual, but the fact that they make the guys turn round because they it's well, respectful. It, it, no, it is, but because they get the guys to turn around, but let us watch. They it.
2: They let us watch it, so it's that's similar to then
4: makes it. Because the guys we're well, are
2: what was it? Something too. about Mary where we're like behaving, we get to see not, through his perspective, yeah. and we're going to, ooh, like just like she's going to, ooh, yeah. Um. So, Zorg, meanwhile, is back with uh, some of, of an alien race, who I've got the name for it later, but I'll just call them the Warriors for now. It seemed to be their They role.
4: look like the Sontarans, with weird-shaped faces. Sure.
2: <laughs> Zorg then does a weapons demonstration, like he's Tony Stark in Iron Man 1. Yes. Including a flamethrower, amongst other things. And a net. He tricks the Warriors into what I thought was blowing themselves up, but it uh, just yeah. seems... It just seems like they make a big bang and they're able to sort of uh, fix themselves. Strange. But he requests the priest because the priest knows something about the stones, we're told. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out that the Zorg is the guy with the limp that the priest had met earlier. And he's summoned to the room and they bring him. And there's a metaphor of broken glass that this... If you have a glass, nothing happens. But you drop the glass and all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of chaos that creates meaning and movement in the universe. And I think Zorg created the Roomba. <laughs> because I think this predates yeah. any Roomba, but he's got one. He's
4: got one, yeah. yeah. And there's uh, uh, like other versions of the Roomba as well.
2: Then I know where Zorg chokes on a cherry and it's oddly funny because he opens a desk and like all sorts of stuff goes, sort of stuff goes like whirring yeah. around. And I'm like... I don't understand this movie.
4: I liked the little, um, like, mini elephant thing pet well, that he had that though. Little elephant, yeah,
0: I liked that. I thought it was supposed to be like it's actually the elephant in a human but suit. It's, no, it's just in it's a just cupboard. an alien
4: pet that he has. Yeah, but, but it's like physical
2: it. humor again, and I think again it's supposed to speak to the uh, it's for a global release kind of yeah. concept. And then Cornelius then walks up and eventually pats him on the back and knocks the pit out of his throat saves and saves his life which causes Zorg to save or spare his life but i don't know why this scene is here
4: yeah i don't know because it if if zorg had anything. been
2: if zorg had been effective in in obtaining the stones and preventing the world from blowing up what the priest has done here is basically he found baby hitler and didn't kill him
0: yeah there's a strange thing, because also the, you know what the priest's job is, to protect, protect the, stones. the stones. Yeah. You know what the
2: previous priest that was, we saw was willing went to kill do to, do to, to protect, protect them. Yeah. Yeah. This
4: isn't even active killing. This is just a an mission. That
2: was just that was just an an, an archaeologist who was just doing a bit of discovery. This guy actively wants to bring about the end of humanity. I am a yeah. man that wants to destroy the
0: world. Oh no, I'm oh, in a, in a compromising you. moment. I'm dying. I'm dying. You know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to help you out here. Has he it, discovered he because doesn't actually have
2: a If they had explained yet. that he didn't want to do it, but he, there's no other way he would have made it back to Earth, and therefore to make it back to Earth, he's the only one who knows how to set things up so that when you get everything, you can save humanity. Fine, but then explain that to me. Yeah. it's The it's last just, person
0: who went to kill someone caused a problem, and this is why we're in the situation. So <sighs> I can't take a life like the person who before me tried to do.
2: Easy. Although has he trained up his number two? He really should have. Like if I'm him, I'm training up like 15 people to do this job.
4: Yeah, not just having Clones like one exist. in
2: reserve. Oh. Anyway, the president I'm tasks a special task. He wants someone to go to someone just called the Diva, who's protecting the stones. Corbin gets fired while a Chinese restaurant is at his house.
4: Yeah, he's like cooking. Oh no, I think it's Thai food because I'm sure he references Thai food mm-hmm. to
1: the
2: cat. Sure
4: yeah but we we missed it the payoff to the hand with the handle when he's oh, when yeah, the, the um aliens are carrying the box to zorg the first time round. if you the once there's one there's a handle still intact and then there's like a broken pulled off bit of the right. box so like mm-hmm. obviously where that's it the was, bit where yeah, they yeah, got yeah. okay it was cool
2: um so corbin gets fired via some sort of it's like if email was like literal tube mail and you could go anywhere with a physical copy it's
4: like a cross between a fax and an email but yep. it's like actually physically yep yeah
2: um he gets he finds out though that he also won a trip which we know is just a cover for a military operation because the president wants someone and we find out that somehow bruce willis is the guy
4: so not only was he the one that found lilu he's also the guy that they want to do the mission yep Convenient
2: that well, it was sort of referenced in that phone call we had earlier about being the finest space pilot in the uh, yeah, but it's universe.
4: convenient that he already knew, knows Lelou. Mm.
2: Yeah, yes, it's convenient that he's met her this morning, yes. Uh, they want him to go with some unattractive female member of the armed forces. When just at the same time, Lelou and Father, Father Cornelius come and they try to steal his tickets. So he puts the military people in his fridge. He puts Lelou on top of the fridge, and the fridge can go up or and down. A
4: shower on top of the fridge. Right?
2: Yes. And uh then the police come looking Pists for Lelou I yeah, I guess. And somehow Dallas is able to swap his house number and I'm like maybe Cornelius and Lelou did it, but I couldn't figure out how does the house number get swapped.
4: There was like a shot of something happening with that like house number, but I I couldn't figure it out either.
2: Okay. Uh so the police leave, having think they've got the right person. Lelou comes down, she's been auto washed, which means she's now in a wet white t shirt. Of course. There's a There's saxophone the playing as they're in a tight two shot. Is this what you're referring to, Ethan?
0: The porn music. No, I'm, I'm, no, okay. the, 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 porn music happens a bit later.
2: They free Cornelius and, uh, she gets changed again. And Cornelius, um, so the game in the background, we see her getting changed. So we see topless Miliovovich again. And, um, Cornelius then asks for some coffee or something and knocks out, um, Bruce Willis. Uh, he was shrink wrapped in the bed. I should, I should mention that. And he sort of frees him from that. And the military folks are all frozen in the freezer. Um, they're frozen solid, but he says he accepts the mission after he comes to and off he goes. And then we leave them there. And I thought, Oh, he's just, they're dead.
4: He like pushed them back into the fridge. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: At the spaceport, Cornelius refuses to go on the flight and instead just pawns her off on his number two. At which point I'm like, Why not talk to Dallas? If you're going to steal the tickets just to have someone else go, who's not you.
4: Why don't you let Dallas go? Yeah. yeah.
2: Like obviously, yeah.
0: I know you brained him, but you
2: could have just not done that. Because the plan, if this was always the plan, then you didn't need to do that. No. Dallas crashes the flight and has to, uh, so uh, he takes the ticket from um, Cornelius's number two. And then they have to pass for newlyweds and Mila Jovovich can barely say multi-pass. Yeah. Multi-pass. Um, Cornelius, meanwhile, is getting hammered. And then two shapeshifters, because it's kind of Doctor Who logic, like they keep appearing as humans.
1: Yeah, yeah. the weird 80s. And they're
2: told, stop appearing like that. Appear more as your uh, natural selves.
0: Yeah. So we got those weird little shapeshift CGI shots before they show the actual practical effect.
2: Yeah. And so uh security's tipped off from some sort of scam, but these aren't really uh who they say they are. Meanwhile, the real Corbin's pulled aside for an interview with Ruby Rod played by Chris Tucker.
3: Fuck's sake.
2: (sighs) I'm gonna just I'm gonna own it right now. I did not care for Chris Tucker in this movie one bit.
0: I've seen this character design before in gift form. And for my entire life, I went, oh, this is this this must be in, like, you know, Zoolander or something.
2: No. I got a front-runner for Worst Supporting Actor for 2024, and it's it's Chris Tucker. Really oh, I'm right, right there with you already. Yeah.
0: This is
4: it's just completely unnecessary. Like, if you need someone to go along with them, like, I get it, and you need someone to kind of act as, like, expository dump in the new places, yeah. and that's fine. But it doesn't have to be a character that actively destroys the enjoyment of the rest which of the is film. weird because
2: there's elements of this character which actually are actually quite pertinent in 2024 there's
4: some progressive there seems elements to be to this, ruby rod
2: seems to be genderless yeah genderless although and, like, largely presenting fluid as male. Ma- masculine yeah. sort of yeah. by default kind of but very gender fluid very sexually but pansexual
1: yeah
2: yeah um so all this stuff would have been good, but it's just this over the top caricature from minute one to minute it's done. Almost
4: like they're doing all these things, but they're taking the mic. Well,
2: it's nine. Yeah, 1990 yeah. So this is like yeah. this is like almost like a straight man's concept of what this type of individual <laughs> would, would be like. Yeah. Yeah. And that also made a bit more problematic because he's he's is he the only person of color in the, in the main cast I think besides so the president? I yeah, person. it's just him with the president. Yeah. So um, I've got my notes. It's really hard to make out what he's saying.
4: I really, really struggled. There were some times where I was going, I hope this isn't important because I, I don't think a lot of up. what Ruby
2: Rod said had any meaning to it. No. <laughs> Corbin tells Ruby he's not going to. Yeah, because he keeps basically. Ru- so they've rigged the contest, but no one's told Ruby. So Ruby's wanting to use uh, Dallas well, yeah. to, to, for content. Yeah interviews and things like that
4: because he's a radio he's a dj
2: but it's bigger than a dj it's a bigger it's more like if you had a vj at the height of the mtv era and then went times a thousand still anyway yeah because he's huge um corbin tells ruby he's not going to do anything else and grabs him by the throat and picks him up which then any sort of act of aggression against him is it just bruce willis has had enough is it some very mild is it homophobia transphobia hom- yeah, yeah. homophobia you know you, you no present idea. as less than playing i out? you represent less than the stereotypical manly man yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna manly man so i'm gonna use violence You're to put you back in your place yeah yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. which I th- is what it comes across as because the what film doesn't it? do a good like enough a job of telling me but that, that being
2: said funny. i still don't like ruby rod
4: <laughs> no and that, but that's why it's so frustrating it's that like you had a chance to make this something that's
2: not the most annoying character Another alien tries to crash the flight and is stopped and it's funny cuz everybody's claiming to be Corbin Dallas and that turns to be a bit of that was a, a bit of a funny re- that was recurring a joke. Right bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Back on the flight, Lilu has learned English, tells Dallas she's the supreme being and fifth element and will protect Dallas.
4: Adorable. But like for about uh, 10 seconds, yeah.
2: Um, tell you what, they're on these flights that they can knock you right out. I'm like, "How do I sign up for this?" That
4: would have been good for you. Aer Lingus
2: yeah. figure this technology out. <sighs>
0: This is where the porno music begins. And I know it's for a specific thing, but before, oh, okay. the, scene happen, before the scene with Ruby Rod happens, even when they're getting everything prepared, it's like... And they're just like starting the the jet or whatever. So it's Ruby so Rod's
2: kind of like you went, you know that pansexual energy that Billy D. Williams has as Lando Calrissian? What if yeah. you multiplied it by a thousand? And so basically <laughs> there's this insinuation that Ruby... I'm going to say, might sexually violate his employee, like the idea that if you work for, it's really weird timing after the Russell Brand accusations because oh, yeah. it's this notion that someone who else was, you know, his whole persona in the early aughts. Was just this pansexual sexuality the forefront of everything the he does, guy, yeah. and now there's these accusations, and you almost get like that times a thousand again here, where it's
0: like, the stewardess is like, oh, Mister Mister Rod, you can't, we about to take off, and I don't know if it's her going, like,
2: is she playing okay hard with to this, get? Is it like we're not safe? Is it, and and, is it no yet, and and yet she's also flattered by his star power and all yeah. this stuff.
0: It's
4: very weird. Also, the choice to have his surname be Rod feels like it was not an accident.
2: <sighs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah.
0: He's written, as, like, as a porn character. Yeah. The whole thing is so... It's like Luke Besson was like, I'm going to put all of that energy into him.
2: Meanwhile, the there's the like this gunfight, and the gunfight is being cross cut with what appears to be some sort of sexual act between Ruby Rod and the stewardess. Yeah. 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 Is he like down out of the frame? Yeah. 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 So we also That's have, be like an oral and, and their, and their costumes are very, uh, cleavage heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it goes from, and this is the part which, which, which is the real problematic part for me is the part where at first, and this is going to sound weird, but at first it seems like she's not really fully on board, mm. but then he's so good at it. Yeah. She comes around. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard part for me. Yeah,
4: it's not. He convinced
2: easy. her. That's how... Good he's so like, skilled. So the theory yeah. being... Th- uh, am I reading too much? In? I, 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 don't I don't think, think so. I don't <laughs> think so. But the notion is... No, no, no. Once they realize how good at this you are, they'll come around. Yeah. It's
0: very strange. And also because he's a it's big a dangerous personality. dangerous to be yeah. peddling, isn't it? Yeah. But there was...
4: I will... The, the film, a couple of times, and it's nothing to do with what would happen, but the film, a couple of times, it did a couple of kind of montages where it cross-cut cutted one storyline with another. It's usually cross-cutting and was forwards. generally pretty good. I really quite enjoyed those yeah. bits. Mm. I think there was two or three like, times where it did it, and actually it and then yep. like, cut out of it with quite a funny... Yeah, it was, humor. It, there was there As someone was who times does times editing like really this good.
2: for humor's sake yeah. and jumps back and forth, I appreciate that editing style. It's very similar to my own.
4: Yeah,
0: there a, a record to laughing.
2: Oh, masterfully done. Uh, Zorg blows up the alien who failed him at the same time Ruby makes the Stewardess climax. I, mean, I think Cornelius is stowed away on the flight. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Zorg is phoned by someone called Mr. Shadow, who I'm now realizing. Do we ever see Mr. Shadow again?
4: I honestly can't even remember this bit.
2: Mr. Shadow's not on the planet of fire, is he?
0: I're going to I'm going
2: to just Cuz it feels like the planet of fire is like this just sort of al- if evil was alive evil, yeah, not if yeah. evil was alive and has a good mobile phone signal.
0: Now, according oh, to the yeah. Fifth Element wiki, Mr. Shadow, also known as Evil and the Ultimate Evil is the main antagonist in the Fifth Element. Wait, he is so the, sorry, the pl- so planet. it is the planet. planet
2: so the fireball planet Wait, why random. is zorg and how does it have how does it have a concept of money to pay zorg
4: and how does it know to like call
2: why does commerce matter to, to this is so the
4: ultimate evil yeah unless it's like some because sort of ultimate, money why does the ultimate mad?
2: evil have to outsource
4: Yeah, why does the ultimate evil not just like this is like up a bit? This
2: is like when like Thanos sat on that chair for six Marvel films, and finally, when I'll do it myself, and within half a movie, he'd done the job.
4: It's a bit odd because like the very premise of this film is apparently the ultimate evil comes back every five thousand years, and if Earth or the if somewhere in the universe doesn't have the stones and the temple and the fifth element all together, then everyone dies. And why do you call yourself
2: Mister Shadow?
4: Yeah, if we we could choose any name. Uh,
2: anyway zork has black liquid or blood dropped down his forehead during the phone call this is it's never this, explained it's again the
4: second time it happened though is it yeah and it was like as if the first time it made sense because it was when the when mr shadow the evil planet man was coming close to the ship and the guy the like general or whoever it was was like talk trying to talk and like shooting it started coming down his head then that makes sense because like the planet's getting closer and closer it's like pressure or whatever but for this one It just, especially where they managed to make the blood bleed from or whatever it's supposed to be, it like just literally comes from like the center of his forehead, like his hairline and like not from his ear, not from his eye, like not from an orifice where it would come from. And then there's no cut. Like it was, it was really weird choice. How
2: evil can the ultimate evil be if it's dependent on the secretary passing along your phone call? Yeah. If you hang up, does this all stop?
4: If he hangs up and just doesn't destroy the also what is zorg's like whole shtick is i'm gonna steal the stones so that mr evil can destroy the entire universe we shouldn't
1: money is that planet
4: but it's like the whole the whole concept is it's the whole universe that's what we keep getting told so the it wouldn't matter where zorg was because he'd also be dead
0: if mr shadow has the ability to make someone's (laughs) brain bleed I, if I was Mr. Shadow, if I was the sentient evil fire planet that can, I would make everyone. That seems like a power that you should abuse. Can he now find Corbin
2: Dallas with his powers and just make his brain bleed? Yeah,
4: can we just, can we just go back to the fact that he's using and he not only is the evil league of evil, evil, evil outsourcing, but the person he's outsourcing to hasn't realized that he will also be dead so the money that is being exchanged means nothing <laughs> I,
2: I, I believe there's a ch- i believe in in zorg's thought process it's not it's not the whole universe; but it's just what Earth.
4: Well, the rest of the characters keep telling us that. It's yeah, the but whole hang universe. on, hang on.
2: The rest of the characters are American, and they believe in America is the, rest of the okay, universe. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. All right. <laughs> I'm really
4: point <laughs> uh, made by French people. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we know You know
2: who knows you know, who knows Americans better than the French? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know the film Guardians of the Galaxy
0: Two. Yep. Where you have an evil planet whose whole plan is I'm going to take over the world. You know what he had to do? He had to travel the universe us to do that but still had a planet I don't yeah. understand why your name is Mr. Shadow and we don't have a personification that
2: maybe I can deal maybe with evil can... It's just the idea that he can make a phone call and you can put him on hold
4: <laughs> there was a joke about the yeah. name having good service oh. but like it's just so there's bits of this that just are not thought through
0: Mr. Shadow should all? have just been um,
2: Gary Holtman yeah
4: yeah, why do you even need the You like- don't
2: you don't need another level above above Gary Oldman, you don't. No,
4: you just have the no. planet be this its own thing and Gary I Oldman. I guess they is- don't
2: want to make it a death star. <laughs> so if you make it the planet alive, it's planet. not a death star?
4: No, they had their own own boobs, didn't yeah. they, in this film?
0: Yeah, well, they have to be fair, the bloody space marine ships just look like Star Destroyers if you squish them a bit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I imagine a lot of work went into going, how do we not get sued by, by, uh, star, uh, by, by Lucas?
4: By Lucas at this point, yeah.
2: Uh, they go to the resort, and it's just a cruise, as it turns out. Cornelius is definitely stowed away. And the opera is that evening, and Dallas has front row tickets and clothes, but it's only tickets for one, not for two.
4: Because, again, weird. If there was two tickets to the competition. Weird, the prize was two, not, yeah.
2: Why is there not two
4: tickets? Oh, I hate
2: it. Movie's got a movie. Uh, his mother phones him, which is a bit of a recurring joke here, and says that she should have oh. pushed, she never should have pushed him out. And I guess we mean like it's, it's literal pushing out, with oh, like the act of labor. birth, yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, the diva appears, as does Lee Evans yay his name's fog in this yep very very small part liam was big to note. hey lee evans is in this and he and he is second movie we've done in about 12 months do you know what the other thing that he's done in the pod has been
0: there's something about Mary. If yep. I had a nickel for every time there was an overly sexualized, very strange film starring Lee Evans, I'd have two nickels.
2: I've got in my notes here Chris Tucker is Yeah, I was gonna say, like if you look at the like the average uh, you gotta do at least two films, what's the average BFE rating going to be? Lee that Evans might, might the hold the low record. I'm not <laughs> I don't want really to spoil where we're going with the votes here, but <laughs> I can read the room. Uh, Chris Tucker's absolutely insufferable at the opera. Absolutely insufferable. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the warriors are there and the opera starts and Vadiva is an alien with tentacles appearing from her head. Very Star Wars. Um, the warriors take possession of the stones, we believe, and Lilu has a PTSD memory of being killed earlier in the film. But then Vadiva's song turns poppy. As that happens, Lilu starts to dominate the warriors. Now, a lot of stuff's going on. I will say this. This is one of the things that Georgia was talking about where this is edited well. It is edited well, this yeah. is This is a good sequence. Yeah. And the actress who's uh, the one playing the uh, the diva is not the same person who's voicing the song. No, you can tell. But I will say that the actress doing the performance Mm. is doing a hell of a job. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really well done. Actually, no, she yeah. does, like,
4: the, the, she matches the vocal. Matches, well, but you can. T- I, I, I was because
2: usually people overdo it. No, she does I a was good job, pa- I was watching. I was at a panto yesterday where someone lip synced and you overdo it, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I
4: was watching. You can only tell because if you watched her, like, like literally, if you watched her throat rather than her mouth, her yep. mouth was pretty much on point. Her tongue and her throat gave her away. That's okay. all it was.
2: Um, but
4: like for the for a normal viewer who's not like. Doesn't understand how like vocal works, and yeah, no, it, it looks very, very good.
2: But Lilu has started to dominate the Warriors. Zorg manages to get permission to dock his ship because he's determined that he has to do the job himself. The tone is still oddly comedic, but only in places, and that's the problem: is that it just pops up and is funny for a bit, and then goes back to your straight science fiction movie.
4: Yeah, it doesn't know what it wants to be.
2: Mm. Zorg confronts Lilu and asks for the stones. Lilu complies by throwing them and then going and hiding in the vents and going all like, hey, I heard I was in a Bruce Willis film. I should probably Get go in crawl vents. in the vents. <laughs> go to the opera, have a few laughs.
1: I don't
0: know I that found that out an
2: amazing Oh, really? That's, that's a, a Die Hard reference. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you come um, to the party, John? We'll have a few laughs. Oh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> There's something I need to tell everyone. So I look, because the woman who plays the diva is called My Wen um, Labosco. And I was like, oh, that sounds... This is. This was. This was. Uh, Luke Besson's wife. Oh. However, they divorced, and Luke Besson married Mila Jovovich. Oh, shut up! Really? Oh my goodness. Yep. And then he got. He's been divorced four times.
2: <laughs> when we get to the age game, I, I, it's not fair to put Luke Besson as a category. But can we find out how old he was?
3: When oh, we find yeah, out how old
2: Mila Jovovich is. Yeah. Cuz there is some stuff. I didn't bring it up, but there were some accusations made about Luc Basson, but it keeps going to the French courts and it keeps getting dismissed. All right? There's no oh, okay. So time after it's one 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 woman specifically, time after time after time. It keeps getting no there's not enough evidence and it keeps getting shut down. So, uh, I don't imagine his his reputation has come through unscathed, but we have a legal system for a reason and yeah. I think we have to uh, acknowledge that I mean I mean, on a side note have you guys heard the stuff about NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel this week no no so there's a show oh is this the Epstein stuff yeah there's a show called the Pat yes. Ma- McAfee show and the Pat McAfee show is basically a video podcast okay. that appears on one of the ESPN platforms ESPN owned by Disney as is ABC yeah who Jimmy Kimmel works for
1: right
2: Aaron Rodgers goes on and heavily insinuates Jimmy Kimmel's on the list right of unsealed documents Kimmel goes on Twitter and responds and says like something like dear asshat who I've never met yada 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 you, you better lawyer up because you've just insinuated something like yeah way too far there's not a shred of evidence to anything you're saying yeah I will like sue you yeah. yeah and now you go you go to like so uh i Pat McAfee tried to distance himself almost instantly. Aaron Rodgers is his frequent guest on his show. Uh-huh. But I'm like, hold on, you are still the platform by which this 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 charge was made. You have some culpability in this.
1: Yeah, mm. you you add this. Like
2: you think back to, I mean, one of the one of the famous disagreements from last year when Ethan and I kind of went all horns yeah. locked about James Corden.
1: Yeah.
2: That was just about James Corden and going, just are we are we telling the truth here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To make an accusation of this, not just of a crime, but of this kind of a crime.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so but you look at, so I've been following it, and there's people who are saying, yeah, I bet you Kimmel really did do it. And this, there's people who went to wrestling events, and there's a giant banner from this past the Night War saying Jimmy's on the list. And it's like, you want the de- very- you want the definition, definition of defamation? Yeah. It's this. No one would have said this, or would have been there was nice. no scuttlebutt about this before Aaron yeah. Rodgers came out. And now people are like, well, of course he's on the list. Yeah, I bet you he is. They're just all really good at hiding it. So we have a world there's with, something. a just because that was planted, now it's all going ballistic
1: that should never have it should
2: never exactly but now what do you we 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 live in a 24 7 365 live content sort of world yeah so you can't walk it back not really because you can't you can't unshoot the gun yeah
4: so it it was it was
2: like they turn on the cameras and they go live for like three hours every day yeah
0: there's something very disturbing i feel especially with the internet where people are Wanting and celebrating the fact that someone they don't like might have done a heinous crime—that's weird. And the, that's very, yeah, and it's the right.
2: celebration of hot take culture. And here's a hot take for you, and ha ha ha, ha, and, ha This guy that I like did yeah. an insidious crime, and Pat McAfee he said, said, "Hey, mate. we're on the show, and you know we do some shit talking." I'm like, "No, no, 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 that, that, that's not what this is. That's not shit talking. You insi- <laughs> no that's yeah. yeah so
4: what, what we do when we take the piss out of Ethan is shit talking."
0: Yeah. When we like do, when we do a Tom Cruise film, we have a segment that we always
2: do called Tom Cruise is an asshole. <laughs> but it's based on stuff he's done. Never, yeah. We don't yeah. we don't make things up and put them out there. Yeah. Tom Cruise kicks my dog. Yeah. Or like, like, like no, accusations. we don't do Like Tom yeah. Hanks gets a kid fired, right? Like we go, okay, yeah, like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> but we're not throwing up. let's see what else we can accuse Tom <laughs> Hanks of under the guise of we're just shit talking. Yeah, I just, that's
4: not what that I is. I literally yeah. just
0: did that with Luke Besson i yeah. just but about saying that i know happened yeah exactly right oh,
2: so it's got to be things that are ground so back to the You've this is all back receipts. to my point of going mm. we have a legal system for a reason that johnny depp amber hurts all that yeah. stuff right like look Can at the do, things do, look that happen jonathan majors when we yeah when we do absolute if that something happens we all jump on board and we make decisions based off that you know it took us a few years to go oh Things can be wrong. People can lie. Mm -hmm. Yes, they can. Mm -hmm. That's why we have a legal system. And it's why we need to make sure, and not just as the legal system, but us as individuals, as as private citizens or just media literate people. Yeah. Just because it sounds like something you want to be true does not make that true no matter how much we like to see celebrities fall down because yeah they can be entitled and yeah they, they can live in their own world and yeah they're not relatable to us it doesn't mean that anything that sounds bad about them is necessarily true we need to hold f- firm for that same standard of truth and let the systems do what they're there to do and not under the guise of all well, the systems are always going to to cover up no not me i don't think so not anymore
4: no so there we go yeah that's absolutely <laughs> insane like you don't make an accusation without having
2: evidence. And, and this is a guy who's still, like, he's he's, he's going to be a quarterback for... an. And he was one of the guys who was saying, like, don't get vaccinated. Like, he was, like, way out there a little while ago. During the pandemic, yeah, he was out there right. saying, like, don't get vaccinated. So much so that, what's his name? Aziz Ansari on his comeback special spent most of the first half of it talking about, about Aaron Rodgers. That it all died down, and now he's done this.
0: Problems. Yeah, that's... <sighs> Yep. that's the pro again. Silent. That's the problem with the whole list thing that's coming out there because they they're not showing the list; they're just showing the discussions. Oh. So someone gets brought up, not being even proven they've
2: done anything. So George Lucas gets flack. Yeah, like a lot of people now, and it's like no, 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 no. And people are digitally altering the images and putting Jimmy yes. Kimmel's name in it and then mm. spreading that and people are like ha ha, ha all so some people don't even realize it's fake and are sharing it some people it's do and when they're challenged are going oh it's just a joke and i'm like no like all these people deserve to be flipping locked up
0: yeah it's just- and if you pass vote. that it's around
2: get to vote oh
0: there's a list going around it's like all these celebrities on the list and it's like and it's just the list of celebrities who caught covid in 2020 <sighs> one of them wasn't even alive when most of this went down which is really brilliant thoughts the internet is brilliant sorry end of anger all
2: right let's go back to this shall we um uh we got here uh so the diva is hit uh is hit in gunfire if it's happening and rescued by dallas because the warriors have now taken over the ship zorg places a bomb with a 20 minute detonator somewhere about 20 minutes feels a bit long (laughs) surely you'll be off this in like six minutes
1: yeah
2: uh, but Diva tells dallas his mission for the third act lilu needs your help and your love
4: and your love or she oh. will die
2: i'm gonna that have means some it's okay now when we get to a roll of women i'm gonna have some stuff to say here <laughs> if i may
4: i mean sure go for
2: it zorg is upset because he doesn't have the stones after all the box is empty the diva says to Corbin, "The stones are inside her." Tell us of a two. Like, I know it's important to have like a guise to protect humanity, but there's two like assistants who die protecting an empty box. Yep. Uh, so nice. then Corbin reaches inside the diva and pulls the stones out of her chest cavity.
0: Yeah, this is. We've really had two weird. separate boxes,
2: and later like when what? we see how big these are, like I'm not sure they fit in a way. But how is she able to sing with these things in her? How
4: is she alive with we those don't. Yep. We inside we don't think of her? About this. How was she ever going to get them out of her while still remaining alive?
2: Uh, Ruby Turns is now Ruby is now Dallas's sidekick for the rest of this fight scene. He actually shoots a warrior in the head. Back on Earth, the general tells the president who is complaining that Dallas isn't discreet in this mission because
4: it's being like transmitted by yeah his head
2: says. And the general says, who's now defrosted somehow. Yep. The general goes, oh, Corbin's going to calm things down. Smash cut to massive firefight, which turns into rush hour. And rush hour was a scene as a movie with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. And Jackie Chan was doing his like, in very limited sort of broken English, Mm -hmm. but would do all the Kung Fu. And then you'd have a reaction shot of Chris Tucker in the same high pitched voice like just saying riffy one-liners okay, off to the side. So it's basically what this is.
0: It's like Um, how sort of this decade now we get like The Rock and, um, oh God, what's his name? Sean William Scott. No. um, Kevin Hart. Thank you, Kevin Hart. Yeah, where it's like one one guy's really loud and crazy and the one's The Rock and he does the little rock
2: Yeah. So um Bruce Willis is playing John McClane and Chris Tucker is playing Chris Tucker in every movie he's ever done. Uh, the ballroom blows up on a ship, but somehow the ship itself does not blow up. The Magalors, that's who the warriors are. They ask for someone to negotiate because they've gotten Cornelius with a gun to the head corbin says they won't fight without their leader and i'm like this is a very strange thing to drop into the text like just moments before of a scene
4: i mean you obviously need it for this next bit to work but like maybe this a, is
2: independent day logic
4: maybe him i don't know because it, he, he might well know this he might well have fought these sorts of creatures before but
2: it just feels like okay we need to, tell to us that earlier. we need to explain our way out of this Yeah. so um the leader has cornelius oh by the way lee, lee mac's also here Lee Evans, sorry, is also here. And um, Corbin walks out. He's going to negotiate and he shoots the leader in the head and says, Anyone else want to negotiate? Good line. <laughs> but now they all surrender. Yeah. Which mm. I get not wanting to fight anymore, but it's also then just surrendering. Yeah. But Corbin finds Lilu and pulls her out of the vent as Ruby discovers the five minute timer once they discover it the hotel and he goes no i got hotel sensors they'll they would pick the bombs up and right he goes bombs detected it's like oh i get it humor <laughs>
1: funny
2: uh the hotel's being evacuated but Zorg comes back in and dallas goes into a elevator when Zorg comes right out the elevator beside it like it's serendipity <laughs> Zorg cancels the detonation with five seconds to spare but the magalors are there and have an override and have finally had enough of zorg messing them around with them and they all blow up but our heroes do get out successfully and then we've got the third act of the movie which is like eight (laughs) minutes long yeah you're right act two is like an hour and ten minutes act three is eight minutes long
4: i've got to this point in the film it was like surely there's not long left surely i've been watching it for almost two hours yeah i had
2: i paused it because i was like how much longer is this because i had plans <laughs> that evening uh, i was going to see the panto and then yeah i so saw it was like 11 minutes left including credits i was like oh okay <laughs> uh, i was like how are you gonna wrap this up in 11 minutes but uh, we go off to the temple and uh lilu ha- hasn't learned the whole english language yet she still has a v to go and As opposed to vertigo. And um, Corbin says there's words like valiant, vulnerable, very beautiful.
4: hated that. So stupid.
2: The president, meanwhile, says they're saved and they stop popping champagne corks. And I'm like, yo, there's the a the, the third act we got to do still here? <laughs> the president smartened up that in one minute and 57 seconds, the fo- or one hour and 57 minutes, the fireball will meet earth. He then relays that to Dallas, who says I'll phone you in two hours. Lilu basically Googles war, because she hasn't got the W yet, has she? she got no. the V. And is overcome by mankind's ability to harm itself. Not just ability, but seeming penchant and desire to do yeah. so. Uh, I got my notes, third verse, same as the first. We go back to the uh, opening scene, basically. They put all the stones in place, but don't know how to open them, and Lilu is slipping in and out of consciousness. The assistant to Cornelius stumbles upon how to do it by blowing on one of the stones, because Lilu had said wind becomes wind.
1: Yeah, wind, wind blows.
2: Wind blows, rain we- pours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so they do for all of them fairly, but they don't know how to get fire turns out, uh, John McClane who's been smoking a cigarette all movie long
4: yeah, happens to have one goes hey
2: I was in Die Hard I still have some matches
4: just one and no. he grabs
2: him he's got one and it's it, like the least I guess the least movie thing ever the one match works it doesn't go out it yeah. almost goes out and they're no. like oh no
4: there we go <laughs> They
2: kind of burnt at the tip
0: it seems
2: yep
4: yeah all of the matches he used looked already burnt and I don't know how mm. that was working
2: um, she asks Lulu asks what's the point of saving life when she sees what humans do to, with each to each other with it she says, hey, I wasn't built to love. Because that's what he says. He says, hey, we're here to love as well, not just to hurt. And she goes, I wasn't built to love. I was just built to protect. And he's like, he wants to say I love you. But for some reason, he's like being like a tough guy with his feelings here. He's
4: so stupid. Like, what you,
2: about to end? If my you're friend, going to be embarrassed, you're dead to... in like like three and a half minutes. Like there's yeah, no downside you to you here. You literally
4: 20 seconds <sighs> to save the entire universe. And you
2: were told by... I uh, basically by somehow the diva is also an Oracle. Yep. And we were told that she needs you to love her. And that hasn't, that hasn't the girl you're crushing on yep. who you say to other people you love. Yep. Now it's like, all you have to do is say it to her. And he's like, Oh geez, I don't oh, know I don't if I, don't know I can do it. I
1: can. Um,
2: <laughs> so uh, he finally says he does love her. They kiss and she uses her powers to destroy the ball of hate. And this planet stops 62 miles from impact. So earth now has two moons. It would look like, brilliant after the incident uh we're suggest so the president wants to come and meet uh lee lee and corbin says where are my two heroes and the uh doctor from scientist from before goes up to the sort of hyperbaric recuperating chamber which apparently you get to share one uh and looks in and it's heavily insinuated that they are having sex in the chamber
4: they have recuperated
2: and so they can't meet the president this time Meanwhile, Corbin's mother phones and doesn't buy the president's like, "Well, I'll speak to her." And she yells at the president and says, "You're not the president. You just try to sound like the president." And he sort of hangs up on her. And we finish by zooming into the rehabilitation pod where they're having sex and we freeze frame at them smiling at each other, and that's the end of the movie. Brilliant. <laughs> that is the 5th Element. I am going to uh, just pass along this, all, this, all... this to the the uh, the meeting address to Mister de Guzman. If you guys want to uh just sort of talk, about move for a minute.
4: This we will happen do.
0: again in five thousand years for them, right?
4: Yeah. So is she immortal? Does she live? I for, don't ever for like five thousand. Because she had to. Does no, she slept? They say she sleeps. Mm. So she protects the world, then she falls asleep for 5,000 years. So he's going to get a bit of a nasty surprise when she goes to sleep in two days.
2: I Very think it's probably more like they'll live a life together, and when he dies... She'll go to sleep. She'll go to sleep.
4: But does she remain looking like that all the time?
0: I suppose so. Because this, this also does imply that she looked like this 5,000 years before. Yeah. Which is, I don't... This film makes me think, but not in the way that I'm like, oh, that's really not smart. Not in the way thought go- it
4: was going to make people think. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> we, we watched some, we watched, um, what was it, I, can't, I think when we, when we did doubt, and I went back and sort of like, oh, that's a really interesting detail, blah, 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 like, that's how you build the story. I'm going in here and going, wait, no, but you said this, but this completely contradicts the other thing just by its mere existence. Yeah. And also... Why would the diva have the stones in her? I would be quite honest. If I had the stones in the first place, you know what I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to set the stones up, get the fifth element and deal with it now because I because I already know that it's there and it's plotting.
4: I love the fact that they're like they take the stones away because the because earth is going to go into war and they're not safe. Okay, cool, that's fine. But like the entire pyramid or like the structure that is houses the little cave that you put the stones in with the fifth element. Absolutely fine. Not been damaged, not destroyed. And also the key to get in there was safe, which would imply the whole space was safe. So the whole thing. Yeah, you could just make multiple places. Does it have to be there? I guess it does, but
0: could I have it on one of each planet? Like five planets. Four planets. Five
4: and then, planets, and then there's a and then you're right. You've got some space
0: there. But here's the kicker: one planet. They're going to be a planet of water, a planet of fire, a planet of <laughs> air, and a planet of earth. But they're not going to be on the ones you think. Earth will be on air for some reason. Air will be on earth. Water will be on fire, and fire will be on water. That that's the that's the double bluff there. I just I've
1: don't. Fixed
4: that. I
0: don't understand it.
4: And like James I do understand it, here, but yes james is here i think ian's just setting up some questions getting ready to set up some questions um which has left me horrendously like having to i don't know talk for a bit so i'm just
0: thinking of the lord there's something here i'm fascinated about the concept because clearly they did this five thousand years before yeah what happens that luke Besson has the ability to do a
2: sequel a prequel i don't know
4: (laughs) oh no i don't know if that's (laughs) wise
2: and we're joined now by a BFF of the BFE, James DeGoosman.
3: James, how are you doing, buddy? Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
4: A bit snotty, but all right.
2: <laughs> uh, a belated happy Christmas, a Merry Christmas, and a belated happy birthday to you, Mr. The Goose, JDG. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Hey, no worries. And I'll tell you what, while we're we're laying out platitudes, I think we all have to acknowledge James DeGuzman here because James was our BFE fantasy football champion in 2023. You couldn't have written it any better. He lost his first six matches in a row and then did not lose again.
4: Impressive.
2: Went the rest of it on a run. Played the waiver wire probably better than anybody else, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And I tried really hard to to play the waiver wire well, so (laughs) I respect that. I will say, I went to bed the one night in the playoffs thinking I'd beaten James and then woke up to find out. <laughs> nope. Nope. So well done, please. Well,
3: same thing. I thought I lost. <laughs> I, I was so confident in the beginning that uh, then I thought I lost when he came back and then I woke up, oh,
2: I won. Oh, at the start, when you, you were like, oh, I could still lose yet. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'm not going to let myself get hopeful and then I and then, it so hope that kills you and then I went to bed like up it was like 80-20 in my favor when I went yeah. to bed and I was like I think I feel okay I was pretty sure I was gonna get wiped out by Megs or whoever or you or whoever yeah. it was gonna be in the next round but I was like I, I think I can beat James I think I'm gonna get by James And then, no, James would be something like, he beat me in the regular season as well. So totally deserved. Totally deserved. I will eat all the Mm. humble pie I have to. Um, (laughs) I even made a key trade with James around midseason. I don't know how how much use Uh Derrick Henry was for you overall, but definitely better than Aaron Jones was to me. So you (laughs) you won the trade and you won the league. Well done,
3: you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, How was Christmas? It's pretty good. A little quiet here. It was a green Christmas here in uh, Toronto. Yeah, I was
2: I was in the Toronto region. Um, and uh, as is <laughs> my luck whenever I spend a fair amount of money to go home for Christmas. Green. <laughs> green on the
3: grass well, and gray
2: in the sky. Grey and rainy.
3: You just you just missed uh with minus uh fifteen now here with thir- uh about 20 centimeters of snow so yeah my sister
2: my sister sent me pictures and went here's your snow i was like great <laughs> don't need it now what do they wanted when i was i got one day with a little bit of a dusting and it was good for the soul and it was all that stuff but uh, yeah some proper snowfall would have been nice but uh, it's not my lot this time around but that is okay you a big christmas guy you are you someone who gets yeah. involved so do you take it on board the, the festiveness of the season
3: I always like just hanging out with family on Christmas and just, yeah, just doing all the decoration and getting all the, like, the holiday-themed stuff, yeah. See, I hate,
2: I hate
3: decorating. <laughs>
2: it is my least favorite thing about Christmas.
3: Oh, I, my sister and all my family decorates. I just bask in all the yeah, oh, I'm with you. <laughs> there, yeah, that is, that is what you
4: do. <laughs> my so.
3: sister
2: decorates, and she's great at it, and I, I, and I enjoy it. I appreciate it. So I'm, I'm with you on the basking. Yeah, basking's what I do. Basking's what, what, what Ian's do best. Things. You help what? Lift things? I just help lift the things yeah, from the garage. Hold, and then hold the, that and there. Sarah. Yeah, I can hold that there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is that good? Yeah. Good, like, I love the food. I work at the start,
0: and then after 10, 15 minutes, you go, nah, I'm done, and let everyone else just do the decorating.
2: No, I love the food. Uh, I can help with that. I'm good with that. I'm really rubbish at, at wrapping presents as well. It's so the other thing. Anything visual, I'm just not skilled in. I'm just not um but other things with that i'm pretty good Um, i'm good at giving gifts giving gifts is a skill it's a talent it's a talent james you good at giving gifts
3: i love giving gifts sometimes i'm too eager and i give gifts too early when i think of a perfect (laughs) gift and i can't wait till christmas sometimes
2: yeah i think people who are thoughtful with their gifts it's an absolute talent jordan's very good at giving gifts thanks you are you are um yeah i do
4: take pride in being able to being quite good at that yeah yeah
2: I think I'm quite good at it. You are quite good, at um, but there's a, there's a skill in it, and uh, and yeah, so there, there's that that side of things. Uh, although as I age, I mean, for a while I mean, it was in my I was well into my tw- in my twenties. I really realized I had way more fun giving gifts than I had receiving gifts. But now I've kind of turned. I mean, you change as you age. You go through cycles in your life, and I'm really more now just about spending time with people. When I because I, I mean, I'm a grown man, if I want something, I've probably bought it. Yeah. Like when you're a teenager or you're a young person, your earning potential's very lim- is more limited than it is yeah. than when you get older. You know, you you appreciate stuff cuz yeah. you can't afford all the stuff you would like. <laughs> But at a certain point, you've kind of become an adult and you pay your own. You, basically, you make your own priorities. If if you really want that thing, you've probably made it a priority and bought it. Mm. And if you haven't bought it, it probably wasn't something you really wanted that badly. So. See,
4: that's why I, where I take pride in the gifts that I give. They're often things that you would never actually buy for yourself, yeah. but are usually, I hope, still quite well-liked.
2: My uh, my stepfather, I told him uh, when I was home, I said, you haven't figured out. All these years, I thought you were a curmudgeon. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I get most excited about? He goes, what? I said, socks, underwear, and T-shirts. <laughs> That's it. Because it's stuff I know I'm going to need. Yeah. And I'm just like, excellent. Something I don't have to go worry about getting myself. <laughs> awesome. And they're also, even more so now, they're light. Mm. So I can take them on a plane. Yep. Oh, my mom once famously. What do you want for Christmas? I said, mom, I don't really want anything for Christmas. I just want to hang out with people. If you get me something, just keep it light. And mom bought me this giant heavy coffee table book on The Simpsons. And then this, like, selection of like meats and cheeses
4: that you couldn't, <laughs> travel
2: with i probably could in hindsight i probably could get them into the country well, maybe some of it. of so it would probably be taken but i was like a it's heavy and b it's 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 borderline whether it's gonna get yeah, through yeah. or
1: not
2: and i'm just like oh so i think i gave it to my sister at the airport she, i was like here take this <laughs> a pepperidge farms it's called it's like a it's like a brand of uh pepperidge farm remembers yeah it's like <laughs> it's like a brand of like a yeah a processed dried uh kind of meats and cheeses kind of like it. a charcuterie board kind of
1: yeah
2: set yeah
4: that sounds amazing. Oh, it
2: is, but it's just the thing you really want to take on plane with you. Yeah,
4: no. Yeah. But if anyone wants to gift me a charcuterie board, oh. go for yeah, it. Yeah, if,
2: if, if I'd received it and was staying in that country, yeah, fantastic. Thanks for the gift. Yeah. yeah. I really like beef jerky.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, do you have a favorite Christmas food, James? That thing you only have around Christmas time?
3: Not really. Maybe just like a... a like Actually, just because if I want it, I'll just have it not during Christmas. I don't know. Like it's Maybe like a, like an eggnog latte or like a gingerbread latte from Starbucks. Yeah. They didn't usually have that there.
2: My sister made me some... It was this great cup of coffee she did where she was frothing the milk but did it with, like, um, eggnog. Ooh, she frothed, so she eggnog. frothed the eggnog. Now, it never really got hot, hot. So it was this weird thing where the froth was kind of cold. Okay. But the uh, coffee was though. still hot. So yeah, like a cold like foam... A cold foam. foam. Like, yeah. like a what cold foam is that a thing cold yeah. foam yeah i didn't know this i uh, really enjoyed it though it was great i was like yeah keep it. Oh. and my sister was just a giant coffee maker and it was just like yeah just pour yourself oh i've missed because <laughs> here it's all espresso machines or it's instant it's kind of like those are the two sides yeah there's you, nothing in the middle or you
4: pay a massive premium to have like a machine in your home like and
2: and you do proper sp- you yeah, do yeah. Pro- yeah so it's espresso oh, right. or yeah, it's yeah. instant so because i have an espresso machine but i haven't used it that much recently just because it's a bit of a I go through seasons with it yeah. Some Sometimes I'm really into it And sometimes I'm just not I mean, I'm in one of those Not seasons right now But you know The typical North American I'm gonna set my coffee The night before And you wake up And it's on timer And it's brewed When you wake it. up yeah, yeah. Oh yeah And then there's like Hey cup pot of coffee Basically just left for me <laughs> And they were so good They were so good About making sure There was coffee on It was like I was saying Like a, like this great bread And breakfast The whole time <laughs> I was home There'd always be coffee Ready for me And all sorts of <laughs> I was like You don't have to feed me Every It's very much my Like, like, like my mom it's like, you don't have to feed me every moment I'm here. I'm okay. I'm okay. I know where stuff is. I will, I will help myself. Thank you very much. Oh, I did mention this. i am be curious to see if James is. So here's the difference between Canada and America in a nutshell. Mm. So remember Prime? As
4: in the drink. The drink. The drink. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. As is featured by uh, um, um, Logan Paul. Yes. Yeah. Well, when I was home, there was a um, brand of fizzy water.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: flavored fizzy water, mm-hmm. usually called bubbly, I believe. Right. But they've signed like a cross yeah. marketing deal with Michael Bublé. <laughs> so it's Bublé. Yeah. <laughs> and this pretty much encapsulates America and Canada in a nutshell. America, overly sweet, overly hyped.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm sure there's some flavor or something in here, but I just can't get past all the, like, the sweetness they're shoving down my throat. Compared to whimsical but not very
3: flavorful (laughs) beverage on the other side um yeah so but i I, I will also contend though i work at a school and prime is everywhere at at my at my school with all the kids they're just obsessed with it what what what
2: what age is the school
3: um grade five so up to uh, 11 five
2: to 11 that's a that's, that's a fairly oh sorry up to 11 years of age
3: Yes. okay up to 11 Yes.
2: okay so is that like kindergarten through to 11 years of age Yes. okay so yeah uh we went through a big craze here because prime was very hard to obtain
4: and now it's not
2: now it's now everywhere the and, no one, and, it and
4: no one's really that bothered not that than, like, bothered new, like i'm sure it's new still flavors that come sure. through. yeah but yeah. it's
2: not what it was you used no. to walk through a prime Like kids were paying people james like 10 pounds to let Oh wow! Just, just to, not for the drink itself, just for the but bottle. just can I hold the bottle the and bottles. take a picture of myself yeah. in, in an Instagram mm-hmm. post? And they would go and they'd fill the bottle up like a water bottle, so people would see him walk around with Prime, a Prime bottle, and drinking, yeah. and assuming I'm having Prime because I a fu-
0: petrol station near me, a gas station or whatever. Um, at, at its height, they were like, we have bottles of Prime that they, they were selling for seventeen pounds. Yeah, yeah, people were buying them. Uh, there's, I, there's that Wakey Wines guy who was selling crates for like. 100 a crate oh stupid See, I luck,
2: pay for it I lucked out that I walked into my local Morrison's which is just a grocery store over here mm-hmm. and they had just like a little like card table of Prime and you had a limit of yeah. like four and I was like oh I'll buy four for the pod and we'll drink it on the pod at two pounds a pop like I was just paying retail yeah I would never mm-hmm. have paid more but it was kind of fun to go ahead and go what is this
4: I told the kids what that, is this at the school I work at like the next week that I was in that I had tried Prime and they, they thought I was so cool yeah <laughs> I was
2: like in that was great, yeah, so um trying to think what, uh your birthday you had a, you had a good birthday,
3: yeah, I had to uh, hang out with different sets of friends had dinner. can't really do anything in December for your birthday in Tor- other than like just eating out really in uh, in Toronto as much <laughs> where'd you go um this place called Scatterbush for like a uh like an Italian chain restaurant kind of thing, yeah.
2: In Toronto, um, when we were home, we went to the CN Tower and we went to the old Spaghetti Factory. To which point, my oh, nephew yeah. was disappointed because it wasn't a uh, there wasn't a factory at all. He's very literal. He's very literal. He's got a very scientific factory. Yeah, he's got a very scientific kind of mind and doesn't like hyperbole. Right. It turns out, yeah, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> doesn't doesn't like that, um but no. So yeah, I, I uh, some I, I did want to go to Boston Pizza when I was home. Didn't get around to it. Wanted to go to Montana as well as home. Didn't get around to it. Did have a poutine though, so that was good. <laughs> had a poutine. Had some sushi. Good times Did get a
3: poutine
2: from? Oh, just like a mall court New York fries. Unfortunately, I was hoping to find a Smokies. I've never I've never been to Smokies in my life. I really want to go to one at one point.
3: You're good. Yeah.
2: But uh, I, I went and got one. I was at the mall. And I didn't rent a car this time. I was taking city buses, things like that. And I thought, just in case, this is my only opportunity, I will have one here. (laughs) And in case, and New York Fries, is it's it's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's a six or seven out of 10. That's what it is. But in the case that this is the only one I'm going to find, I'm going to have this. Yeah. And I did. It was good. Mm -hmm. So, and then, uh, yeah, I just kind of enjoyed a little bit. It was weird. It was really weird. There's cannabis shops all over. Yeah. Yeah. the worst. That is the everywhere. biggest. That is the biggest change between the last time I was home and, and now is that just how prevalent they are. They're everywhere.
4: That's interesting. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's like a town like Kings Lynn probably would have like six or eight cannabis shops.
4: Like what happened like, when vape became a thing? Yeah, basically everyone yeah. was a vape
2: yeah. shop. Have so many It'd vape. Be, You'd basically stuff. have a can probably two to one for every one vape shop I saw. I saw two cannabis shops.
0: Right. Yeah, we have four vape stores in my town. You guys know
2: how small my yep. town yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. There does not need to be <laughs> four vape stores. That's the one, I mean, grocery stores, vape shops, charity shops. These are the three stalwarts of the British high street. Betting Mm. shops. Betting shops. Sorry, yeah, Yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Labrooks. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to have one spoons. That's how you know it's a proper town.
0: Yeah, and the spoons.
2: (laughs) Uh, James, let's talk about the fifth element a bit. Um, Why did you want to bring the fifth element to us?
3: Uh, Probably my favorite movie one of my favorite all movies of all time so I just that's why i kept asking about it even though it doesn't really fall into the to the criteria but it's just like it's probably one of my favorite uh like sci-fi movie just of all time just yeah
2: now is sci-fi a genre you find yourself because because we've all kind of acknowledged sci-fi is not really our go-to in the same I mean, horror doesn't tend to be our go-to either uh, not even Megs isn't here, but I don't even know if she likes sci. She likes horror. I don't think she. I don't know what her sci-fi viewpoint is. Don't know. Liam loves this movie. It's a shame Liam's not here because Liam was so excited <laughs> that we were doing it. Um, is sci-fi a, a genre you find yourself leaning towards more often than not?
3: Uh, yeah, just yes, I'm big Star Wars fan. Like a uh, good space opera, Guardians is part, Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my favorite of the Marvel movies. I would, say I would lean towards mostly sci- more sci fi and fantasy, yeah. So we
2: kind of went down the metaphor of, uh, early to myself. I said, for instance, I like Star Trek The Next Generation, which I think is kind of like that, th- that sci fi thing that mainstream audiences are more likely to, to. But I don't like Babylon 5. I don't like, uh, Battlestar Galactica. That's a bit too sci fi for me. It's just do you go down to that extreme or is it just kind of the, the big ones that make their way into the mainstream?
3: I've dipped my toe in all three of those, but it's more, yeah, the mainstream stuff, but I, I keep trying to start Battlestar Galactica, the new, the, well, not new ish, the 2004 version or 2001, not the old, old one, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of try to dip myself in everything, but nothing too crazy. Like, um, I don't know if you know the one, the Expanse, or um, nah. oh, yeah. there's like those HBO shows where they go really, really in depth sci-fi. Those maybe a little bit too over my head.
2: Um, oh, I had something. now, I'm gone. Uh, no, the uh, I had a friend who was really into. Uh, he was really big into sci-fi, and uh, he was always trying to get me to um, to try Battlestar Galactica. Say, no, 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 the old one was really campy. The new one's really sophisticated. And I was like, I used to watch Stargate too. And I'm like, I just don't get this. I just don't get this. <laughs> um, so this movie comes out in Ethan. Did you say 1997? Yeah, 97. So you two are, oh, jeez. So I'm 18. I, I'm 18 when this comes out. And it's so a
4: PG film pre Georgia, pre Georgia. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 18 when this comes out roughly, Ethan, uh, 17 or 18 anyway, regardless. Yeah. It just doesn't hit my wheelhouse. I'm not really going to see movies at the cinema a lot. And then by the time it hits DVD and things like that, it's just science fiction, just not my jam. So that my experience with it was really, I watched it for the first time yesterday. Um, you, on the other hand, did you just say you were seven when this came out?
3: I was seven when it came out, but um, I actually probably just ended up watching it some time just flipping the channel on syndication on some random like movie channel, probably when I first watched it. So how long has or this like been in it.
2: your, in your, because that's you one of your favorite films. So how long has it been in your sort of viewing, um, knowledge base for,
3: uh, probably honestly, probably since I was like 14. Like, okay. So, so there's all like, maybe like honestly, like 20 years now. Wow. Time flies. It
4: does.
2: Time flies. Yeah. We we're just talking about the uh the essence of time
4: I, I just can't believe that we're two weeks into this year already like that, <laughs> that keeps getting me yeah. it's going so quickly
0: when when ian and i did uh the christmas special for who do you think you are i realized that their flashback to an old time was 2004 <laughs> and that really upset me because <laughs> for the first time
2: you were actually alive for one of these
0: yeah, well, yeah. like the compa- i am older than the companion for the first time, and it's by like five years. A question. A decent margin. Have you
2: watched? Uh, do, you, do you watch Doctor Who?
3: Um, not the new. I I kind of stopped at um Peter Capaldi.
2: You sound like most people who watch Doctor Who. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I watched the first uh the first special with Tennant, and it was okay. And I it's on my list to watch, so, like keep going, but it's just i don't know maybe i grew
2: out of it no i'm just very curious because yeah it is kind of this is the big bet that that disney plus is made or disney's making is that they can sort of uh make it relevant again to a global audience and somehow turn it into a uh another uh ip universe that's sort of out there one more question for you did you catch valerian and the city of the seven planets or whatever it was called
3: uh no. I asked cause I it's the same director as
2: this and, and same writer as this.
3: No, I did not, no.
2: That's okay. Um so I mean I don't know. Some of the things that we kind of kind of came across was I mean it's it's so I'd never seen this before today, and so I was very hey first off, I'm always thankful to watch a film I've never seen before, especially one that I knew of and just had never gotten around to. Some things that we touch base. on. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it.
3: Is this a comedy? I, I, it has comedy. It's uh, comedy elements. But I wouldn't say it was like a full on comedy. Yeah, I think I think it's just, uh, There's I bits where the they
2: steer. Heb- <laughs> there's bits where they steer heavily into this is funny laugh. Yeah, and then it like plays it straight yeah, again exhausting. for a while. It's yeah. <laughs> like, and then I, okay. Next thought. Can you explain Chris Tucker to me in this?
3: The most amazing character in all. Of the <laughs> <film>. uh, <laughs> just like that's uh, all.
2: I think Chris Tucker's Marmite. I think you either love this guy in this film or you're like, what is going on with this character in this movie?
3: It's like, um, it was like a a prophecy, like how like people, like honestly you can like see how like, um, how people are like nowadays with all this like YouTube and all like all these influencers, how they talk into things and like he made a like, a quote-unquote podcast like in like the 19, 1997 like with him just showing a live like radio show kind of version of it in the future
2: i'm telling you you know that button you have on your podcast or something where you can like speed up or slow down i needed an <laughs> option on chris tucker to slow everything he said down to 0.5 speed so i can make out what the flippity-dippity he was saying he was Oh, if there was not some sort of performance-enhancing substance in his system <laughs> helping him achieve the speed he was delivering uh, this dialogue as, I'd be... This guy is... I mean, I've told that I have a lot of energy. This guy's insane.
4: Like, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. But I just don't... If the film wanted to include this character, it probably needed to be a comedy like no, it was being a comedy like, I think his and not point just is, throw in a comedy character i think his
2: point is that he's i think the director wants him to be comedic relief i think that's the point of his character and to a degree lee evans who gets this strange mini mini run in the middle of the film until you shoot the what whatever they were called the Malkovitz or something like that in the head and then he just disappears yeah but for a few minutes he's like one of the gang yeah yeah so I think their goal was to be comedic relief, and that's going to be important because when Bruce Willis goes more into the lovey-dovey love story, he can't be that guy anymore, and she's never that person.
4: No. No. But it, it just felt like it needed like a bit of a bridge between this and everyone else, or take him down a couple of notches so it's not quite such a contrast <laughs> to the rest of the tone of the film.
2: I got another question for James now, which is... Did you recognize who the president was in this?
3: Uh, I I read this as a trivia. He's a rest. He's a wrestler, right? It, I forget his which one it is. Zeus.
2: <laughs> yes, Zeus. <laughs> if you ever seen No Holds Barred, if you haven't, go check it out. It might be the worst movie ever made. Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. and Zeus. It is. It is truly horrendous. <laughs> Uh, it's actually got one actor who's like a decent comedic actor he's in a lot of things uh, including i think his big thing was wayne's world i wish i knew what his name was he's a he's a bald guy he's usually a villain almost everything he's a villain it it really is like if we ever did it it as like an april fool's day episode it would be like it would sweep the resties right like worst actor the writing's horrendous the direction's horrendous that's funny. So that I, good. so I was stunned to see tiny listener Zeus, who was also in the Dark night. It took me a second. Then I, I sat up and I went, "That's flipping President Zeus! <laughs> What's going on here?" So, yeah, so I thought that was uh, that was enjoyable. I had a third follow up question. Just remember if I see if I can if I can stall to remember what that question was.
3: Oh, I'm not going to be helping you with stalling because I've I have a
2: question it. for you guys. Maybe you guys. Oh, brilliant. yeah, go for it.
3: Um, because I, I read this, I read up when I was watching the movie and I read up on it. Did you guys find the movie too fast? I think I like fa- too. Complete?
2: I found Chris Tucker too fast. Um,
3: Cause I I read that um, Luke Besson wanted to make this a trilogy, and but then the studio said no, and then so oh, that's like interesting. Three
4: films in one.
3: Because oh, I did say th- yeah. th-
2: the the third act is like eight minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you think once they get off of the... I'm like, oh, is this the movie? Because I'm gonna kind of like the president. I'm like, yay, we saved the <laughs> day. Oh, hang on, we haven't like, done that yet. Wait, hang on. They actually haven't put the stones back <laughs> and done the stuff yet. So that would make sense that they were looking to do part one, part two. Yeah, you could Especially- do... Movie one, you rescue the girl and you're on your way to the spaceport when they knock you out to sleep. I'm the fifth element. I'm going to save your life. Credits. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Movie two is the, is the entirety the of, which is really what the movie is, yeah. is that second act on at the resort. That's movie yeah. two. Yeah. And it ends when uh, you blow up the hotel.
1: Yeah.
2: And you get away. Act three is the- Actually the saving the world. Saving yeah. the world, going back to Egypt
4: with a time that makes sense and like a few more like derailments when you get to the pyramids and like
2: and you know what if you actually had that structure james i probably i think i think it would be a strength to the movie if you actually did this
4: yeah mm-hmm. or this this feels like it this film feels like it could very well have easily been and would be much better for being like a three-part television Not, series that a, a three from, like, part some. Long.
2: i I don't mind the. I, I say give someone the star wars treatment because then you've got like room to grow especially with the love story that feels like it happens at oh, breakneck speed
4: like here we go we need
2: the love, love stories really really quickly put through yeah so actually if you split this up and you give the audience and the characters a beat to realize yeah. what's happening i think there's something there
3: absolutely
2: i know what my third I question i
3: think it gives um gary oldman and like a and uh giant uh evil planet baseball uh, like a better like space to give them like these are two separate things or like we can find out who we can space them out a little bit more can
2: we yeah. talk about that was my third question actually can we talk about giant planet space ball fireball <laughs> mr shadow that has a mobile phone somehow
4: the planet has a mobile phone why
2: does the evil planet have to outsource uh the acquisition of stones uh how does it know what money is and how does it broker a deal with uh commissioner gordon
3: well it took all didn't it take all the satellites so it, it, it maybe intercept all of communication so now it's listening to stuff so it gets all the information and you can't just have a you need some you need an intermediary to get the stones like he doesn't have hands i guess
4: i don't know <laughs> how, how, how could it
3: pay him that's my question
4: and how i want to know how he doesn't realize that he's about to die anyway rodo asked if he helps him or not <laughs>
2: He's
0: weirdly psychic because he and can it, make people's brains bleed. Could he not just control people?
2: If if you don't just answer the phone, are you safe? Because like everything was fine, <laughs> while well, your brain, your brain will bleed black blood. Well, Only once he's on the phone, like, <laughs> and if he can, if he can do that, why doesn't he just make Corbin Dallas's brain bleed blood?
4: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you have to be talking to the planet in order to make to him to make be able to make your brain bleed. Because, like, the general is, like, staring directly at him, isn't he? Like, in the in the plane at the beginning when his brain bleeds. And he's, and Gary Oldman's on oh, the Oh, I forgot the
2: general's bleeply staring yeah, at him at the start. Yeah. yeah, I forgot it happens twice, yeah. It
4: happens twice.
3: Yeah. He um, needs an evil corporation because he has the most, he it has the most resources, I, I guess, to get the stone.
2: <laughs> What's my next one? Okay, I got one here for you, James. It's a bit of a, it's a bit, it's a bit of a hard punch I'm going to throw you here. Oh, dear. <laughs> Has this Uh film, has this film aged well? Um, I'm thinking specifically about two things. One being the Bruce Willis kiss on Leeloo when she's unconscious, where she pulls the gun on him. And the second one being whatever the flippity-dippity is happening with Ruby Rod and the stewardess as they're (laughs) taking off from the planet, which seems like she doesn't really want him to do something. And then he's so good at it, she comes around.
3: I would, with um, Bruce Willis in that moment, she does it, which is not great, but then she says, not without my permission, which is like, it actually kind of saves that moment. Uh, and then with uh, Ruby Rod it, I would say that he's doing it While she's trying to do a job which is I'm not saying It it, it doesn't happen during those times But it's like someone's like well oh, I'm trying to do something But then she still wants him to do it
4: We did question so, that train of thought We yeah. questioned
2: is she doing the whole I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to know, be
4: working. Ba- baby
2: it's cold outside you yeah, know what I mean When yeah. I say no but yeah. I mean yes and I believe there's a world Where subtext does exist I do believe There's a world where subtext exists it's, it's a little it more probably, problematic when he's the boss.
4: Yeah, the film probably needs to be a bit more explicit with that kind of message, if that's where they're going, but...
2: I, I, I was just curious about it that. It was
4: made in 97, like, I mean, it, come it on. It
2: was made in 97 <laughs>
3: in France.
4: In France. In France. Does that, does that, I, I don't know say how that much McDonald's
3: that workers are necessarily hold up to now, where they're wearing no. like all their
2: tops. I thought maybe that's how McDonald's was like in France. I was like, maybe. No,
4: I can testify it is not. But they do have a muk like, cafe and a muk bakery. Maybe it's like
2: ha 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 ha. What
4: would it be, Gem? <laughs> gem it.
2: Gem. it. <laughs> 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 it kind of needs, needs another syllable there.
4: Gem da 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 Jem.
2: Jem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, is this Bruce Willis's last film he does with hair? I think it's Bruce Willis's last film he does with hair. <laughs> that look, that orange, we didn't talk about that yet. The orange sort of outfit he wears. It, it is it, The look, the aesthetic of this film does seem to be the thing that survives more than anything mm. it, are these images. It's It's... It's uh, Bruce Willis in that orange sort of top thing he's wearing. And I
4: do appreciate that they then put Leeloo with like an orange accent and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that they're, they're matching and they belong together. And I don't know.
2: And it's Mila Yovovich in that white strappy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think I might have found the last Bruce Willis hair film. Oh, okay. It's two, years, it's two years. It's the sixth sense. Oh, okay. So I'm close. Oh, yeah. I'm close. 1999.
2: Yeah. Does
4: that have anything to do with this film?
2: The sixth sense, yeah. the fifth element, the sixth sense. <laughs> now he's like counting.
3: Uh, Did yeah. he
4: do seven? Was he in seven?
3: <laughs> seven Samurai. Seven Samurai. Uh, the hateful eight. Hate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 got a hidden role. In no, ro- District Nine. Rock Nine number, Monkeys. F- rock Number Twelve Monkeys, isn't it?
3: Oh, it's like twelve monkeys yeah. like that.
2: To be fair, I get, I get the Hateful Eight and 12 Monkeys, not Hateful Eight, yeah, the Fifth Element and, and 12 Monkeys mixed up. So I was like, which film am I watching again? I knew it was Bruce Willis. I'm like, is Brad Pitt in this one? I'm like, no, Brad Pitt's in 12 Monkeys. <laughs> um, but, okay, let's, let's do this. Can Mila Jovovich act? Because I think the answer to this is no. She no.
1: was
2: all
0: right when she
4: was panicking. <clears throat> like when it was like the really intense stuff, the like look really, really scared. Is that because the- she's a model? Probably, though. Yeah, but like she couldn't do the like the normal acting. The like this is how you deliver a line and make it not sound awful.
2: The reason why I asked if you'd seen Valerian, uh, James, is that uh, Luke Basson is that his name? Luke Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cast Cara Delavine, famously known as the woman in. Um, Suicide Squad, who just does yeah. flailing arm dancing for the whole Oh, I wish we were a video podcast
4: sometimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, he casts her in the female lead and she can't act, but she can look pouty. And it's kind of what, you know, Mila Jovovich did 20 years previously, when she was in The Fifth Element, I think for the most part, you you just kind of, she had to look kind of pouty, and someone who the audience can look at through Bruce Willis's eyes, and sort of get on board with his desire to rescue her because he loves her
4: i will put this out here i don't think she is any worse than a lot of the other acting going on in this film
2: she's not good I think bruce willis is fine in this film
4: but he doesn't really do him much does he like oh i
2: think bruce willis is told what's her motivation die hard in space i think that's what he's told
4: yeah and it's, so it's just a bit like play bruce right. willis
2: doing die hard in space yeah. but he's good at it
4: yeah, I suppose so, but like, what does he actually do? Bruce Willis is a global star, so we,
2: we haven't done Pulp Fiction before. But basically, the story behind Pulp Fiction is this um, Tarantino is trying to raise money to make his movie, and the movie's only got like a $9 million budget. Right. But the minute Bruce Willis signs on, someone signs off the European distribution rights, and he sells those for $12 million based on Bruce Willis's name alone. <gasps> so he's able to then make his movie. Yeah. Based on Bruce Willis, and he only had to give up the European distribution rights to do it.
4: Well, I get that, but it doesn't mean he's good of an actor. But
2: it does mean that global audiences want to see Bruce Willis do a specific kind of thing.
4: Oh, yeah, no, no, I completely understand that, but I just don't think he's actually... What he's doing isn't hard. He just looks right
2: i was thinking there, there's 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 a subtlety to, to bruce willis because he sits there and he lights up a cigarette and he rubs his head as he leans back and he looks overwhelmed by life and i'm like you know what no one does that better than bruce willis i'll, I'll give him that <laughs> he
4: probably just is overwhelmed by he life. might be
2: but i'm like there's acting's often reacting right and yeah, the thing yeah, i yeah. hate about bad actors or bad actors or mediocre actors are often people who just think it's what's my next line yeah and they don't realize it's all the things surrounding the line yeah. acting is reacting acting is the beats acting is the silence you take when i did chicago it was all about what i'm not saying yeah uh you're very good at acting without uh dialogue Thank you. more so than i am
1: thanks
2: um that being said um but so bruce willis does, does things he's able to hold his cigarette in a certain way and hold he's a great film actor
4: I don't think he's great. I he's think not he's a great very- actor.
2: He's a great film actor.
4: Okay. Yeah, I'm more on board with that. Because if he I knows- know your
2: next shot's going to be over here, just hold your head. That's not the same as going on a stage and nailing it in a single take. He's not Gary Oldman. No. He's not Gary Oldman. Not that Gary Oldman's Gary Oldman in the. No, film. No, Gary
4: Oldman is not Gary Oldman in this <laughs> film. That's a completely different that's a, like, completely different of fish. But like, I think he's, he's very good at doing... He's good at the close-up work. And he's good at action sequences, which makes him very good at a certain caliber of film. Like if you put Shakespeare in front of him or if you gave him anything that was actually like, although I've not seen him do it. He just comes across as someone who's very good at this one thing. And I, to me, that doesn't make someone a great actor. I'm that ju- makes him a great nope. in- I don't think I don't think Bruce in- Willis is
2: a great actor. I think yeah. Bruce Willis has, the, the podcast we do here is the idea that any film could be the best film ever. Yeah. And Bruce, Meg Ryan is a great rom-com actress. Yeah. Not, maybe not a great actress, but you love her in it and she's a fantastic rom actress. Good at an action
4: film. Bruce Willis yeah. is
2: a great action movie actor.
4: Yeah, that's and there are Bruce levels of really success good at playing in that
2: clueless. Yeah. Like Bruce Willis is better than Jason Statham.
4: I can't Ooh. comment.
2: But. Also Ooh. bald. <laughs> bald in English. He was in Snatch. Is that the
4: one with the dogs? Yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. He was like the guy who was always like Tommy, well yeah, he'll feed us to the pigs.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah with you.
2: Yeah. Like I like Jason Statham, but the benefit of Jason Statham is he is Guy Ritchie's writing behind him.
4: Yeah, which Bruce okay. Willis does not. Bruce put Bruce Willis in mm-hmm. Snatch.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Bruce Willis could do Snatch. Jason Statham couldn't do Sixth Sense.
2: Agreed. I don't think. Which is because, funny because Luke Besson does does the transporter, which is which is Jason Statham.
1: Okay.
2: So there we
4: go. Let's going back round in circles.
2: Indeed. We've still got James, but we've lost Ethan. Ethan's gone all freezy on oh, us dear. here. <laughs> just looking kind of gleeful. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I'll say this. I don't think Ian Holm's very good in this. Who
4: was Ian Holm?
2: He was the the priest.
4: No. He just kind of was like,
2: a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
4: There's not much. To, I think the problem is a lot of these characters don't actually have that much to do or say that is, like, levels. Like, if you like him, like... They're very... They kind of all
0: just... One note?
4: Yeah, yeah. They just all six all over the place in their own, like, trope. So, like, Bruce Willis is sixing and the priest is sixing and Mila kind of does... six sensing or...? No, just, like, as in, like, on a scale of... Oh, no. I haven't even seen that. I whole. think Mila
2: Golgovich is doing, like, like She's like a three ones. or a four. She's yeah.
4: doing some ones and some tens, but sits about but a three
2: get, or a four. But Gary Oldman's, like, nineing and tenning all over the place.
4: Yeah, and then dies almost dies to a cherry and then they're like okay and then there's some weird creature and I'm like this creature is animated oh, by this acting
2: so James walk me through why does um, why does Father Cornelius not let Zorg die on the cherry
4: when he's choking
3: goodness of his heart because he doesn't know who he is at, at the moment but or does he ever I think he does know at yet. that point yeah
4: yeah, he knows about the stones. But does he know he's
3: working for the evil monster ball, or <laughs> monster
2: ball? I'm not sure anybody else in the film knew about the giant monster ball being a. Uh... Well,
4: One no, of the priests knew about him. Doesn't know. Well, he knows it's a great evil. evil. He evil.
2: doesn't know he's got
3: good cell signal.
4: No, that's true.
3: His
2: name is Mr. Shadow. How uh, was it in the? Mr. His name is
3: Shadow. Mr. Shadow. <laughs> also to prove a point, I guess, with that whole scene where like he got all these things, but all you need but they're not here to help you, including that weird, like, elephant pet thing. He's crazy.
4: He's kind of like virtue signaling, isn't he? He's like, look at all these things. He's like, I'm going to let you suffer for a bit whilst I talk at you about the goodness of humanity, and then I'm going to save you to prove my point. But it doesn't work because
2: (laughs) Zorg doesn't care. If if Zorg kills him, the bad guys win. Yeah. Exactly.
4: Whereas the priest is like... Yeah, the priest is kind of kind of trying to prove... Trying to, like, convert him rather than just going, lost cause, kill him.
2: Does like, this just seem... But it's kind of like... there's write him out of it. Because it doesn't seem consistent with Zorg's character, does it? No. Okay.
4: <laughs> there is nothing consistent I'm trying about to figure out what,
2: what Liam would say if he was here. I don't know.
4: Sorry, I'm just getting up to stretch. But I'm just, this is why I love this microphone.
2: <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Uh, I'm going to hit a button and we'll see where we're going with this. So... We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Now, famously, because one of the responsibilities James has is to move our random word this week. Famously, he once tried <laughs> to get the word lesbians by me. I yes. went, nope. <laughs> 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 nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, no, no,
4: Lesbians is the GIF of the Week.
2: But as linked to this movie, James, do you have a random word we can use for our GIF of the Week competition?
4: Uh, Multipass multi-pass i like
2: that good luck folks what can you do out there with multi-pass Ooh. look forward to it um yeah uh let's take a look here money 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 a 90 oh i did find this out an interesting note about the movie because i try to stay away from the context but did come across this at the end was that when they were making the movie originally they were trying to make it in like 93 or something like that and Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson were highlighted as the two actors who were most in line to do the the, the lead role. Um, Mel bowed out, but Bruce was really reluctant because he'd made two kind of bombs just before it and was like, this film feels too experimental to get out there. So as it turns out, he ended up putting it in a drawer and made Leon the Professional instead. Then he comes by, because of how successful Leon the Professional is, uh Columbia or someone gives him the money to go ahead and uh free this up and it just so happens that Brisson's in an executive's office when Bruce Willis phones in for something else and Brisson says can I just speak to him for a minute while they are speaking he goes hey just want to let you know I'm making fifth element no hard feelings I'm just going to go with a less expensive actor uh-huh and there's a pause and Willis says well let me read the script the script is good we can work something out okay and so that's how we get willison in the movie budget ends up going to 90 million (laughs) budget ends up going to (laughs) nine well his version of a script is probably what do i get to do and how do i get to look
4: how many explosions do i get to run away from
2: 90 million dollar budget what do you think it (laughs) takes home
4: um oh i don't
2: know 160 160 ethan is Ethan Ooh, still one hundred and eighty? One hundred and eighty, and James De Guzman. Um, let's see two hundred. James has got the win on this one. Two hundred and sixty three point uh, nine.
4: Whoa, it's a big hit. Better than I expected. It's a big hit.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, one Oscar nomination. Mm, special effects set design. Not set. No, set design. I don't know about you, James. I thought the set design was kind of lacking in this movie. Costumes. I, I, I really liked it, like. Costumes were good. Set design was like here's a room. Except for I did like I did like the set design of the pyramid looking thingy, but no, it wasn't set design. It wasn't uh costumes, it wasn't special effects. Uh
4: it wasn't a like acting award, was it? No, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> okay, best cool.
0: director.
2: No. It so? was uh actually it was best uh sound edited. Oh, which it yeah, lost to uh, a yeah. it lost to uh the the gentleman that Ethan thought was in this movie uh James Cameron's Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we are. Uh, I'd J- full circle. James, you've got to do some uh, you had to put on your casting director hat here. You you know the BFE, who would you cast as who? Uh,
3: Ian, I put you as the priest.
2: Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's fun.
3: Maybe um Ethan as the the sidekick to the priest <laughs> it's, it's our relationship yeah. isn't it buddy <laughs> <laughs> Ethan go do this I don't want to
0: do it <laughs>
2: yeah Ethan I was thinking you could do this I'm gonna sit at the bar and get drunk <laughs> I know it's the fate of the universe go on
3: I um, I l- <laughs> cast myself probably as like those guys that are praising Ruby Rod but
2: okay you're like Ruby Rod sidekick skiddy up what about Liam, where are you Georgia. putting Liam? Or Georgia, yeah. Uh, Mila
3: Djokovic.
4: Cool. I don't think I'd rock and those then, white bandages as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee, uh, Ian, uh, I think, well, who would... Bruce, maybe Bruce Willis, I don't
2: know. Liam is Bruce Willis, he'd like he'd that. He'd
3: like that, yeah. yeah.
4: He'd like that or to be
1: Ruby Rose. Well, Liam, with either. no, I think he'd really Ruby want to Rodd. be Bruce Willis. Yeah. I
2: think he would. You know yeah. Liam, he puts himself in, in the lead character of every movie he sees, <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: and he loves this movie. So this is—I mean—I can see this being some Liam wish fulfillment big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there we are, and then uh, Megs can be, oh, the it's mom, not really the mom
4: on the phone. The mum on the
2: phone, <laughs> or she, or she could be the diva. Yeah,
4: she could be the diva.
2: Yeah.
3: With the infinite stomach that can fit all those rocks. Yes. Oh my goodness. Like
4: what even was the plan there? if She doesn't get shot. Like how does this work? How is she even alive with those inside of her?
2: Maybe maybe. Maybe, it, maybe, alien, James, physiology. maybe her stomach is it's just like a membrane that you can reach into and just like grab it and then pull out. Oh it's
4: so weird.
3: we don't know alien biology, guys.
2: We it's, don't. it's aliens.
4: It's aliens. That's the answer. Space aliens.
2: Yep. <laughs> just uh Do you have the stones to do the job? She does. Um <sighs> There we are. Did this film have a villain problem?
4: <laughs> what you mean, Mister Shadow and Gary See, Oldman
2: and I'm fine if the if the villain is 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 Gary Oldman.
4: Yeah, we don't need the. And somehow, and
2: somehow, if the the planet's his weapon that he sort of is manipulating through like evil power it makes and sources, more
4: sense because then at least like you know that he's yeah like, gonna escape.
2: Yeah, I think my issue is that the planets got, like, a voice.
4: And also effectively but we only hear it, every 5,000 years. We only hear
2: it once in the movie, and he's interested in, like, <laughs> payment.
4: Also doesn't sound how I thought the embodiment of evil would sound. He's
2: like, I'll Venmo you the money.
4: And he's like, it's chill. I will get the money sorted, don't worry.
2: <laughs> money is of no importance to me.
3: Yeah. Because I'm a planet. It has, like, a. Curse that's like a spider-man 3 problem too many villains
2: i think you know what you're not wrong because there's the the thugs the shapeshifters
3: the yeah the
4: rhino people
2: uh sure yeah yeah then there's gary oldman yeah and then yeah there's there's the planet and you're like i just don't yeah i think it's one too many cooks in the kitchen because i'm fine with gary oldman being the big bad it just seemed weird to make him
4: somebody's like fodder yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. So I just think Because he wants to fact. condense.
3: Oh. Sorry, what was that, James? Go ahead. I think because Luke Bisson wants to condense it all, like these could have been like the Rhino guys in the first movie. Yeah. Um, Gerald, old the second, and then the big giant um, monster ball at the end.
2: Here's my theory. What do you think about this? See, I think the planet is the planet because they're terrified if it's not, it's a Death Star and they get sued.
3: <laughs> That's. That, that's
2: not a, not a bad theory. <laughs> Otherwise, do you not just have, like, oh, it's the Emperor. Hmm. We have a Death Star, and then Buddy's Vader, and then it's just the but Death Star's coming to blow up your planet.
4: But then why does it do it every 5,000 years? You've got to rewrite the start then, haven't you?
2: Well, what doesn't do you mean, it beat for archeology? beat the same? You just go, here's, you know, I'm the chosen one. Okay, tell me about your father and how he, he united the Force. So
4: then we are just writing isn't, isn't
2: the fifth element just like the Force?
4: Yeah, of course it is. Yeah like All right. but that's why it has to be different
2: <laughs> the dark side pure light pure evil bringing balance
4: yep <sighs> crazy hairdos
2: seems pretty star warsy to me
4: weird clothes
2: not as good work with miniatures. star wars did it better
4: dusty planets
2: dusty Planets. um
4: ethan had a cool speaking, fact yeah
0: speaking of mr shadow so I was looking up, like, who voiced Mr. Shadow because I was like, oh, maybe it's, like, someone important. Uh, they don't say who the who the voice of Mr. Shadow is or the mum. But I found an amazing fact, which is it's not blood that's coming out of those people's head when they're talking to Mr. Shadow. It's the pure embodiment of evil, according <laughs> to Luke Busson in a Reddit AMA, because th- uh, whatever. He says, our entire body is full of impurities. The evil is able to concentrate them and to exit them through your skin, exactly like when you're sick and your impurities go out through your pimples.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But why would the evil body of evil want the evil to leave your body? Surely it would want the evil to stay inside your body so you remain evil to do its evil bidding.
3: If we all have an evil antenna. That's if fine, though, Georgia. <laughs> but here's the thing: doesn't the, like you can't <laughs>
2: hope that your audience stumbles upon your AMA on Reddit 17 no. years in the future.
4: Especially because Literally. it looks like blood coming from your brain. <laughs> well,
2: it looks like. I mean, I don't know about you, uh, James. It looked like whatever was coming out from uh, Alexa Bliss's crown at WrestleMania a few years back.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember that
2: and they never close that loop either <laughs> oh, uh here we go uh whose Whose story is it um the priests <laughs> well no it's 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 the fifth element of mila i think it's dallas's story isn't it
4: yeah what does he actually learn what that he can actually tell someone that he loves them just before he, the whole planet explodes
2: it's the story of humanity in that yeah we can harm each other but we can also do we good also things for each, each other. other yeah, yeah. And that's both what whose story it is and what the story is, I suppose. Yeah. Life is worth preserving, even if you look around and see the worst of it. Because Jurassic uh, Park? <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- I, we didn't talk about it in enough detail, but the I'll say this. The sequence where she stumbles upon, where she Googles war. in a pre-Google world, but she Googles war yeah. and comes across all those images. It's a powerful sequence, and it, it does is, seem interesting yeah.
1: and there were some that she in there focused that felt very more... Much-
2: on Hirosh- i thought the big picture would be auschwitz and not hiroshima but they go over hiroshima well, and that's fine hiroshima,
4: but there's also pictures of people hanging there's yep. like all sorts of like actual images in there that i'm going oh okay we're including these no we're including this is the
2: worst stuff that happens yeah. yeah yeah it might be rated at 12 but i don't think that's an intended audience
4: no 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 but i'm just surprised yeah. that some of those images slip through well and it's, it's, all, no, no, through it's, it's, it's all it's
2: all french on it's just a still image you're fine um okay let's do all the women
4: <laughs> um cool okay so what have we got two two women characters in this film um three if you include the space stewardesses because the mum, <sighs> the mum on the phone horrific stereotype
2: there's the very frumpy looking military The woman. very
4: frumpy military woman who they go oh i definitely couldn't be married to her
2: the president's got an aide, but she really doesn't do anything. She doesn't.
4: I'm not. She's not an issue. She's just a yep. character. That's not a problem. Diva. Diva. Yeah, it's just a plot device, but it's obviously trustworthy. Okay, cool. But she's. It, they didn't put enough thought or anything into that. And then there's Luli, Lili, Lulu Lilu, who. As opposed to Lulu,
2: who doesn't like the banter at the start of the episodes. (laughs) yeah.
4: Lulu is the, like, fifth element, is the embodiment of perfect, is born to save everyone. Okay, cool, great. It's a woman in that role, not a man. We love that. But why is it a woman in that role? So that we can have our male protagonist have a love interest, and so that we can have shots of naked boobs, and so that we can put a woman in a sexy costume. But it's okay, because we're celebrating her, because she's the best thing about the universe. All right, go off. Like it's just a bit shit in it not and then that's without going on to the space stewardesses like and the costuming in this film that is obviously just how what what do we do in 300 years in the future we just look we still like boobs That's, that's what we do we really like boobs
2: you didn't take comfort from knowing that there's still that stability in the universe
4: (laughs) no no okay no i did not because i tell you what i bet those outfits of those mcdonald's workers like like are mandated and if you want a job and like you want this entry-level position where you are having to like oh sorry are we are we involved
2: in in the actual yeah yeah okay if
4: we're going for minimum wage but you have to get your boobs out that's how it works and not even at a restaurant anymore That where that's where you're expected to do it. i tell McDonald's. you
2: what, science fiction's always been a bit rough with uh, with women. What did George yeah. Lucas famously say? There's no such thing as bras and underwear in space. Oh,
3: something no like underwear that. In
2: space. Yeah. Yeah.
4: No underwear in space. All right, well, you can be dingle dangling with no underwear as well. Well, they're all, they're all, all wearing
2: very loose-fitting fabrics, aren't they? Oh, dear. Um, this film. I'll say this. Um... Yeah, the, the camera was positioned at places at times where the main characters look away from her and give her the respect. But as the audience, we get to see her get changed. And that feels a bit voyeuristic. Yeah. Um a bit. Lilou, despite being the fifth element and the most powerful being in the, in the universe, is pretty passive, the whole film. Also still needs And lays saving. around needing save the whole movie by needs Bruce laugh. Willis, with the exception of a... um with the exception of the sequence where she kicks some butt during the diva song. Yep.
1: Um,
2: but then goes kind of comatose and then has an identity crisis when it's like, we need you to save the world. And it's not until she's told that she can be loved by Bruce Willis, that she is
1: who gets okay to fuck finish
2: her. the movie by penetrating her. You know what I mean? <laughs> In a
4: chamber.
2: You know, like, it does feel like it's not a great film for roller women. No, it doesn't. No, it's not great. Uh, anybody want to add or challenge onto what I've said there? I will be
0: the person to say this is the best portrayal of women <laughs> I've ever seen in film.
1: Oh dear.
2: <laughs> um, you trying to nah, it's, it's, are you trying to open us up to? <laughs> are you trying to open us up to? oh what's his name? That terrible right wing guy who's in like Romania. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you do Oh Andrew Tate. Yeah, no, you are Andrew you trying to Tate. open us up to his audience? What are you doing with that? <laughs> <laughs>
4: he's being shit is what he's doing. Uh
2: I'm
0: being a
4: little shit. No,
2: they, 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 they can't it's see the sarcasm terrible. sign you're holding beside your face there. Just we need we like did. a light that just goes
4: sarcasm. sarcasm, well, sarcasm well,
2: except for it doesn't sarcasm. really work in a, in an audio format. No. We, need, we need we need we need like a, like like an audio uh what do they call it? Like an audio yeah. water print.
0: Yeah, there's this is sarcasm. Having yeah. a very monotone this voice
2: this is a sarcastic point sarcastic points are said <laughs> in this podcast
4: this is not the <laughs> accurate reflection of the viewpoints of the bfe it has
2: gotta be really short because we're gonna keep speaking over it <laughs> uh, other big questions i think we answered most of the big questions as we've gone through all yeah. uh, right let's do our best and worst shall we favorite character in the movie
4: oh can i say the little elephant creature on his desk that appears i sure. really liked that sure go ahead cute
2: uh ethan
0: He's all, I can't explain it, but every time he's on screen, I'm having such a good time. And I think it's his little accent. Oh, Oldman.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah he's playing we haven't mentioned this yet. He's playing it with like this like slightly southern American accent.
4: Yeah. Choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Choice? Yep. Uh James, favorite character.
3: Uh Ruby Rod. <laughs> <laughs> he's in there for like not that long and when he's 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 standing out in the hole like when he's there.
2: Like, he's completely out of place in that third act where he's like, I'm leaving. I'm like, why are you even here?
4: If he spoke slower, I could actually understand what he was saying. I, I'm, I am more team, I think this is hilarious. I, he doesn't annoy me, oh, but I, me. Just, I just can't understand him. So I'm like, you did this badly, not even you did this wrong. You did it
2: badly. Oh I'm trying to figure out who my favorite character
3: is. I think, because I, yeah, I watched it so many times. I, like, I, You've probably learned it. Word, but like, mm. Exactly, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's the speed mixed with the high-pitched voice he gives it, and the lisp where I'm yeah. going, every- and also because it was Mike, he had like this weird little tinny echo, and it just
2: all of it just doesn't sound right in my brain. Chris Tucker is a really weird thing that happened in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. He was just everywhere. It felt for about 15 minutes. <laughs> um, oh, I'm really struggling for a best character. Um,
1: <laughs> That's a good sign, isn't it? <laughs>
2: I guess I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna go with Bruce Willis. I guess, yeah. Yeah, go for it. I go mean for Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for Bruce Willis. Um Yeah, I guess he's the guy we experience most things through, and so therefore he's our entry point to it. Uh I'll take him. Uh it feels like a comfortable pair of shoes because he's so close to playing John McClane Yeah. That I think um that gives this film greater accessibility than it would have had without him, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so I'll go there. Best moment, best element. Georgia.
4: Um, I think that the best element about this film...
2: Oh, I'll go honorable mention to Luke Perry. Luke Perry I enjoyed in the opening uh, sequence. Yeah, he's oh, good. he's
4: good. He might be the best thing about this film. Um, No, I like... What am I doing? Am I doing best element? That's yep. what I'm doing.
2: The fifth um, one was the best fifth, one.
4: The fifth one. The fifth one was the best. My element. best
2: element was with wind.
4: That, <laughs> <laughs> Mine was fire. Um, now I'm going to go with the one they chose to keep. There were some nice practical effects in this. There were some really awful ones as well. But there was some. I liked the alien costumes. I thought they were quite good. Both the metal ones and the rhino ones. Um, I quite liked them. So yeah, I'll probably go with that actually.
2: Okay. Yeah. So what was that?
4: Like aliens yeah the, 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 the design and the actual execution of the aliens
0: ethan the the uh, intercut editing especially between like um when Zorg finds out for the second time that the stones aren't in the box and it's kind of between like him and Lilu laughing but they're explain the same thing it's it's great but it's it's I'm realizing it's also the same uh thing that I find really funny in the Austin Powers movies with the um like the penis jokes but they make me laugh for the same reason.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely that. I completely forgot that was a thing. The editing, those like sequences. I think they're really good. James
3: I would say I mentioned earlier, like set designs and like props and like this just the the world feels so much more lived in than a lot of sci fi places where it just used like you think, but like I just like everything feels like grungy like it's a, it has a nineties grunginess to it that I really like to it, like and a lot of like little details that like me, probably watching it like twenty times, I see like he's trying to quit smoking, so his like filter is like the size of the whole cigarette, or just like um, li- little stuff that were you I've noticed in the throughout the movie, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I'll say this: I like the spaceport as as a location. I also like the idea that when you're being questioned, you put your two hands on these yellow dots. Yeah, that was kind yeah, of a yeah. neat. Any
1: choice.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to join um, George and Ethan and say editing was my favorite part of it. Yeah. Uh, some of the cross cutting was particularly well done. Um, sometimes it's for comedy, sometimes it's for drama, but it was a choice that. Uh, That I liked and as a choice probably because it reminds me of stuff that I naturally try to do myself. And I'm hoping much that self congratulatory that I'm like, it reminds me (laughs) of me.
4: Therefore, it is good. Therefore, it is good.
2: No, but I just kind of went, it's an effective way. You can get a lot of humor out of it. If you look Uh at even how I put together the besties and resties spiels, it's about that bouncing back and forth for comedic effect. Yeah. Um, but no, I enjoyed it and thought that was a strength of it. I will also give extra moments to again, the, the delivery of the opera scene by the actress who was playing Vadiva. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. So, and again, that cross cutting between that and the fight was just a really good choice. It was good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, grumble, maybe a grumble, <laughs> either your chief grumble or grumble we haven't talked about yet. Things of that nature. Uh, Georgia. um,
4: I think just the gaping, not even plot holes, but like world building holes that exist that aren't covered um because well, probably for the reason james said because this was supposed to be three films and it's ended up being one film and it means that there are massive gaps in where the story is and in like kind of squishing it together and weaving it together to one story rather than three it's missing so much stuff and i just don't think that's excusable
2: I uh Ethan.
0: We said all the role of women stuff, but there's something the story just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and not in the way that I'm like, oh, it's a little bit weird. Like I can handle weird. I love Birdman. Birdman's weird. Yeah. All those other ones that we've done. Um but this one does like I think for a second about it, and I keep being like, okay, the sun the sun or a planet wants to eat you, whatever. I've seen that in Doctor Who. I can understand that. The Parasite Planet. This one the four stones need to be placed together every 5,000 years, but it, they can't always be in the same place because people want to destroy them. Which also doesn't make sense because they well, want to destroy the universe that they live in, but that's also kind of glossed over because also the, the, the planet seems to be sentient.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: yep. Uh, James, I got nothing else like my brain, it just doesn't.
2: Uh James, I think maybe we have some, some lag with 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 Ethan. We have a chance to catch back up there. What did did you have a grumble on this?
3: Um well how, now that you guys explained like with the role of women, that's one. It just like and uh, other than like Bruce Willis, Mila Mila Jovovich, and uh, maybe Gary Oldman, everyone does everyone has like only like a one note kind of character. Everyone's like very superficial or, yeah, say that
2: yeah absolutely yeah I'll help you defend it I mean that really has to be uh, fully fleshed out I mean it really is just three or four main characters in this sprawling universe and that's okay that's okay look at Star Wars how many multifaceted characters do you have in that it's not necessarily not everything has to be um, an ensemble piece and this isn't one of them uh i will go to yeah i think it's the break now it's funny i hadn't quite put a word on it yet james but i think when you said it was too fast for you i think that pretty much covers the majority of that and the tonal shifts and i don't know if that's because it was a french um a french film
3: Mm. and
2: therefore um versions of comedy are are different when you look at it from a maybe a, a global perspective um just the choice to go to go funny at places that felt odd and go i don't know how seriously to take any of the threats you're making because you this is a great evil that could exterminate all life but then we're also having the priest just just fainted kind of jokes i'm like i don't know where to reconcile that Mm -hmm. so there's that uh let's go ahead and say is this anybody's best role ever
4: I don't think I can comment
2: on that. I've seen two Mila Jovovich films. This is her best, but that's not saying much. There's even movies she's much better in. Oh, is she okay? Because that seems to be her thing. She's kind of the silent assassin type, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the aesthetic with her, and I get it. Uh, we, something that happened earlier. Was we went was, was she a model? Was she was she I said look up Calvin Klein? I bet you she would have done a, a campaign for them. And sure enough, I was right. Yeah. So it feels like it's about the look. <laughs> Rather than maybe the acting, which
4: is she does very well in this. Yeah. Like she's a she holds the aesthetic mm-hmm. very very well. So I mean, good on her, I suppose.
2: Um, I'm gonna go with outside of that. It's nobody's best role. Not even President Tiny Lister. He was better in The Dark Knight. Not so
4: even Gary Oldman. No. What?
1: <laughs>
2: no, I think I think we just want to this with Mank. Is this be- is this better? If it is, I think it's better if his performance in. Um, in hitman's bodyguard i think it's better than that mm.
4: <laughs> you just hate hitman's bodyguard <laughs> i can find
2: individual samuel jackson's great in hitman's he bodyguard even if he's just playing himself and ryan reynolds is just bestie actually no ryan reynolds isn't playing hitman's in that. bodyguard yep yeah yep that hey it was, it was the bestie for best comedy that year wasn't it
1: i think so jeez
2: I think <laughs> jeez <laughs> um there we are let's go ahead and hit this button Oh, which one is it? I think it's this one. I never want
1: to my age. What's my age again? What's my age again?
2: It would only be fitting to say age game, age game. Let's all play the space age game.
1: Space age.
2: Uh, <laughs> Ethan, what you got? So first we have Space
0: Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think he is... Mm, 38
2: space years. I was going to say that, so I will go 39 space years. Uh, 35. That goes to Ian because he is 40. Oh. Hey. Oh, close. Good guess, though. Yeah. I really was not going to go 38, yeah. This, oh, this is where it's going to fall apart when, when Ethan's got to host the age game and his internet's going. This one's going. a twofer, I tell Yeah, we're getting just bits and pieces of it. It's all falling apart. Ethan, are you back with us? I'm back. We've got Mila Jovovich now. I always want to call her Jovovich. I don't know what it is.
4: Is that a tennis player?
2: Uh, It's like Djokovic, isn't it? Novak, no, No, Novak Djokovic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think
4: she is 26 space years. I think
2: she's
3: 28 space years. Pretty sure. She's younger, like around like uh, let's go really young,
0: twenty. She is twenty. Wow! James is exactly on the money. but hang um, on, hang on, Bruce, uh, for a bit of Bruce was forty, uh, right? Yep.
2: Okay, it's a yeah, uh, which is fine. I mean, consenting adults and all that stuff, but it's a significant age gap.
4: How old was yeah?
2: Luke? How old was Luke Besson? So. As we said, Luc
0: Besson left his wife Mila Jovovich while they filmed oh, no. this. Luc Besson was 36
2: at the time. Uh, well, whoa! Well, it's not as bad. I thought as it was. I, th- I, I, thought thought it was I thought it was going worse. I no, thought it was going worse.
4: not great but, either.
2: I mean, I mean, France's president's got a got a bit of an age gap himself, Daddy. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just how they do things. Just how we do things in France.
0: Next, we have oh. St- we're still oh, with we've you, buddy. we got Hello. you. Yeah. I back? You were oh, with us yeah. the okay. whole time. My we- internet's just a bit laggy. Okay. So next we have Gary Space
2: Old Man. Oh. Is Old Man
4: a clue here? Mm, I
2: don't ooh. think so. No, I, I don't think, think so.
4: Um,
2: 45.
4: Oh, yeah. How old is he when he does his Harry Potter film? I don't know the answer, but I'm just picturing him. and trying to figure it out. I think I'm gonna do forty.
3: He looks so much younger with that plastic cap on. Let's say uh forty. Or would you do you say forty? 40. Or yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Say?
4: you can double down on forty if you want to. Uh
3: thirty nine.
0: That will go to James because he is thirty seven. Oh.
2: Wow.
4: He looks good when he does Prisoner Azkaban. He looks younger again. Which is why I was going yeah. not older than forty. He's
2: just always been around, hasn't he?
4: Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, then we have Space Chris Tucker.
4: I think he
3: is
4: oh, 32 space years
0: old.
3: 25. Oh, Yuri took mine. Um, let's say 26.
0: That goes to Ian because he is 24. Yes. Oh. And then finally. Bilbo Baggins, the priest man himself, Ian Holm.
4: Um, I'm going to go 54 space years.
3: 44 space years. I'll go right in the middle, 49. Ian was 20 years out. He's
0: 64. Wow. So that goes Whoa. to Georgia with still 10 years to go.
4: Actually, no, that's the space year conversion. Um.
0: <laughs> oh, my <gosh. laughs> So Man. that is a tie between
2: Ian and James. Hey, there we go. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to our guest well, on this James
4: one. didn't James <laughs> get an extra half point because he got one bang on?
2: Did he get one bang on? Oh, yeah. So I guess that's a, yeah. There we go. That goes straight to Jameson. There we Sorry, go.
3: Ian. Hooray. I went again.
2: And that's what really is what we're about. Um, let's do the critics. The good, the bad, and the e 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. 7.1 on IMDb.
4: Yeah. Um, I am not as prepped as I thought I was. It's disappeared from my thing. Give me just half a second. Here we go. Right. Um okay uh, that's what i wanted to have so mark savlov from austin chronicle says the fifth element actually feels like it was scripted by a daydreaming teenager but in a good way that is to say there's a certain gosh wow sense of wonder to the whole thing that echoes the completely unique universes of george lucas and company okay um then we have got um joe morganston from the wall street journal he says in this movie and many like it the only elements that count are impact 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 and impact the fifth element is gibberish all right then our good friend roger
2: ebert
4: says the fifth element which opened at the Cannes film festival on thursday is one of the great goofy movies a film so preposterous i wasn't surprised to discover it was written by a teenage boy that boy grew up to become luke Bisson? is that how i pronounce it yep Uh, Director of good smaller movies and bizarre big ones. And here he spent 90 million to create sites so remarkable they really ought to be seen. Um, And then he went on to say at 127 minutes, which this seems a reasonable length, it plays long. There is too much of a tiresome disc jockey character late in the movie when the plot should be focused on business. Sequences are allowed to drag on, perhaps because so much work and expense went into creating them. The editor, Sylvie Landre, is ultimately responsible for the pacing, but no doubt Besson hovered over her shoulder in love with what he had wrought. A fierce trimming would have would preserve what makes the fifth element remarkable and remove what makes it redundant. There's great stuff here, and the movie should get out of its own way. He gives it a
2: three out of four. What? Well, there we go. He's, he's allowed to do he's that. a fan. He is. Oh. So, there we are. <laughs> He's writing that in 1997, though. Yes. So, you, literally you, as it
4: comes out. Yeah you, yeah. you
2: never know. You never know. <laughs> so, uh, I forgot to put up a poll, even though it's what I'm known <laughs> of. Please.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, we've got Ethan continuing to. In the first rev... Ethan, we may need you to disconnect and try and reconnect, buddy. I think we're, we're fighting a losing battle here. If you can just try and do that, we'll see about uh, getting there. I think we're. Uh, it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, something like that. So I was uh, trying. Yeah, I see that. I was trying to uh, say that I forgot to put a poll up. Usually I'm pretty good at this stuff, and I just uh, happen to forget to do it. So uh, usually I ask if it's a great film, good film, okay, or poor film, but I forgot to do that. So I don't have any thoughts from the fledgling fandom at this time, but just as well, because usually at this point I throw back to Georgia anyway to talk about... Uh, um, to talk about what the fledgling fandom may have had to say. So uh, I'm just trying to to pivot because George is uh, trying to make sure the TV doesn't turn off, which is what we're doing the uh, the video conference on here. So, George, do we have anything from the from the
4: Now, it'll be funny that the you podcast? forgot to put up a poll because um, I forgot to put up the fifth seat until very recently, so there's nothing on it yet. Um, but I think I realized why I did that because I realized it earlier. Um, because we put up all the stuff for the resties at the same time. Okay. I forgot to put that one up, but I will update it as and when it comes in.
2: So should we get anything on that, we will definitely add that too. I'm sure it's a type of film that people are going to have opinions on. I don't yeah. think it's going to go through without, uh, whatever. So we will edit that in as is needed at this, uh, at this point. Um, let's go. Uh, it may just be me reading some stuff out in the future. It may be, who knows what it'll be. But there we are um let's go ahead and go if you like this film or episode you would like oh that's weird we've had the that whole works. time we've had Ethan on the left and uh, Jim on the right now it's yeah. the way around yeah I think Star Wars is a good shout I think yeah. Star Wars is a very good shout um I think Guardians oh, yeah. of the Galaxy wasn't it was, was was a good shout too this kind of trying to mix science fiction with comedy mm-hmm uh, I think there's, a, I think, I think, I think you like Die Hard, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's,
4: it does give Die yeah, Hard vibes. I think it? it's
2: still uh, Bruce Willis versus the world. So it's it, Die Hard it's, in space. Something to that. Uh, Ethan, you're back. How's it going?
0: Hi, hello. I'm hoping this works now.
2: Your visual's a bit laggy, but your audio seems to be okay. So uh, I think there's something you were trying to say before you That's left. True. Do you remember what that was?
0: Yeah, it was. I, I said it was really funny that Georgia mentioned in one of the reviews that it, it was like it was written by a, like a teenager, because while I was doing the little blood, um, evil, darkness thing, an article popped up with like the top twenty-five facts that you didn't know about um, the the film. The, for Element. There we go. Um, he wrote this when he was
2: sixteen yeah. and continued from there. Yeah, I did say, see that. There was gonna be a whole thing about how sand people or some nonsense like that um yeah (laughs) brilliant Uh, ideas that pop into your head he thought he was writing a novel at the time and Uh, then he turns out to go i'm writing a film which is probably why it feels like there's a lot of information crammed into here i think it does feel like there's characters that would be a much larger sort of scape um now it's time for (laughs) our ratings our ratings (laughs) let's start with james let's start with the man who, who who brought this to us um what do you think buddy you brought this was just one of your favorite films so so uh, i'm sure you're, you're gonna look on it in, in a favorable light and that is totally okay where are you going with this
3: so like you said this is one of my favorites i've if it, this movie is on tv i'll just stop kind of watch it nostalgia is probably uh it, um, taking over my ratings so i'm and just, yeah I, uh, I love the world even as cheesy as the writing is, and even the one-note characters, I just... I love this movie. I'm going to give it um, eight uh, multi-passes out of ten. Eight (laughs)
2: multi-passes out of ten. Much obliged.
3: Uh, Ethan?
0: I feel really bad because I've been really negative on this film, and it just doesn't hit me. I think... I'm starting to think it might be Luke Besson himself because I had the same thing with Lucy. I had the same thing with Valerian. I've not seen uh, Leon the Professional, so maybe... Maybe it's the sci-fi stuff of his that I don't vibe mm. with. Um it's not aged well, and I know that going into like 2024, of course, I wouldn't vibe with it. Um The plot's strange, and maybe if I watched it again at some point, maybe I might like it a bit more. But I just I struggle with it. And I think that for me, the, the negatives outweigh the positives, and I think that's the most middling thing I can give it. So for that, it's called the fifth element for a reason. I'm giving it <laughs> Five space cabs out of
2: ten. Five
0: space cabs
2: out space of ten. It's a good rating. Yeah. It's a good rating. Not necessarily the number, but 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 the actual uh, the pivot. I like it. Mm-hmm. Georgia.
4: Um I was watching this and really was very confused. I was worried that something called the Fifth Element, because I genuinely knew nothing about it. The fifth element could have been a title that was one of those films that like threw me and I didn't like it. Like it just gives those off those vibes. Don't know why, just does. Like the sixth sense. But
2: Mind you, of math or what?
4: No, like creepy things. Oh, okay, like it could have been like numbers. Yeah,
2: numbers are scary. Like algebra. Yeah, numbers yeah, yeah. are scary. Numbers are scary. Where's 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 it, where's, where's Ethan's sarcasm, sarcasm sign, sign. Sarcasm. I need to hold that up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, but no, I so I had no idea what I was going into. So when it started like doing weird, I was like, oh okay, I can get on board with this.
2: Like yeah, you like weird? Hey?
4: I like weird. I like goofy. I like. Abstract. I can get on board with it, and I was was starting to get into it, and then it started not making any sense. And then I was like, kind of going, "Okay, I'm trying to follow this, but I have no idea what's going on." And then there was the whole thing with Lilu as just a character device, and I'm starting to go, "Oh, oh, I understand what this film is. I get it. I am not the intended audience in the slightest, and I can appreciate that." It's a boys' film. I think it's a boys. I think it's a nineties boys' film. Okay. Um, But then I started going, okay, I get it. And then it creeped over into absolute insanity where then I was enjoying it again because it was so stupid and I was going, this is so bad that it's actually quite funny. Um, So it has to have at least a point added for that in the fact that I enjoyed it, not in the way they intended for me to enjoy it, but I enjoyed it. Um, And so for that, I will give it I'm just going to round out the fives. It can have five and a half. um, I don't have an X space, five and a half space planet, evil planets out of 10.
2: All right. It's interesting. Um, First off, regardless of anything, um, It's not a film I'd seen before. And I do appreciate some of the things I do working so closely with Felix as I do (laughs) on the pod. Is typically films that come to the table are usually films I've seen and I already have an opinion on or things of that nature, films I'm interested in seeing or films that just feel like, yeah, I've always wanted to see this. And then when someone brings me from the outside, I really like that because. um, That's
4: why I love the Patreon pics. That's why I love the Patreon pics
2: because it forces me to go outside of myself. And sometimes they're hits for me and sometimes they're not hits for me. And either one's okay because I can now lend my voice to the conversation about, yes, I've seen that film yeah. and I have an opinion on it. So first off, always appreciate a Patreon pick. Ethan said something about, yes, it's 2024 and we look at things a little bit differently. I'm not sure if I saw this in 1997, if I'm liking it any more of <laughs> than, than, than sitting now. Um, it is a very breakneck speed film for me the writing's iffy um i don't understand the hero or the villain or the other people's motivations in the film for the most part and then chris tucker comes into the scene and (laughs) chris tucker's like the annoying guy in the cinema as you're trying to watch the movie and you want to kick him out and you realize oh no no wait he's in the movie (laughs) <laughs> and during all these times, I'm like, oh, it's a cool gunfight now. Chris Tucker's yapping, and you're like, get off your phone and shut up. And that's kind of where I'm. He's not going for the rest of the movie. I just didn't understand it for the life of me. It's not. I'm not a science fiction guy by 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 sort of format generally, but 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 I, I did feel that I gave this the the, the honest go. It just wasn't me. Whatever, whatever you want from your movie, the opposite of this is me. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. But, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's rarefied air on the ever direction usually for me on this one. Uh, where I go, is this a bad film? I, I think it's a bad film for me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to say four points taken off my license because this crashed through the roof of my cab out of 10. That's wonderful um yeah the only other film i have given this rating to is how's moving castle right and basically what i'm mm-hmm. saying is there's something fundamentally broken i feel about both films <laughs> um and the strangest thing was when we unpacked this and we went how does this look as a trilogy i find that a much more enjoyable film yeah. because you've got a chance now mm-hmm. for all these things to breathe and develop and that's my problem is that everything rushes by so quickly i'm like just make some of this believable Even down to Bruce Willis driving away from the cops. Why are you running from the cops? Just because she said, please help three times. Yeah. You could have found a different way around it.
3: So. Who do you not like more? Jar Jar or uh, 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 Christopher? Character.
2: sorry what was this uh, Jar Jar and well do I like Jar Jar better than I like Chris Tucker I like Jar Jar way better than Chris Tucker <laughs> <laughs> oh Jar Jar's all right he owes me a life debt I'm okay no, with yeah, that narrative purpose so. <laughs> like even his own people don't like Jar Jar whereas I'm supposed to believe everybody loves Ruby Rod <laughs> <laughs> so that was it but no I appreciate I appreciate bringing it to it uh, I'm with Ethan maybe I, I it's think, the, I don't think Go ahead, dude.
0: Sorry, it's my internet again. I think I said like a minute ago.
2: Okay. Um, there's something about, I think, the science fiction element of Luke that I don't particularly like. Uh, I love The Big Blue. It's haunting. It disturbed me because I was really... Um, moments of it really resonated with me. I think I saw it when I was quite young and... Uh, I was traumatized in a good way. I don't know if it's a thing, but still <laughs> I was too young to see it, but the the, the the powerful moment stayed with me. And I just, and I felt the tone for that was just bang on perfect. And I think the thing I, I struggled with on this was the tone was like the baddies. It was a shape shifter and it wasn't really ever to fully hold on to its shape for large portions. <laughs> but I'll tell you who always sticks the landing that's James DeGuzman when he comes on and hangs out with us here in the BFE. <laughs> we are a massive, f- even if the film wasn't necessarily one that I'm telling people, you got to go <laughs> see this. I always appreciate a conversation with with my Canadian, uh, my, my, my fellow Canadian, my fellow Canuck, James DeGuzman, <laughs> DeGuz, if you will, <laughs> our fantasy champion in 2023. Woo! Uh, thanks a lot for making some time for us. Thanks a lot for bringing this film to us. Yeah. Whether or not we, we thought it was the best film ever is irrelevant. It's about a conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation on this film.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, I think be on.
2: If you want to know how you can uh, get involved, uh, help support the pod, uh, maybe even come here and, uh, you know, get your own four out of ten. Uh, go ahead and do that <laughs> here on the Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Before I talk about what we're doing next week, let me talk about what we're doing in two weeks.
4: Do I need to film this? Or uh, Sure. Okay.
2: In two weeks, Bruce Willis won a competition or a contest that was rigged. Yeah. Sorry, Hermes. (laughs) Next, in two weeks' time, we're going to do another contest of our own. We're reopening. Opening? Opening. Opening. We're reopening. (laughs) The Podcast Lottery, where everybody can submit their picks. We're going to spin the wheel, make a deal. What's that movie you want to get in? Everybody on the Patreon gets at least one vote into the lottery pool. And we will, two weeks from now, record on that episode. Should the person be available, we will, of course, invite you on to join us. But that will be two weeks from today as we uh, sit here recording it. So we will announce the winner on next week's episode exciting so there is that so it's not too late if you haven't got your name in the uh thing as we sit here at uh, patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for you and now it's time to talk about what we're doing next week exciting pretty much uh something that we're all very quite proud of here at the bfe is the breadth that we bring to visit to the uh sort of the films that we choose and the same podcast that does doubt is the same one that does the wedding singer is the same one that does (laughs) steel magnolias is the same one that does the fifth element and there's not a lot of pods that'll do that sort of breadth and because anything can be the best film ever regardless of genre today we looked at science fiction next week we can look at a teen comedy okay celebrating its 25th anniversary where we ask, how can that girl be hot? She's got glasses and a ponytail. <laughs> I- next week, we're going to unpack the Freddie Prince Jr., Rachel Lee Cook film, oh. She's All That.
1: Oh! Okay.
2: So there we go. She's All That <laughs> I- next week. Um, maybe the most tropey of teen films from the 90s. I have very positive memories. I'm totally prepared to have them dashed, just thinking it's a stronger <laughs> movie than it is. I can't remember if I've
4: seen it or not. I think I must have done, but I can't remember. I've, I've seen it. I've heard it referenced. I don't know if I've actually watched it.
2: It's a wonderful, well, I remember it being a wonderful teen comedy. Yeah. Now, whether that means a great film or not, we'll I find out. don't know. we got to go back and give it the old BFE treatment and take a look at it and see it. So I've, you haven't seen it before. Ethan, have you seen it before? You, you, you reacted you I think...
0: I, I, must, I must have been, like, maybe 13. It must have been... I think it was on, like, Channel 4 or something. You said Freddy... Yeah, Freddy Prince Jr. And I got excited because I love Freddy Prince Jr. Um, I've probably seen this, like, on, on TV on some day when I was younger, but I... For the life of me, can't remember a scene. It'll probably come flooding back to me when I start watching it.
2: James, any... Uh, any, any Have you seen this before?
3: Um, not for a long time. Same with Ethan. Where I watched it a long time ago. And it's where... All those like '90s teen or, or early 2000s teens cons kind of meld together into also not another teen movie, which kind of melds all together with me.
2: Yes, not another teen movie, which which parodies the sort of teen movie craze of the mid '90s to the early aughts, if you will. So there we are. So we're next week. We're gonna look at she's all that. She's got glasses and a ponytail. Yeah.
1: Oh no! <laughs> I
2: know. A ponytail but i'll tell you who always undergoes a great transformation for us and that's our friends the podcast we want to thank julene hermes the man of the hour himself james de guzman leaner oberholzer Anthony and davies chris peterson randall silva help me out james dwayne smith Great Smith. The Yeetmeister, Good. Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, <laughs> Andy Dixon, Holly Callan, Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike, Richard, Ryan Kukets, Dirk, Scheiberger Freund, stew from the stew World Order Podcast, and Norfolk Domus. As we previously said, blah, blah, blah. Patreon slash BFE. Uh so there we go. So that is where we're we're lined up to. So Oh, I just realized I have nothing even remotely close to an end line ready for me here. As
4: long as it's got space in it, it's fine. Oh, That's what we've learned.
2: <laughs> oh.
4: Here is your space exit line. <laughs> Done.
2: Is <laughs> that what I have to do? I'm trying to remember anything from this film. Oh, I got nothing.
4: This ain't me, bro. This ain't me.
2: <laughs> is that a line from this thing?
4: That's what Ruby Rod kept saying when he had to hold the gun. He's like, oh. I don't know if I can do this. This ain't me. Oh, jeez. That's all I got. Uh, Multipass? uh yeah i don't
2: know help <laughs> me oh please <laughs> i <laughs> am help. the fifth element i'm the fifth element
4: that's right. i will protect you
2: oh
4: I'm out of quotes that's all i got i'm really sorry
2: <laughs> okay i don't know anyway please join us next <laughs> week when we tackle the uh 90s teen film classic, She's All That, or best film ever, uh, but, uh, but I'm James.
4: And I've been Georgia.
2: And despite not having an exit line, I might say, please help. Because <laughs> it turns out, no matter what happens, I don't know what to deal with what just landed in my lap. <laughs> we'll catch you on the space flippity-flop.
3: Uh flippy flip flop.
4: It's base.